another Nick No Banger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah. Who is it? Favro Radio. Favro Radio. Favro Radio. She read the dog. She read the dog, baby. Favro Radio, baby. Favro Radio, baby. Say what? Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah. Let's do it. This is the show called Favor Radio. When you heard it here first, yeah, yeah, let me know. To all this tuning and listening, no stereo. My intro's like the wind rolling in, yeah, very slow. Favor Radio. Come on. Favor Radio. Yeah, yeah. Favor Radio. Should read it die, baby. Favro Radio. That's right. Favro Radio. Favro Radio. Uh huh. This is it, kid. To the talented and gifted. That's why we come raw, we come real authentic and sharp with it. She read the dog, baby. Y'all visit. Tune in to Favro Radio. When you heard it here, you heard it first. That's right. Tell your friends, tell your family. On that note, we out. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Hey, 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 family. It's your boy, J-Rated R. And yes, you are tuning in to Favorite Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Favorite Radio, family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Greetings, family. It's your boy, Jay Rated R. That's right. You are tuning into another wonderful episode of Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Family, it has been a blessing. Yah is working with me. He is working with those of us who are allowing him to work with us. Uh, many great things are to come. Now, there is a brother that I do support. His name is Zachary. His channel is called Outpouring Gates. He is a seer prophet. Okay. Um, he would be what I call um, Roe type of seer or prophet, shall I say. Um, now, if you want to know more about the different types of prophets that the Bible speaks of, uh, I've also put in this particular description of this podcast, a podcast that I had did um Sorry about that, family. A podcast that I had did um, almost two years ago um, on prophets. And I give you the different types of names of prophets in the Bible, what their functionality is. Um, But now I want to say something. You could be one of those types of prophets. However, when you have the Holy Spirit, Y'all can still have you prophesy. The Bible says that we should always want to prophesy. 
That's in 1 Corinthians 14. So, um, you know, the different gifts of the Spirit are in 1 Corinthians 12. But to continue off of that, 1 Corinthians 14 starts off telling us that one of the gifts that we should definitely want is the, the gift of prophecy. And it talks about mainly in 1 Corinthians 14, the, the gift of the tongue. There's different types of tongues. I told you you have a prayer language tongue and then you have speaking in tongues, which is totally different. Um, and I've went into talking about what the differences are with that as well. So family, just make sure when you do get a chance that you take the time out for yourself to educate yourself, listen to the podcast and then go behind me and ask the Lord is what Jay saying true. Show me, Lord. You know, I'd rather you do that than to just take me or anybody at face value at our word. Not that I have anything to hide. I tell you all the time, I come real, come raw, come authentic. I don't come at all, which means I believe in telling you the truth. We don't have no time on this show to represent anything less. Um, <clears throat> because one, lying is just not good. <laughs> it's a sin. And liars will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Two, I have nothing to gain from telling you something like that knowing that a lot of you are intelligent enough to go behind me on a lot of what I say and try to see for yourself, which is why I tell you to do that anyway, not because of somebody lying to you, but for you to get it for yourself. It makes that much more difference. It, it makes your journey that much more thrilling. And then, of course, if I'm right with what I tell you, with a lot of things you probably won't see online, a lot of things you will, but there's nothing hidden from Yah. And if you get your relationship right with him, he will show you all things. Consider what I say is what the Bible tells you in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse, excuse me. Uh, yeah, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7 says, consider what I say. The Lord will give thee understanding in all things. He leaves you not in the dark with nothing. Once you become a child of Christ, which is a child of the light, all mysteries, all those things, through his spirit, he will reveal to you. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, when you read verses 8 all the way to 16. So I'm giving you scriptures for everything I'm saying, even what you consider esoteric or occult, meaning that which is hidden. Even some of the dark occult things, family. Now, the Bible touches on just about everything. There's some things it doesn't give quite a lot of detail to, but it speaks about it. You can find just about any topic of discussion in the Bible if you know where to look and how you, and if you read the Bible. And that's why I tell you these things. I know that a lot of us, if not all of us who've had, <clears throat> excuse me, have had some experience in life with religion, that religion has distorted a whole lot of point of views, a lot of the truth. It's giving you certain truths with a lot of man-made, traditional, ritualistic, fabricated information distorted information, watered down information over, over time. A lot of that has been done on purpose. A lot of it has been unbeknownst to the ones who are teaching only what they've been taught. And uh, that's why they always keep trying to give you different Bible versions and different religions to go with it, to take and water down the word of Yah himself. Those people will have to pay for what they've done. The Bible is very clear. Do not add to this book. Do not take away from this book. Or the words in this book, because these words are the words of Yah himself, the word of God. And that's why I always keep trying to read to you all. There are missing books in the Bible. There's books that you guys would consider <clears throat> not canonized, which they are. And for instance, I'll give you an example we all have heard, the book of Enoch. 
you study that book, you know it goes with Genesis, you know it goes with the book of Jude, you know there's missing books, you know through the prophecies, you understand who the Nephilim are, the Watchers are, the different types of angelic beings, Mount Hermon, all these things. Just like, okay, for instance, notice that I put on the cover of this podcast, the mountain with the Paramount picture and the stars that you see when it comes on. And anytime a movie is played, you see this this uh, symbol and logo. Well, guess what? That actually represents the fallen angels who came down from heaven, the watchers. And that mountain is actually Mount Hermon. Your Bible calls it Mount uh, Tabor, which is the Mount of Transfiguration. There's a whole lot of things you guys don't know about. But these are the mount. This is the mountain. If you read in the book of Enoch that was described, they put it right there in plain sight because who's behind Hollywood? Satan and the fallen ones. Okay. So without further ado, I'm glad to see you all are taking to the podcast that I've done in these this within these last few days. The Wilds of Hollywood, my first longest uh, new new record for longest uh, podcast. I didn't intend on it being that way. Trust me. And I will try not to do an eight hour podcast again unless it's it, unless it's a special request from uh, enough of you. Uh, but just know that that takes time and I can break it down into parts. But will you all listen to it? Some of you will. Some of you won't. And to each their own. Like I said, we're not here to, to judge anybody, but we're here to tell the truth. And sometimes that comes off as judgment. And a lot of you don't like it, but guess what? Yah is not going to bend for man's reasoning because he loves you that much to give you the truth. The devil is the one that's lying to you, fam. The devil is the one that's deceiving you. The devil is the one that's got you feeling self, um, feeling yourself and acting out in ignorance and making you think you know what you're doing when you really don't. And that's what's going to hurt you. So better to get it now than to find out later, after, where it's too late, and then end up going somewhere you don't want to be for all eternity. And Yah is not the one that puts you there. I notice a lot of angry people feel that way. I used to be that person, so I know this firsthand. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Um, I kind of gave you some somewhat snippets of it in the Hell podcast, about Hell was designed for the fallen angels and and Satan and his people, but we end up going there because we put ourselves there. And I gave some small rendition of an explanation to you all, but I need to go into complete detail, I feel, so that people will be a little bit more um, understanding and, and have clarity. Now, I did describe this before, even before the Hot Hell podcast about that. But again, we just need to have a focal point where we just concentrate on that all together. So Wilds of Hollywood with the Cat Williams and all the other things I put into that. And then, of course, this last one we'll be talking about. Are you getting better or are you becoming even more bitter? Along with segments of sin versus sine wave. Um, I hope that that podcast and it was over four hours, but I hope it was explanatory enough for you all to gather information, to see spiritually things are not what you thought they were. They're not in the five cents perception or con, uh, consensus of what you're used to. That's why I gave you wordplay. Wordplay can be witchcraft family. Wordplay can help unleash and unravel and decode the very things that are keeping you under a trance or a spell spiritually. A wool, a wool, you know, 
something that's pulled over your eyes. And this is why, hence, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 speaks about that. I'm here as a system buster, as a watcher for y'all to give you all the knowledge, to give you all and share and indulge in things that a lot of esoteric circles and dark occult circles know but won't share with you because it's to their benefit. The least you know, the more easier you are to control. The more fear you have, the easier you are to control. The more dumbed down you are, the easier you are to control. What you don't know can hurt you or even kill you. Okay? And knowledge is power. And this is why we perish or are destroyed because our people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. So, the more you know, the more you grow. When you know better, you can do better. All these things are to your benefit. And they become detriment to the enemy because the more you wake up in Christ, have his light in you, around you, anointing you, giving you knowledge and power, making you stronger than ever, giving you knowledge and wisdom that you wouldn't have attained on your own as a human, going beyond the wiles of Satan and his deceptions and his fallen ones. This was makes you a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And then y'all can show you revelations and give you revelations and on knowledge that you would have never attained in this world. That no school scholar or university can ever give you. No amount of intellect in terms of studying, reading the logos can give you. You have to be in the spirit to know the things of the spirit and have to be shown these things. And only y'all can do that. And if you ask, he'll give it to you. We're going to have some more of these this week uh, as you keep getting these podcasts. We're going to keep discussing the things that's going on modern wise, but I'm going to keep giving you bits and pieces of this esoteric uh, knowledge that a lot of you probably find a little strange. But the more you get used to it, the more it'll make sense. The more you get used to it, the more it'll make sense. I left off talking to you all and telling you about Chris Rock. I told you about, and that was just an example. That wasn't the actual topic of discussion, but I was just giving you examples of these things. I left off giving you examples also of Malcolm X. Uh, now, some things I was telling you, you, you can look it up. You can look up the pictures, I tell you. These are what we call hiding the truth in plain sight. These are the subliminal advertisements and messaging that your subconscious mind is getting pre privy and instructed without your conscious awareness. But then you'll act them out in your conscious awareness without realizing it because it was supplanted into your subconscious. And of course, the word subconscious means below threshold of conscious awareness. Conscious means to be aware. Sub means to be below threshold. That means to be below whatever it is. So... Like a subway, when you catch a subway, you're going underground, below, right? Subconscious is below conscious awareness. That's all it means. So when somebody's doing mind control tactics, advertising, like sub, subliminal advertising, that means that they are programming you and conditioning you to accept, unaware, the things that you keep seeing repeatedly 
being played out and the things you keep hearing also like music or ads, anything that you keep hearing in the sound waves or, or, or the airwaves that's being played through broadcasting transmission signals. Same thing can be said for TV, tell lies to your vision or television, like telepathy. It gives you a vision in your mind to in your mind's eye, which we would call your first or your third eye. Your visual cortex sees these things and it uses it to help embellish or to help you create through your imagination the visual of what they're depicting. Then they're telling you <clears throat> on top of that visual how you are to receive it, how you are to view it, how you are to perceive it. In other words, if I can get you to believe what you're seeing, seeing is believing. If I can get you to agree to it through your emotions, which is emotion picture that's being given to you and your emotions is energy in motion, right? Thoughts is the cause. Emotions are the effect. If I can get you to agree to it, come into alignment with what I'm saying, now we can form a bond, a covenant, because you are contractually in agreement with what I'm advertising, what I'm putting in your mind's eye every day. And then I'm putting the sound to go with it, which is helping to manipulate how you feel when you hear certain musical tones, certain frequencies are being projected into your very being. If I can get you to see it and hear it, to believe it, to make it reality, well, I got you. Now, because with your power that you are unaware of, as a co-creator made in the image and likeness of the creator of the universe, Yah, known as God, I can get you to help me create the type of world that I'm depicting in a movie. You see what I'm saying? I can get you through fear or through disbelief or through any type of manipulation, which we call witchcraft, is deception, right? I can get you to go along with it. Now that's lesser magic. And magic means the manipulation of energy and everything is energy. You, me, everything. We're electromagnetic beings. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. So if I can get you out of the light of Yah and make you in my image and likeness, you'll become more of the way I want you to be. You'll fold without even realizing. And soon you'll rebel that which is of God. And this is where Isaiah 520 comes in. I can now get you to like what's bad and hate what's good. I can get you to also call what's light darkness and what's darkness light. I can give you something that's really not really sweet, but it's bitter. But I can make you think what's bitter, sweet. So this is how it all goes down. And this is why we are fighting a spiritual battle against the rulers of this world. Now, the word rulers is archon. It's also um, another word that I've given you all of what a ruler is. Vicegerent. So there's another word for it as well, for rulers. And this is why I want you all to get into the spirit of things. To know what's going on, what's taking place, who's in control and who's not. Well, family, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break. When we come back, we will continue with our podcast. I'm your boy, J Rated R. Don't go anywhere, family. It's just beginning. We'll return after these messages. Stay tuned.
Hello, everyone. It's your boy, Jay Rated R. And I just want to give you a real quick prayer. Prayer for your life. Prayer for your day. Wake up in the morning. Be thankful. Even if it doesn't seem like there's nothing to be thankful for. Because the number one reason why we should be thankful is we're still here. We're breathing the most highest, beautiful air that he breathed into us, according to Genesis 2, 7. And he made us and formed us from the earth, according to Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1 through 6. Now, I'm not going to give you scriptures. I'm just going to simply say a good prayer, a nice prayer, and the Holy Spirit, so that you can have a better day, a blessed day. And you all know, if you don't know, I've done podcasts that's talked about the power of prayer. So here it is. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you very much for getting me up out of bed every day. Your will be done, not mine, on earth as it is in heaven. I want to thank you for all my infirmities. I want to rejoice in my sufferings because I know the blessings are coming afterwards. It is just a form of discipline for us to learn what your son, Yahushua HaMashiach, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, had to go through. And I ask that the Holy Spirit lead my words to touch the hearts of those who tune in to Favor Radio so that they can share the gospel with their friends, their family. And may you bless them, Lord, in their finances, in their life. May you take their depressions, their insecurities, their angers, their depressions, and bind them and rebuke them in your holy name. I ask you, Most High, through your son, Yahushua Mashiach, Jesus Christ, to bless all those who they come encounter with, to give them an anointing and to reveal yourself to them so that they may have an encounter with you personally, to know you are the way, the truth, and the life, according to John 14, 6. Thank you very much, Father, for all that you do. Thank you for Favor Radio and the Favor Radio community. And I thank you for my life, my family, my friends, and I forgive those who trespass against me. In your holy name I pray. Amen. You see, guys, it's just that easy. It's not religion. It's just having a relationship with the Father what, in which he wants to have with you more than anything. So take this time. Pray without ceasing. That means to pray continuously. Keep him on your mind. Morning, afternoon, evening, and night. In other words, all day. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. You are tuning in to Favorite Radio. That's my prayer to you all. Y'all stay blessed. All right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Jay Read It All. That's right. You are tuning in to Favorite Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. So as you can see today, we are having a deep truth revealed. Now, we do that on every show as much as we can. And we go as far as we can. And some some episodes, unfortunately, we can't continue as, as much as we like because it can just keep going on and on and on. Hence, as you you know, recently have come to know and find out, even almost an eight-hour podcast proves that. Even a part one, two, three, four series podcast proves that. And we've done plenty of those. 
um, the last four part series that we had was the rapture and resurrection so please make sure you if you haven't had a chance or haven't as of recently had the interest please I urge you all in your most freest time check out all four parts of the rapture and resurrection series it's on there part one part two part three part four i think there's podcasts in between each one of those so part one then there's another podcast and after that part two then there's another podcast and after that part three and so forth please make sure you check them all out each one is its own that connects to uh the previous one and the fourth one connects all of them so please make sure if you want to get some thorough knowledge on the rapture and resurrection, you check out all four parts of that. All right. Well, let's get into some esoteric occult biblical information. Now, what we do on this show, we don't add or take away from the word. Not at all. What we do is we show that the word is true by comparing other things to it. Now, what is for the word is for the word. What is an opinion? It's opinion. And what we like to show that these dark circles or secret societies or clandestine, esoteric and occult circles won't show you. We show you that and we show you how it's in the Bible. So all glory be to Yah on all accounts because Yah is the truth. His word is the truth. And that's what we're going to keep going on and on and doing is upholding the gospel, the Besorah, the Injil. All names for the gospel. <clears throat> Family, some of these experiences, they're a little hard to swallow. Some of these teachings are a little bit hard to receive. I understand. But one thing you must know with your boy, if you haven't found that out by now in five years almost that we've been doing this podcast, is that we come real. We come raw. We come authentic. or We don't come at all. No one has time for fakeness. No one has time to be trying to say whatever tickles your fancy to itching ears no one has time for that because if you do those things family you will have to pay you will have to answer for your actions and i'm not trying to answer for my actions in a negative manner if i just serve the most high and do like i'm supposed to he will be proud and that is all that matters to me all this other stuff all this other hype it's crazy it's crazy and i'll just leave it at that Okay. Now, <clears throat> let's see what else we got going on here. <clears throat> Excuse me for the coughing. All right. So I want to share something with you. You know, you remember I almost two years ago, I did a Superman podcast. And I can't believe that's almost two years now. But I did it back in 2022. And um, that's right when I had COVID, right? No, I had COVID in 2021. I believe I did the podcast in 2021. So, yeah, it's almost three years ago. Wow. Um, I showed you in that podcast the Egyptian and the Bible prophecies of Superman. Not only did I show you the prophecies, but I showed you the comparisons. And uh, the, I gave you some information on that. I gave quite a lot. But um, today... There will be some minor comparisons on the esoteric side of Superman. So it's going to kind of be 
sort of in a sense, not really, but sort of a spinoff from the Superman one. But I'm not going to just have Superman as the is as part of this conversation. This this podcast is titled The Deep Truths Revealed. So that's going to probably have a mixture of things. So that's why I said we're not going to call it a spinoff because it has nothing to do with Superman per se. Um, <clears throat> but it will be involving um, allegory. It will be involving symbology. And it will show you guys... Like I've been telling you in the last two podcasts, Wilds of Hollywood and are we getting better or are we becoming even more bitter podcasts? What I've been telling you in both of those is that you have to have a spiritual mind. You can't have a five sense perception or you can't have a five sense consensus on what you think things should be. Or getting your emotions. You have to do this with no preconceived notions. And so that's what I'm going to show you again today. Continuing and a lot of the information that we're... And and, and remember, this is pertinent. I'm doing all this for a reason. So I'm going to kind of show you some things here. Just some some minute comparisons. When all the names on the list have been read, this big crystal screen will appear in the skies. Now, I'm giving you all riddles. What do you mean, Jay? A big crystal is going to appear in the sky. You know in the Bible where it says in Revelation chapter 6 that the skies will roll back like a scroll? How many of you actually think that's literal or if that's symbolic? Only one can tell, but if the Bible says it, we have to believe it, right? And a lot of times, yes, there's very, very little allegory in the Bible, but then there's also literal things in the Bible. And if you believe there's a dome or a firmament or the expanse or glass ceiling, if you will, that covers the top of this earth, then it makes sense that the skies would fold and roll back. But I think what that's also saying is time space overlaps where just like a wormhole can fold in on itself and open up in the fabric of time and space, a gateway. I believe that's kind of how it's going to look when Yahuwah, the father in heaven, rolls back what we call the sky as like a scroll. Now, this big crystal screen appears in the sky. So what I'm talking about. Crystal City. Your Bible talks about it in Revelation. Now, in Superman, you guys knew some of the characters in the movie. You had the Kryptonians that were General Zod, Ursa, and Nod. And of course, in the comic book, Ursa would be um, Aurora or something of that nature. Well, I want to kind of give you an example today. I'm trying to pick my words carefully here. Let's look at Zod. Now, there is a 
group of people who I used to have mentor, I used to be mentored by their leader, that is, by the name of Malakazi York, Dr. Malakazi York. I told you this man was a very brave man. He's still alive. And without getting into all the details about where he is now, what's happened, he started a group called Nuwabian. Now they all call him a cult. Society has threw him under the bus, and I'm not going to get into all of that. But what I am going to say, a lot of what he taught, I'm not saying I agree to everything because I don't, but a lot of what Dr. York taught us, he was very accurate. He was right. And we learned more the more we learned spiritually who he really was, perhaps, versus who he says he was. Do I think he was very much real in terms of what he knew? Of course. Do I think he was supernatural? Absolutely. Do I think that he had beings in him? No doubt about it. Do I think he was actually Melchizedek or Jesus? No, I don't. And yes, there's been times he's claimed to be these beings. That's beside the point. The information that he did teach, majority of it checked out. There was some major, you know, glitch holes in his teachings. And I'll say why, because a lot of those things, um, compared to the majority of his teachings, there were some minor times that he may have plagiarized. Now, I'm not saying this to knock the man. I'm not saying this to be disrespectful. All you guys got to do is look it up and you're going to probably come up with your own conclusion. So I'd rather you who didn't know him and I didn't know him personally, personally. But what I'm saying is for those of you who never heard of him, if you're going by what you read on different news articles and things like that, well, you know, the media is going to pretty much throw him under the bus. They're going to make him look like a cult leader. They're going to make him look like a pedophile. <laughs> They're going to make him look like uh, just like he's David Koresh or somebody, you know, or whatever. And uh, he wasn't that bad. He just got caught in a bad situation. But there's consequences. You have the, a price to pay for those things. But what I will tell you is Dr. York was a very brilliant spiritual teacher and he could hold his own with anybody. He did give people of color and people of all walks of life, not just blacks or Hispanics or Latinos or anybody else, but everybody else, whether you are white or whatever. He gave them um, a landscape in which it was their own. And there was a lot of people who learned from that. Now, I've mentioned him before in the other podcast, but I wanted to kind of reiterate some things because he's the one that taught us sound of right reasoning. And I'll tell you what that is later. But no one taught me anything like y'all. I've picked up things here and there from different teachers, different mentors friends whatever or what have you but no one has taught me like the holy spirit nothing has taught me like my own personal experience and that's what i'm hoping to have you guys receive the holy spirit and have your own experiences so that you can take what you've learned and embellish it and, and go further 
Sometimes the truth is in plain sight, family. Sometimes it's in the book of fictions. And that's why they, that's how they're able to hide a lot of universal secrets by calling it fiction. Superman had an enemy from his own home planet, Krypton. And this enemy was called General Zod. He had two other uh, followers with him. And um, let's just say this for the sake of argument that they were not very fond of him because of his father. And they carried around a very hard um, resentment. So, without further ado, we call Zod's people Zodakians. Now, the Zodakians are going to be compared to the actual entities that you hear about in the Bible. And I want to start off by saying these Zodakians, whose names are written in the Book of Life, this Book of Life, the book which we call the scroll is for those who came here with Zod. This is why Nibiru, the planet or the ship, which is nearing or not already in our solar system. You're going to find more about this Nibiru this year. Another name for Nibiru was called Planet X. Now this is the year of X's. Remember, I, I briefly told you about these X's in the last podcast. I mentioned the Xbox, what that meant, right? I mentioned Malcolm X. Now, in this podcast, you're going to hear about SpaceX, Disease X, and Planet X. All, no coincidences, but they yet they all coincide. Not a conspiracy theory but a spiritual piece of knowledge that you all need to hear. This Nibiru is nearing your solar system as we speak, and they will be rejected for what they were, which is hypocrites, and will become fuel for fire. Now, a crystal ray of light will beam down from the crystal screen, which refers to the great balls of fire. This is what's being released from the back of the ships we call crafts. When these ships crafts come, they will simply suck up these balls of fire or these Zodakians from the ground. Now this sounds a lot like a rapture, doesn't it? I'm gonna leave that part alone. And when you say, well, Jay, where are you getting all this from? How do you know this? How do you know this is gonna be, well, I'm not saying I know anything. What I am saying is this. I've been given some information. And this information, you have to treat it with a grain grain of salt. The only thing that I do know that's guaranteed is what's in the Bible. This stuff I'm giving you, it goes with the Bible. But I'm not saying it is the Bible, if that makes sense. I'm sharing esoteric knowledge. Now I want you to think about something. 
I'm going to teach you today some more clandestine information that you can take with you and do what you will. And I'm going to use comparisons like I did in the last two podcasts. Like I did in the Wilds of Hollywood with Cat Williams and like I did in the last podcast with Malcolm X, Chris Rock and things like that. Today we're going to use a form of Superman to understand what I'm trying to tell you in codes. General Zod and his crew would be called Zodakians, right? Because it's Zod's crew or Zodakites, which would be another name for them. Now, let's just hap- let's just say for hypothetical reasons, I'm going to be calling these beings Kryptonians. Then when you look at Superman and you see the whole story of Superman again, the movie, you'll think differently. You'll think biblical. You'll think fallen angels versus angels, heaven. You'll think beings, gods. You'll understand or have a clarity. Now, what I am going to do, in addition to the uh, already promised links that I told you about with our prophetic friend Zach from Outpouring Gates I'm going to also include my Superman link in this description so if you need to get a quick reminder make sure you go to the Superman uh, podcast family nothing I do is just for kicks and giggles yes I am here to entertain you to keep you interested but that's not what this is only we are actually here to educate We're here to alert, bring to your awareness truth, and to represent the Most High to the fullest. And shed some light on some things that darkness has had the liberty of having too much control for a longer time than it should have. Now it's time for light to come in and clear all that out and expose it. What better way to do it than the times we're living in now, which is the times of revelation. So family, don't go anywhere. We're going to take another commercial break. When we do return, we're going to get straight into it. I'm your boy, G. Rated R. You are tuning in to Favorite Radio. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. family we are back deep truths revealed revelations this is the time 
that we are in and let's jump into some esoteric knowledge shall we so i'm going to start off with saying this i kind of told you all about the whole superman story about the yellow sun we haven't got there yet but i want to say something to you all what we call the phantom zone in superman story right in the dc comic story is nothing more than a form of the abyss or hell why because in the story of superman Kryptonians had a place that they were sent to criminals that was when they were found guilty and they went into a dimension where they can no longer become a harm to themselves or anyone else. Um, this place took away any outside um, any outside communication. They were excommunicated in other words. And so uh, they had no influence on society. They were in a place that was eternal that they would always be for all eternity. This was called the Phantom Zone. And it can also be known as the Lake of Fire, which is a Kryptonian prison. And it's like a massive ball of energy. And in the Superman story, Zod and his crew and many other types of beings spent a portion, a great portion of their life there. <laughs> And so um, we see that nothing in the comic book world, family, is a coincidence. Like I said, I put the Superman uh, podcast that I did uh, two or three years ago. It's hard to say. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, into the uh, description of this podcast. So if you want to get more familiarized with Superman's story, see how he actually relates to Jesus Christ. Feel free to check that out. Now, there was a flip side to that, but I never did it. Uh, which is he can also represent the other side, the Antichrist, and so many other symbolic, esoteric uh, representations such as Saturn. But when we see the basic uh, premise on understanding of the story of Superman, we know that he is to represent a, a Christ-like being. He came from a far-off planet. His father sent him here to us. If you watch Superman the movie with Chris, Christopher Reeves, and you really pay attention to the things that are being said and shown in that movie, you can't help but uh, know that it is talking about Jesus in a sense. Uh, in a lot of senses, actually it's parallel to the Christian story, which we know to be true for those of us who rock with the Most High and the Bible. Now let's talk a little bit about it. Like I said, this ain't gonna be a show about that per se. It's just to give you some understanding of how parallel and how similar these stories are in the spirit world versus what you call the fictitious world. Now, I gave you a little bit of a uh, backstory on Zod. I kind of told you some things about what we would consider certain names, Zodakites or Zodakians, which would be Zod's crew, Zod's people. They're also the fallen ones. Zod can also be attributed to Lucifer or Satan. He wanted to rebel against those of his own kind the leader of his own planet, which in this case would be Jarrell, who was also a scientist, and he was on a council where he led the council. This Lucifer, or Satan, was on a divine council at one time. Divine magistrate. He's an El, a lesser god. You and I would call him an angel, meaning a messenger of God, because that's what angels are. It simply means messenger. But what they are are basically lesser gods. They were created to serve God and his purpose. Now you see these gods are in Psalms 82 verse 1. 
for the Most High himself, which is why he's referred to as the Most High, the creator of all things, because there's none like him, none beside him, no savior, no equals. He created all things. And he sits on the council with the other gods and he judges them. That's in Psalms 82.1 family. And so we can see that these gods fell from their positions when they, in the book of uh, Second Peter, as well as Jude and all these other books, they talk about them leaving their first estate. We, we learn more about who they are as watchers and other types of angels in the book of Enoch. And so we see the same story in Superman. There is also other enemies that Superman has had, a ton of them, uh, a few of them from his own planet, like Brainiac, Zod, and some others. And Brainiac used to be uh, an a, a, um, advanced AI that was programmed to protect Superman, which we know his true uh, native name from his planet is Kal-El. Kal-El. And I told you what that means. One who was from the stars or the child who was sent from heaven. Okay. Um, and that name, you can look that up. It's a Hebrew name because basically the creators of Superman were Jews, Joe Shuster and Jerry Siegel. One was responsible for the depictions and graphics and drawings. The other one was the other one was you know, responsible for basically coming up with the content. But they both did share in content to come up with the whole illustration and character, as you know, as Superman. And uh, Superman is the most revered and even one of the most powerfulest beings in the DC comic universe. He's gotten so powerful throughout the years that he himself has kind of been on a different plateau in terms of God status. Um, we know him to represent good, but he's had some fault, some faulty years in the multiverse. We know that he has experienced red kryptonite, which is basically responsible for him turning into a bad Superman. Now, in some cases, red kryptonite just simply takes his powers away. Um, there's other types of kryptonite that actually caused him to change his uh, or to alterate him from good to evil. There's many different types of kryptonite. There's even a kryptonite that can permanently take his powers away. Um, and we're not going to get into all that because it's not about Superman. But what I'm trying to show you is there are certain types of stones gems the bible speaks of speaks of it in ezekiel speaks of it in um you see remnants of it in revelations and other aspects of the bible that we're not going to touch right now and these things are part of the elemental um it's it's part of our elemental knowledge of things on this earth and things from beyond this earth and so they put these things in the, the storylines. We even see it in the Marvel Universe, which we call the Infinity Stones. Same thing. They house a great deal of power that was created by the creator himself and put into stones. And anybody who has a collection of these stones, such as Thanos had at one time with the, uh, the gauntlet, which is the glove that the Infinity Stones were made for and put in will have the power of a god if not the universe itself um and you saw with when something like that gets into the wrong hands what can become of the rest of creation and i'm starting to appreciate the fact that as a kid growing up 
we had nothing but imaginations and comic books. Now, we had cartoons, thank God, but we didn't have a movie that we could see these characters come to life in. Now, since, you know, CGI has become a thing that's greater since the early uh, late uh, since the late 90s into the early 2000s, it's since then has been perfected. More budget in Hollywood has been raised. More people have been more fitting to play these roles. We've seen comic book characters in both DC and Marvel Universe come to life. And uh, a lot, although sometimes the movies are slightly different from the comic books, whereas the comic book characters are a little bit more powerful, there's more detail to their life, more background, more history, we see that Hollywood has kind of dumbed it down a little bit so that it could fit within production. But we've also seen that these characters can become a great deal of realistic um, influence on our society. And what they are showing you, family, is the subliminal secret easter eggs and gems meaning the esoteric and the dark occult information that these characters bring to the table which can be compared to the bible we see the end of days we see the wars of alien invasions hence the fallen ones all this stuff is in revelations it's called armageddon the valley of the battle of megiddo right we see satan building an army to go against humanity and god we see this in these movies and we see it depicted in different types of movies, different types of settings. We see that the prophecies of what the weather inclination is going to be like. We see that in the movies with these storms, tornadoes, tsunamis, end of the world type things, right? Where the seas become roaring and the tides become high. And when the electromagnetic energy increases, it raises the tide. Cities are being flooded. We see hails of fi balls of fire coming from the heavens through solar flares. All this stuff is biblical. So when you see these things like Deep, Deep Impact, movies like that, or um, Armageddon, or just all the different movies that you've seen throughout the last few decades, it's all in relation to the Bible. If you study the Bible wholeheartedly, you read the Bible wholeheartedly, you start seeing the world is copying the scriptures. Hence, this is why the Bible is the most picked on book. This is why Jesus is the most mocked because it's the truth. You don't see Buddha or Muhammad or any other religion getting this type of attention or even this type of hate. Therefore, there has to be truth to it. The Bible is still the most sold book ever to this day, holding the number one record. Jesus is still the most known and most popular character ever to this day and so you have to start using some common knowledge and logic and sense and start asking questions it's not just about religion promoting him and putting him on the map no if that's the case look at all the other types of religions in the world from all the different native countries you have to start asking yourself what makes jesus so important why is there so much debate on this character why is there so much hate for what god has done or hasn't done and it becomes very apparent because it's the truth. No other religion or God has ever died for his creation except the God of Christianity. And there's 500 documented accounts of people who witnessed eyewitnesses of Jesus's resurrection, as well as when he resurrected. So did many other people on the planet. This is documented. This is not fabricated. And so. There's so many other things we could talk about that it just would never be enough time to get it all fit in. What I'm trying to get you to understand is there is a spirit world. 
the new age leaves out a lot of things with Christ. They try to call it Christ consciousness. Now, if you want to use that correctly and not in the erroneous way that you've been taught that Christ consciousness comes or how it is, then you'd have to say Christ himself is a frequency because he's a God who can be in all places at all times, which is a frequency. He is the embodiment of all things. When you receive the Holy Spirit, that is Christ consciousness. When you receive the true Holy Spirit from the true God himself, Yahuwah Elohim, no other way. Any other way would be fabricated, erroneous. It would be a lie and it would be from the kingdom of Satan giving you a counterfeit spirit, which would be the spirit of divination called the Kundalini spirit, the Python spirit. And we've already had podcasts to describe all that. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of you would think, oh, this is you waking up the true God from within. Yes, God dwells in man. He gave him his spirit, made him an, an image and likeness of him. But he did not give you the Holy Spirit at first. He gave you a spirit from him to breathe, to live, to be animated, to be quickened. All right. When you receive the Holy Spirit, that has to descend from heaven into you. OK, that is literally the divine nature of God himself dwelling and dwelling man. So don't be deceived by what a lot of people think they know. This stuff that I talk about can be backed up by the Bible, by scriptures, and there's no denying it when you start seeing the prophecies unfold. No man can write that and know those things. You think any man, any real man is going to put in the Bible not to touch a woman, not to not not uh, to get married if you burn it with lust. No, guys want to get all they can. They want to get all the cheeks clapping. They want to have all the ownership. They want to have a grand tour of the booty. <laughs> no man's going to put that. No regular man is going to put that in the Bible. Only a man of Yah can put that in the Bible. And the only reason why he can do that is through the Holy Spirit. The scriptures are all inspired by Yah. If you understand what the word inspire means, do the etymology of it, you'll find out it means divine. When you do the word play or, or etymology of the word divine, you'll understand that it comes from the word God. That a supernatural being is the reason behind it. So no, no matter how you try to shape it, reform it, mold it, whatever, it always adds up when the truth is present. And that's what we try to do on the on the show is give you the truth. Nothing else, nothing less. So be not deceived. OK, now, <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, let's get into a little bit of this, shall we? But before we do, let's go ahead and take another commercial break. When we return, we're going to get straight into it. I'm your boy, Jerry Read It All. Don't go anywhere. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. So let's jump into what I've been promising since the show started, family. The name Zod, like I said earlier, 
can phonetically, meaning the way it sounds, can start like the Arabic word zar. You say zad. Now, a lot of this has to do with y'all's accent and pronunciation of a word, which is how it sounds phonetically. MCs or rappers do it all the time, how they manipulate wordplay, even words to sound or rhyme, which really don't rhyme. Jay-Z was one of those uh, MCs who was very good at doing that. Um, but yet, that just goes to show you the multidimensional ways to say things through your vernacular or the way the words sound. That's how witchcraft can also be a part of uh, casting spells on people. Sounds, right? We'll talk about that in another podcast. One day we're going to do a podcast on uh, witch, uh, casting spells and witchcraft through sounds. I think that's very much so needed. So we're going to have that podcast if it's y'all's will. All right, so yes, the word Zod or Zod can be like the word Zar. See? And it means false. It means untrue. It means crooked one. Hence, a czar, or equaling azar, A-Z-A-R, or azar real, which turns into azaru, or azazel, means hairy goat, or opponent of El. Opponent of El means opponent of God, an adversary of God. Now, the word czar, Z-A-R, means prince. Now, we go to Superman. He, Zod, Z-O-D, is also known as the Prince of Peace. Believe it or not, because how does a lot of times, in order, what does a war initially bring? Yes, travesty, devastation, desperation, pain, all those things are the end result or the result of a war. That's common sense. However, the outcome which is what you always hear them say, uh, one or two for the many, right? A few casualties for, the, for, for us to save the rest of humanity. Okay, in other words, sacrifices. Well, why they say that is because the opposition of war is peace. Militaries usually can bring peace when you have a strong government or a strong army other countries would, wouldn't dare go against you. That can also create what's called civil rest or order. And this is why there's going to have to be a new world order, because in order to bring about something in a orderly fashion, you have to disrupt it from its old order and its old fashion. How do you do that? Wars. You got to break up the whole constitution or foundation of what makes that thing stay in place. So in other words, if I want to shake things up, if I want to reestablish, bring a whole new type of era, a whole new millennial of peace, which is what the millennium is, is peace. In order to do that, I got to get rid of what's causing that from happening. If there's already chaos, if there's already a disorderly way of things or a disorderly conduct of things being orchestrated, well, I got to create things by recreating it, by using its own uh, foundational patterns or, or use its own uh, strategical ways about it. In other words, if it was war that started and got peace, it's going to have to be another war in order to recreate peace. That's what it's not to do. You can't just come into marching and pray for the best and hope for the best when you got people who are very militant 
uh, a military-minded type. And that's what the Antichrist, this is what the devil is. He's a warrior. He fought against Angel of Michael and his, and his angels. He is a warring angel like Michael. Okay? He's destructive. He's prepared to create chaos so he can have his own order, which is still chaos, but it's his. And this new world order he wants, wants to be the way he wants the world to be, through his eyes, his vision. He will be allotted through the approval of Yah for a short time, that is, according to Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, he will be able to change laws and times. So what you consider legal and law-like now, Satan's going to change that. What used to be out of control and, and illegal will become legal. And it's going to be militant. And that means if anybody ain't with us, we're going to kill them. That's what the whole mark of the beast is. To bake things in his image and his likeness for you to worship him as the true God, as the true dictator, overseer, and emperor of this planet. He wants things to be in his way or no way. And if you do anything outside of what he wants, he will kill you. And so that's why there's wars going on in Israel right now. That's why there's wars going on all over the world with civil unrest, racial unrest. That's to break up and create chaos, complete chaos and tando, tando, uh, pandemonium everywhere so that when he comes, it's going to give the appearance of him saving the day. Oh, we were saved by someone. He brought it all into perspective. He united all the countries. Now we got laws in place to keep it that way. It's going to look real law-like. It's going to look heroic-like. It's going to get ugly at first, and he's going to come in looking like he saved us from a, a mass nuclear uh, wipeout, <laughs> okay? And so it's going to play an intricate part from what looks to be an alien invasion to war on Earth with each other, and that's all a part of the plan. But guess whose plan it really is? Above all else, it's really y'all's plan because everything that y'all put in the Bible is how everything is turning out to be right now. He declares the end from the beginning. He never lost control of anything. He just made it look that way. <laughs> it's what I say. If you don't know Yah, you don't know his word, you don't know that. And so that's what I'm saying. The battles may look like they're not being won, but the war has already been won long since it even comes to an end because we already know declaring the end from the beginning, which we have from Genesis to Revelation. We already know who's going to win. And we're seeing it happening in between. Before it gets to that part, we're seeing everything come about as it should, the way it's supposed to, with politics, the world views, people in general, individuals, collective people, the weather, all the, the, uh, the catastrophes, the weather inclinations. We're seeing it all unfold before our very eyes, just like the Bible said it would, in the, in the exact order that the Bible says. Now, when I say exact order, y'all are looking for a chapter in the Bible to give you chronological um, followings of these things. No, you have to read the Bible as a pretext. I mean, as a precept. This is what Isaiah 28, 10 tells you. Precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. When you start reading it, you start understanding dispensation, how things are starting to come over, overlapping. You learn this through reading the Old into the New Testament. You need the whole volume of the book to understand what's going on because the whole volume of the book is about Christ himself, who is God, not these, these false trinity beings of the Catholic churches have had you all believe in. And the scriptures literally tell you this. So for anybody to say otherwise, it's somebody who don't read the Bible. Clearly, the scriptures can, you know, literally will say. But people are always trying to be petty. Well, where did Christ say this? And where did Christ? 
If you want me to show you, I can. And after I give you all the evidence and you still don't believe, you just somebody just just doesn't believe. You don't want to believe. You're not looking for evidence to prove what I'm saying. You're looking for something to disprove what I'm saying. There's a difference. And these type of people you can't help in any regard. You can only pray for them. And I'm not up for having any nonsense, debiacal conversations with anybody if it's a waste of time. The Bible even says don't waste your time debating with certain people because you already know these people are either hecklers or agents of Satan or because they have a sin that they don't want to be called out on and they like what they do. They try to find uh, anything they can to go against the creator. And that's just, that's the between them and the creator. My job isn't to convert. My job isn't to convince. My job is to lay it to you, give it to you the way it's supposed to be, and hopefully leave it at that where the Holy Spirit will take over and he will convince you when it's time. Not me. My job is to say what I need to say without shame, get it out there, do the best I can to teach and improve it to the best of my ability with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, which is God himself, and if you receive it, great. If you don't, hey, that blood is off my hands. And if I'm not welcome and, and giving it to you, I dust my feet off like the scriptures say, and I move on to the next. And that's all we're supposed to do. People going to call you names. You can't let all that shake you and rattle you. They're going to try to call you a false prophet if you're not. If you're doing everything according to the word, if you're respecting the word of Yah, if you're not lying on him, making any false testimonies, being a false witness, uttering lies, you have nothing to worry about. But if you are doing those things, you should be very, very worried. And if you know you're doing them, you should repent right now for what you've done. Come on over to the real side of Christ, the right side, like I said, and get your life right with Christ's song. The right side is, the, is Christ's side because he stands on the right hand of the Father. You need to be about his business. Not, 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 no nonsense. And we got a lot of nonsense people out here right now playing with y'all, mocking them thinking that he is not going to uh, say anything to them, <laughs> do anything to them. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 37 that Yah laughs at the wicked because he knows their time is coming, their day is coming. It literally says that. It says Yah is laughing at the wicked for he knows their day is coming. Now, if he can laugh, I'm going to laugh because... I know it ain't really funny because you don't want that. You don't want to be on that side of wrath. But a lot of these fallen angels and people who take to these beings and do all these wicked things and don't have any remorse in their hearts, don't feel any type of sorry or regret and don't repent and believe what they're doing is OK and, and, and they're going to get away with it. Those are the ones you pray for harder. But just don't get into no tussles with them if you can help it. Mind your business and keep away from them. Because these are people who are agents for the dark side and they're trying to bring you down. And they're ignorant. And they're going to cuss you out. They're going to want to put hands on you and be volatile. They're going to want to say that you're the terrorist. And they're going to treat you like that. There's going to come a time that the Antichrist will be able to conquer the saints, torment them. But Yah's not going to just let that simply fall by the wayside, you know. Rejoice when things like this happen to you because it lets you know you're on the right side of things. It happened to Christ. Who better for us to go by with the example than the one who we are, are, are in servitude of? It happened to him. Why wouldn't it happen to us? Says the student is no greater than the master. So that means whatever's happened to him will happen to you. Lord forbid some of those things have to happen. If you can avoid them, great. But don't lose your face because of it.
And that sounds crazy to the rest of the world to say, you, why would I die for a being I never met? Why would I die for a being who never answered me, never did anything for me, and this and that? It's easy to say that. That's bold. I've been there, so I know. And I'm converted. But I've always loved God inside of my heart. I just was mad at him because I didn't understand him. Didn't understand what, what was the purpose of giving hell to us when it was intended upon the devil and his angels. But now I know. I didn't understand why is it that he didn't answer me, but he was talking to people in the Bible. I understand now why. It's just a matter of patience and staying in the word, man. Anybody asking nobody to be holier than thou, you can't be what you're not. That has to be something that happens to you. But the best way to get to that point is to do the things that he instructs us to do, which is stay in the word daily. Meditate on the word daily. Talk to him daily. Okay? Ask to be given the Holy Spirit. Ask to be helped in the things that you're struggling with. You're not going to change overnight, fam. No one's asking you to pretend. Don't be pretending anything. Because you're only going to fall back into the lifestyle that you were in because it's not real. Just have an intent to want to change. That's all. And the way you do that is to change the little things you can control, like getting more in your bo- and getting more involved in the Bible. Deciding not to do the same things all the time. Take a different pattern this time. Don't be so easily swayed into doing things that you did before. If you're trying to change, you got to start taking some initiative and say, I'm going to do something different. I'm not going to go on that route. Because when you go on that route, you're going to get pulled right back into what you were doing. It's going to hit you just like a vacuum. You're going to think you can resist it when you can't. So you got to change up little things. It's like you're eating a diet, like you're trying to change your diet. The only way to do that is to change eating at certain times, eating at cer- eating certain foods. Drink a little more water than you normally do. It's little things that add up. When Yah sees you doing that, he will meet you. Okay? Faith is dead without works. Remember that. It's not just about sitting there believing all day. It's about putting things into motion. You're not going to lose weight if you're sitting on your hind pods. You're not going to get a job if you don't put applications out there. It's the same thing with Yah. You're not going to get the Holy Spirit unless he sees you putting forth the effort. When he knows when you're doing it, he's going to give it to you. Because you earned it. You work hard, you earn a paycheck. If you're patient, it's going to pay off. It may not seem that way, but it will. There's an old saying, good things come to those who wait. Greater things come to those who don't. You see what I'm saying? If you just wait all the time, sitting around, faith is dead without works. But if you get off your hind parts and make it happen or initiate it, all he's looking for is the initiation. He's, he's going to do the rest. He's just looking for you to initiate it. Because that means you're coming of your own volition. You're coming of your own free will. You're not being forced to do it. He didn't want anybody to be forced to love him or do anything. That's why he gave you free will to make your own decisions and choices. When you're really ready for him, that's when he's convicted you to come to him. If not, you got to come when you're ready. But don't take your time doing it if you are ready because you don't know how long you really got. And he's given us all kinds of time, which is why the Bible says he's long suffering. Because he wants us all to come to repentance. It's just that simple. There's nothing more to it. But the world will make it sound like it is. The world will give you all the reason not to believe, not to not to look into him because the world is against them. <laughs> this world is Satan's. So Satan's point of views, his other spiritual false doctrines, the seducing spirits that's working behind the scenes, 
those their job is to detract you from y'all to knock you off your path he'll tell you to do everything else as long as you don't get in the bible meditate on other things empty your mind do reiki healing and reiki stuff do yoga get into buddha do arm chants do a whole bunch of different things you can do it you don't need a bible to help you you are your own god he can get you to believe any of that all those are different ways to get to hell there's only one way to get to heaven and this is why the bible is the most hated book ever because no other religion is like it no other god has died for its own creation no other book as is as prophetic and accurate as the scriptures are. Y'all talking about Egypt and the stuff that's on the walls of Egypt and the gods this and that. Ain't nobody prophesying like the Bible. All those prophecies in the Bible, why ain't everybody else's spiritual religion saying the same things? Why is it not as accurate? How come a lot of you that's in these other spiritual religions still have anger? and pissed off and still sinning and still because no other spiritual doctrine is like the Bible. That in itself should tell you why it stands out. Why it stands alone. Why so many hate it. There's so many petitions to change it. Make it like everybody else. Why? What's wrong with being different if we all so widely accept it? If it's all about love, then why so many people hate the Bible? Oh, because the Bible is always condemning people. The Bible is always sticking its nose in other people's business. The Bible just won't let people live their life. And so you think that's the reason why you hate the Bible. But if you know the Bible, you'll understand that the Bible is not, it's not about sticking its nose in your business. The Bible tells you not to stick your nose in nobody's business. I can give you scriptures for that. <laughs> Bible tells you that in the book of Sirach, chapter 11. Bible tells you that in Galatians chapter 6 so no 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 no. you got it twisted that's not what it's saying what it's saying is if you understand the fall of Adam and Eve you understand the word sin a lot of you give kudos to the serpent because you say he actually told the truth their eyes were open they didn't die in the moment blah 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 but finish the story See, when you leave certain parts out, it gives a whole different perception of what you're saying. That's what the devil does. He twists the truth and gives you the rest a lie. And y'all believe it and fall for it. But when you get all of the content of the Bible, not just looking into certain aspects of it, like he would want you to look at, he meaning the devil, you start seeing a whole different side of it. That's why y'all did that. See, y'all can see what y'all can't. He's multidimensional. He can see all the different possibilities to your life. So he will make things look a certain way, but he's actually shifting things to, for your benefit in the end. You only seeing it from that point of view in that moment from where you are in that moment of now. That's why things look so black and white to you. I assure you that's not the way it works. Satan even can see those things, but he ain't going to tell you that. Because <laughs> this whole thing is to deviate you from your salvation, your kingdom, your entitlement. And he felt like if it was taking a script from him, why should you get it? He looks at himself as greater than you. So nobody is above him, he thinks. And if you're not, if he's not no longer entitled to it, well, why should you be? That's why all the reason why he really hates you, even though he's pretending to like you. Y'all better wake up, man. This devil ain't playing. Deception is a real thing. He's the master of it. That's why they call him the father of lies. Because this dude can lie like no other and make it sound sweet. And if he could deceive 
angels in heaven that knew the truth, what you think he can do to us? Humans who don't know the truth. It's easier for him to, 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 to sway us because all he got to do is masquerade like an angel of light, come with some amazing type of visual, give you a little something just to kind of reel you in, and you, he got you. You're a sucker for it. So he knows the desires of your heart. He knows the flesh. He knows what you like, what you desire. He watches you. He studies you. He has a very little bit of a gift to see into the future. For those who say Satan can't see the future, that's a lie. The devil has, he's a spiritual being. He has certain access to see snippets of things. He can't see fully like he knows in part compared to Yah what the future will hold. So he can see a little into the future. Anybody that said, I've heard other pastors say, well, the devil, the, the demons can't really see the future. That's not true. There's no scripture to really say that. What they all try to use is only Yah knows the future. Yeah, he knows the absolute future. He knows exactly how it's going to be. Only he can determine the end from the beginning. The devil can only get snippets of it, family. <laughs> see, it's not that demons take really good, strong, educated guesses. They do that, yes, through deduction, right? Because they're very highly intelligent beings. They've seen a lot. They understand patterns. But what they can see snippets. Now, I don't know if they can see snippets as well as fallen angels. They're not the same. That's the ones they serve. Fallen angels, though, can get snippets of things. But they don't have access to see the future like Yah. No being can tell you the future like Yah can because they don't know it like Yah. He's all-knowing. When I say snippet, they can get glint glimpses. So, you know, hey. Uh, but I am sort I am prone to think that holy angels can have a little bit more of a vision than followers. When followers fell, they, they fell from their state of grace. They fell from their estate. So that means a lot of the the uh, allotted allowance of knowing things that Yah gave them through his spirit has been stripped and taken from them. So they're not nowhere in the position of certain things as they once were. So uh, they still have gifts and powers, yes. but And they're very powerful, but they're nothing compared to... A holy angel can be an angel of the Lord any day because if Yah gives that strength to his angels, they're going to overcome in battle. That's why he sends them to guard us against these demons. He don't send nothing that can beat the angels up and end up overpowering his angels because that's a representation of his power. Sure, there are entities who needed help fighting other entities, such as the, the, the angel in Persia in the Bible that you read about. When prayer was, somebody's prayers was being uh, hindered from getting answered, it's because that angel had had an encounter with another fallen angel and they needed some help. That can happen. But Yah, at the end of the day, is not going to let nobody be defeated. That's why you read in, in Revelation 12, Michael and his angels beat Satan and his angels convincingly. So badly that he knocked them back, he knocked them down to earth. <laughs> so headbutt whooping must be real bad, man. I ain't saying Satan can't hold his own now. He's very powerful. But when you get Archangel Michael in the mix, 
he's a very powerful angel. He's God's warring angel. He ain't going down like that, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just, just read the context and put it together, fam. Don't, don't play into it. Don't get psyched out. Just look at it for what it is. Family, we're going to go ahead and take another commercial break. Upon returning, without saying anything, I'm going to give y'all the esoteric knowledge. I'm your boy, J-Rated R. Don't go anywhere, family. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. All right, we are back. Now, here's some wordplay for you all to unravel, to unlock your understanding of how just words play an intricate part in reality, shaping and molding the very um, construct of how we see things. Watch this, family. Many of you have heard in the Bible, there's a crystal city that will come from the heavens, will come out of heaven during after the millennial. And you are correct if you've been reading your Bible. Uh, We will give scripture today, but I'm going to try to talk to you all with as much simplicity as I can, because I understand a lot of this stuff. Just when we talk about the Bible, things alone is a lot for a lot of people. And now I'm going to be mixing it with a little bit more of esoteric knowledge. So it's going to be a little bit even more confusing. I don't want that. I want you all to, as best as I can give it to you, and as best as you can receive it, to understand and have some clarity on where we are in these last days. And I'm going to use parallel comparisons, which is not taking anything away from the scriptures, but giving the scriptures more glory to the Most High Father because... I want to show you just how parallel things are and how they relate to the scriptures, like I said earlier. Uh, And that's all I want to do. I want to give you guys uh, a multitude of ways to see the one thing that's true, and that's the scriptures. You know, don't compare. Try to think of it in this perception. Don't compare the Bible to everything outside of it. Compare everything outside of the Bible to the Bible. Then you'll understand the, the fullness and the honesty, sincerity, and the truth of the Bible, the authenticity of it. A lot, oftentimes, we try to compare Bible to other things as if other things come before the Bible, and and, and there's a lot of misconceived um, and erroneous knowledge of biblical understanding, the origins of the Bible. A lot of people have it backwards, where they say the Bible copied from ancient Egypt. I used to somewhat think I used to think that. When I became consciously aware outside of religion, hear what I'm saying? Outside of religion, I thought that because I became consciously aware of other information that seemed to add up and it did, but it didn't add all the way up because I wasn't piecing it all together. I was on a journey just like any of you are. And so I had to learn these things as time progressed. I had to experience some things too through the through y'all's patience and believe it or not whether you know this or not y'all is always behind us experiencing different spiritual avenues because his job uh i don't want to say his job but what y'all does which i've learned that he does uh in one of his many many wonderful ways is he will allow you to experience things outside of him all while he's guiding it even through the darkness even through the evilness he's always there watching 
Because in order for some of us to learn, we have to go through certain things. It's not enough to just read a book. It's not enough to just be taught it. It's not enough to be raised up and grow up in it. That is what we call, um, that's formality, tradition, ceremonial expectation. What a lot of us need to unlock and to break free from tradition, from religion, is experiment. And a lot of people will have these spiritual experiences They'll take uh, different types of recreational drugs, psychedelic drugs, such as DMT, which your brain already produces. Uh, you'll take uh, gateway drugs. A lot of you who smoke weed end up getting into other drugs, but more than likely the psychedelic drugs I'm referring to is LSD. Uh, ayahuasca, which is a plant um, that um, can give you uh, spiritual experiences. Um, Salvia, which you can usually buy low dosages of it in the store. These things alter your state of perception, your consciousness, and they introduce you into things or other realities around you that a lot of you, t a lot of times, oftenly think is just hallucinations. But what it is is you're breaking into, and you're you're actually illegally breaking into the lower astral planes, which is a spiritual plane in which these lower dimensional demonic entities dwell. And you see different things. You'll see what beings want you to see a lot of times. But you'll come into realities such as fairies, gnomes, uh, leprechauns, demons, angels. You'll see many, you'll see a great deal of different things. And that doesn't mean your experiences will always be bad. You are learning that there's more to your life than your physical senses have given you um, the pleasure in knowing fully. You break outside that five sense perception. The consensus of reality or the construct of reality as you know it is no longer uh, it's no longer valid. You start to realize there's more to life than what meets the eye. And that through these drugs, which are not really good because they are witchcraft, it's misleading, deception you'll find that, oh, there's no need for me to get into the Bible. I just need to tap into the spirit world myself and learn things that the Bible isn't teaching. Well, when you say things like that, that's because you have an ignorance to not knowing the Bible. The Bible actually does teach these things. You just have to read the scriptures and know what you're reading and be able to translate what you're reading. Yah will sometimes tell you in plain, just plain translation, without any interpretation needed, this is what this is. And so... I say that because I'm speaking from experience, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't to make anyone feel, uh, you know, denigrated, insulted. It's not a derogatory statement. And we need to stop getting in our feelings so, so much when we don't understand things. We're very sensitive people. I know I've been very sensitive to a lot of things. Um, but I say this because I love you all. And that's why I do these podcasts. And it's coming from a genuine place called the heart. And there's no deception here. There's no mistrust here there's no trying to gain or manipulate or deceive anybody I got nothing invested to do that to nobody I wouldn't want it done to me and I've had it done to me so I know how that feels all too well like I said if you want to call me whatever names system buster somebody who believes in bringing justice to the underdogs hey I'm your guy so Despite what it may look like, how much it may sound strange to a lot of you who are not used to such talk, 
get used to it because you're going to hear a lot more of this type of thing on Favorite Radio. And it's always been that way since we started the show. This is anything new for anybody who's been rocking with me. You already know this is how I talk. This is what I talk about amongst many things. But, um, yeah. <laughs> That's just how it is. down to y'all in that warlike mind state of the enemy. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's about time we start uh, flexing yeah. and flossing for the most high. For the most high. These devils know they ain't getting away with nothing. <laughs> Revelation is upon you all day. Know what I mean? Last day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring me. what I'm talking about. Talk to him. Let's get it on. Artemis, Maximus, Blasphemous, Classy but Nasty, Pacifist, Darwin, Naturalist, Blackfish with Massive Hits, Passing a Stitch, Tossing it, Boss, Flossing it, Salad, Mango, Light Tingle, A1, Saucing it. To even think that way in your head is hazardous. How the hell you gon' raise the dead like Lazarus? The fact is, you don't have no practice in witchcraft, that is. Or praying, nor saying who the master is. Not as a ghost in the gospel as Casper is. All your philosophies are psychotic, like Socrates. And don't forget to do Pythagoras. You better know what you're talking about before running off at the mouth. I'm the Artemis Maximus. Blasphemous, classy, but nasty pacifist. Darwin naturalist, black with massive hits, I'll pass a stitch cause I'm tossing it, balls flossing it, solid mango light tango, A1 sauced it, and that's how it goes when it comes to G-rated armors flows, you wanna know of the ancient Kemet where I'm at, yo check it out, yeah boy, here's the facts, hey 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 it's, uh, I'm that dude, hey 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 it's, yeah I'm head hey woo, hey 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 it's, boy, not what I'm saying, hey hey woo baby 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 cool baby what, hey 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 it's, I'm head hey with a plan. Hey, 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 it's I'm that new man. Hey, 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 it's that new man cruising your land. Hey, 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 I'm that dude rocking Timberland, boots in the sand. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Just a little something for y'all to let you know we rocking with the most high, no matter what. Get on the right side, and that's the Christ side. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all know what time it is. We are back. Now, here we go, family. Let's get it. So I told you in the last podcast, you were put in pods. What do you mean, Jay? Well, let me back up. We talked about the word Zod, phonetically sounding like the Arabic word Zar. Zar, Zod, Zod. Now, if you heard, not the D sound, but the sound that comes before the D in Zod, that's where you hear the word Zod. 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 Even though it's an O, it has that R sound in the background. Like, the word R is R. R. You hear hear the ah, ah, and R. 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 It's only at the end of the pronunciation of the letter that you actually hear what it is. When you start it off, you don't hear R in the beginning of R. You hear ah, ah, R. 
which can be spelled A-A-A-R, A-R, or just R. Now, R is usually pronounced R, 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 R. So you do sound it like that. But when you're saying the word R, you don't pronounce it as that. You're saying R and pronouncing R are two different things. When you say R, you hear a ah in it. When you pronounce what R sounds like, you hear the R in it. R, 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 almost like E-R. But you hear R, 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 starting with the R sound. R, R, R. But if you're saying the word R, then you hear the ah in it. So that's why I say <clears throat> it sounds like you're saying czar. So, um, yeah, that means false, untrue, or crooked one. Now, I told you earlier when we got into the pronunciations, how it would lead to certain words such as Azazel, Azar, Azar, Azariel, Azaru, Azazel, meaning the hairy goat or opponent of El, also the scapegoat. <clears throat> now, the word Zar means prince. Zod and Superman also was known as the prince. He's also called a prince of peace because he's a military, military, he's a general. They call him General Zod. Peace is brought about from war. You can't have peace without having war. You can't have war without having peace. They go interchangeably hand in hand, even though they're opposites. Now, who masquerades as an angel of light? The Prince of Peace is not he. The Prince of Peace is also known as Jesus. Right? You see this in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, which I'm going to read to you right now. So if you will, in your Bibles, we're going to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. These are the names of Jesus. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, God Almighty, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So right off the dome, you see where that's coming from, fam. Right off the top. Um, now, <clears throat> another name for Michael, the archangel is called. He's also referred to as a prince. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, the word Zatan from Zod, Zod Zatan, he appeared in the form of Archangel Michael or either Gabriel. I know in the Quran, of course, not in the Bible. <clears throat> when you say Zatan, what does that sound like? Almost sounds like the Zeta reticulans, but Zatan as in Satan. Now the word Zohar translates as he who is white. In this case, he who is and the Nuwapians used to believe this was Dwight York. Dwight, like you're saying D-W-I-G-H-T. Phonetically, it sounds like you're saying the, T-H-E, and then the word white. The Z stands for Zod. <clears throat> you ever seen World War Z with uh, Brad Pitt? It was a zombie uh, apocalyptic movie. <clears throat> All these movies and these names connect on certain levels, one way or the other, fam. 
Uh, the Z stands for Zod in this case. The letter S is actually a Z. Now you were putting pods also called Zods. This is what Zod named his duplicates of himself. Now, let's get to some real information here. <laughs> Remember I told you about Project X that had something to do with Malcolm X. And at the beginning of this podcast, now I told you that in the last podcast show we had, but at the beginning of this podcast, I said, we're going to be talking about SpaceX, Disease X. We just talked about Malcolm X. And we're going to be talking about Planet X, which is Nibiru. The Egyptians call it Nebheru. All right. So with that being said, um, we're going to be talking about those things, family. And when we talk about them, it's going to make a lot of sense. A whole lot of sense. Now, one of the things that I wanted to go over... <clears throat> was the fact that in today's esoteric information you're going to hear like you did in the last two podcast shows a lot of stuff that I promised you we would talk about so for instance when you look at the word Zera. The word Zera means seed or offspring, which is a Hebrew word in the Bible. You see it in the book of Genesis. Zera. It's symbolic of the sixth letter of the Greek alphabet, which is Zeta or Zeta, depending on how your pronunciation is, which is spelled Z is in zebra, E is in Eddie, T is in Tom, A is in apple. Zeta or Zeta, right? Which is a symbol of a snake. Hence, Zetians, Zetans, Zaza. It means sprouting forth. Now, the word Zeta or Zeta, depending on how you want to say it, is a Hebrew origin meaning Zane or Zain which means the root word Zan, Z-A-N, which is where you get Zaina. Zaina, which means abomination. Now, the Khazars, or Khazars, K-H-A-Z-A-R-S, you see in the word A-Z-A-R-S, you also see in the word Z-A-R-S, Zars. Khazars is called Zod. How, Jay? the savior messiah and called him imam isa or shall i say imam isa now the word isa iza is derived from the arabic word isa isa meaning savior now zod and superman vowed to be krypton's ruler keep that in mind put in your mind in parentheses or quotation marks the word ruler because that's what Zod as a general saw himself as he also saw himself as a type of messiah and then he would create a whole different type of people <clears throat> now the word Nubian 
as we know, N-U-B-I-A-N, usually speaks of people of color, is really how you phonetically say the word new being, like a new being, right? So when you say new being, you're saying Nubian. Now, I'm going to show you something. <clears throat> when it comes to some some people such as uh, the old, in this case, Dr. Malachi Zior, he made himself a contactee. Said he had over 900 beings or 800 beings in him. Said he was from a planet called Ritz in the eighth galaxy uh, not, uh, uh, of a planet called Ilion. Now, this is all renditions of symbology that resembles the Bible. Basically, in this comic book series, Ilion would be Krypton. Okay, in, in actuality, it would be one of the constellations, Orion. In Orion's constellation, it would be one of the Siri, planet of Sirius. That's basically what he's saying. Um... Dwight York is his name. He knew all about different religions. Remember, I told you this in two podcasts ago that Dr. York put people through different schools of thought. He used to be in the mystery schools, so he went through he went through um, Mohammedans, Christianity. He went through Islam. He went through um, the Ansars community. He went through Sumerian teachings. He taught all those things. And the reason why he was able to speak so many languages, he was well-versed. A lot of you said, well, how did he learn all those languages? Because he could speak all those languages. Arabic, Aramaic, right? Greek, Latin. Dr. York was well-versed. And you'll say, well, he couldn't have went to school for all of that. I'm telling you how he got all those languages out of him. He was practically possessed. <laughs> but he had made... <sighs> Some people have a deal. Some people have a contract with certain entities. They're not really, sometimes, some of the people walking around here are not real people. They were made in a lab. Some of them are combined. Um, that's why a lot of people look alike, and in, in, in especially in the world. But more than anything, you see a lot of celebrities have a lot of lookalikes. Some of you are right. You're kind of on it when you say clones, but sometimes it's more than that. Sometimes these people are literally created and made. And that's why they look so much alike, but then turn around and say they're not related. You think it's just mere coincidence, don't you? That's because your five sense perception of the world you know is not what you really think it is. And this is why it's hard for a lot of you to break free from the matrix because your mind won't allow it. Remember when they were trying to break Morpheus's mind in the matrix one? They held him hostage. They were trying to crack into his mind like you try to crack into a computer to, de to, to decrypt it, to know its secrets, its hidden files. And... You have to get past the firewall to do that. Well, our brains are no different. And today you're going to hear some things about the matrix. You're going to hear some things about how we are in comparison to a computer, how reality is not what it appears to be, and how the spirit world kind of operates. You're going to get a little bit of that today in today's podcast. <laughs> so sit tight, family, because it's about to get seriously educating. Um... I want you all to understand that um, the Zeta or Zeta reticulans created 
Dr. Malakazi York to be the conscious community's Messiah and Savior for them to follow. They remember the Bible says, I follow the lamb wherever he goes. People were saying that's about Dr. York. They took Dwight York while he was in prison and they experimented on him. Now, how do I know this to be sure? I don't expect you to believe it. But what I will tell you is this, take notes. Because it's not just a Dr. York that we're talking about. It's people in general that this happens to every day. And you wonder why some people come back different. They're either a byproduct of mind control through possession. They're either not themselves because they're not them. Something else is in them, which is still a form of possession. Or it's not even them at all. A lot of these people are clones. They're programs. They're advanced, advanced artificial intelligence. This sounds fictitious to you guys, a lot of you. Some of you ridicule this and laugh at it. Some of you say, I don't want to hear no more. This guy's off his rocker. I'm good. I'm glad you're saying that. Because if the world does not think of me as peaceful, think of me as crazy, then I'm doing the right thing because they thought the same thing about Jesus. He says, be not of the world, but just be in it. When you are of the world, the world will love you. Right? But when you're not of this world, they won't love you. They'll call you crazy, ludicrous. They'll call you all kinds of names because you speak the truth. And that's why I'm in good company. If it happens to our creator who came in the form of a man, then who am I to complain? I'm right on time. Now, <clears throat> I'm giving you bits and pieces of things, but now of course I will, I will ease up on that and give you a little bit more meaning later, family. The word lamb signifies sacrifice. Bible says there's no there's no more there's no more sacrifice of sin. What does that mean? It means that you were willing to be sacrifices for the most high when you denied yourself and picked up your cross and followed him when you denied yourself he must increase you must decrease he already sacrificed himself for us for all of creation took the world's sins upon himself he became the ultimate sacrifice or sacrificial lamb he shed innocent blood for your sins this is why through his blood shed we're able to be cleansed in our sins now ultimately that is exactly what that means. But when we look at it from a different point of view, from a lower point of view in the spiritual world, this being that we call Dwight York, he wanted to be a sacrificial lamb, but he wanted us to be the lamb sacrificed for him. We have to become a vessel for these beings to walk in, ladies and gentlemen. Now, in the Bible, it says the lamb will lead you to slaughter. Why? Because the ways of this world are cruel and the ways of this world will kill you if you allow the ways of this world. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You, when you are able to understand what some of the things that we're talking about are, you start seeing them everywhere you look. 
Kind of like Jim Carrey in the movie 23. The more his mind was in tune with the frequency, the more he started seeing it everywhere he went. Even adding birthdays, subtracting numbers, was never a coincidence because it always turned out to be true. When you ask, seek, and knock, you're opening the doors to the things that you're looking for. That's why the Bible says, ask the Lord, seek it, knock, and ye shall find it. Truth is hidden, family. It's not going to always be in plain sight, even though it's hidden in plain sight. In order for you to want to know the truth, you got to ask for it. Until then, you'll be living a lie. You'll be living an illusion, thinking it's the truth. Until something happens and you wake up to the truth, which is scary because you realize what you've been living. It's not the truth, but it's been a lie. The lie is comfortable. The truth is scary. But yet, that's why the Bible says in John 8, 3, uh, 8 32, the truth shall make you free. <laughs> Some of your Bibles reads as set you free. Now look at this. Where did Zod, a.k.a. Dr. York, land in Georgia? Eden, Georgia, which is phonetically saying Eaton, like you're eating something. Although we know Eden, Georgia is spelled E-A-T-O-N-T-O-N. Eden is E-A-T-E-N. You were food for these beings. Hence the word land, L-A-N-D. Or shall I say landed? Now the Zeta reticulans appeared in a Z formation over Shady Dale Road. And they told Zod, Doc the York, to come to this spot. They showed Zod, a.k.a. Dr. York, in a dream where all the Zodakians will come. Now, what is this the symbol of when it comes to Zod? A black pyramid. The pyramid on the dollar bill is also theirs. Now, who are called the Moors? M-O-O-R-E. Or, if you really look at it, it's Murs. M-U-U-R-E-S. Which turns into Mur. M-U-R-D-O-Q. Murdoch. Murdoch or Marduk, right? Or more docks, hence the word mer. Mer means, if you say M-U-R, you're really saying M-E-R, which equals M-I-R, and that's how you say pyramid. You call it Amir or mer, M-I-R. You didn't know that. Now, mir translates as pyramid. This pyramid refers to a vessel or a shell. Now, I remember I told you there were some beings that's called Markabians or Merkabians. You have what's called in the Bible and in Egypt, the Merkaba. Now, the word Merkaba means a movable throne or a ship, a vehicle of light or a vehicle pyramid of light. That's what it translates to because Mer is a pyramid. Ka's spirit, Ba's soul, Merkaba, which is a spiritual vehicle of light. I'm showing you guys something that your Bible's tied into with Egypt. <clears throat> I'm showing you how it ties into Sumerians. And I'm also showing you how it's symbolically tied into things that happened on this planet with certain leaders. They weren't just men that you saw playing out a religious role. They were actually entities inside of these men that were mirroring a, a world and the physical world. And you saw this is why these guys had so much power. If I were to tell you what the White House really is, 
what the beings in the White House truly are? What if I told you that this is Egypt? That's why they call in the Bible, America is not only known as Babylon, it's known as Egypt. Egypt is the house of bondage, according to the Bible. We're in Sodom and Egypt, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. This over here, this world, is the same repeated rendition of what it was in the old world. That's why the Bible says nothing is due under the sun. You're living in an illusion. This matrix has covered its name up with something different because you are a new being, right? You are a being who didn't live in the old times. And if you did through your ancestors, you don't have memory recalled to know so. That's why they make sure your DNA is not fully awakened or you would have all the memories of your ancestors and you would know everything from the beginning all the way to now what's going on because you would be fully awakened and you would be having access to 100% of your brain. Now you've heard the saying you only have used 10%. Well, it's not that you only use 10%. You only have uh, access and awareness of 10%. Your brain is really fully functioning all the time. But see that 90% is also being controlled by the subconscious. So 100% of your brain is always working. It's just that you only are accessing 10% of it. So it's not a thing where you only use 10% and other 90 you're not. You're only using 10% while the other 90 is going against your conscious awareness. Because your subconscious mind is what ha helps you to breathe without you thinking it. The moment you have to, if you have to consciously keep remembering to breathe, you die. Your body operates on its own automatically, which is why it's easier to induce or supplant ideas or other things into your mind under your conscious awareness, which we call subconscious because sub means below threshold, below conscious awareness. And then you carry it out through your consciousness without realizing you have a habit of something that you have taken to. And when you become consciously aware of it, that's when you, be, you realize you've been controlled. And so <clears throat> I'm gonna show you a little bit of how that works today. <sighs> so yes, a movable throne, a vehicle within a wheel. The Merkaba is an Arabic word which usually translate as to ride. Like I said, a movable throne vehicle within a wheel. So do you see the wheels in this picture I'm showing you in, the mind, in your mind's eye? This is how the Zodakians or Zods enter into you. While you make your uh, mirages, meaning the illusions, that you live through your conscious awareness. Look at it this way. You're in a desert. In this case, it would be Georgia, as Dr. York had his followers in. And the Bible, it would be the desert in which Jesus was in. And then you start seeing, in this case, it could also be Egypt, where you see pyramids. You start seeing a black pyramid appear before your eyes. Uh, in the eyes of the Muslims, it would be the Kaaba, which is the cube, the big black cube, that monolith. To the Egyptians, it would be pyramids. See what I'm saying? We have pyramids over here in the United States called obelisk. See what I'm saying? That's why it's Egypt. You're in Egypt right now. You just don't know it. You're not in the Egypt over in the Middle East. You're in the Egypt in America, which is the same identified and identical Egypt that's in the Middle East. It's just covered up with a whole bunch of different things. You're in the Matrix family. 
And I'm trying to show you this. So yeah, let's say a black pyramid manifests for you to see. That means you are plugged into Zod's mind. You are trapped in his dream. When people tell you it's only a dream, you dream that you saw a certain person, talk to a certain person, walk with a certain person. What happens when a whole bunch of people start seeing the same person in their mind, in their dreams? That person has been uploaded into the person's matrix, which is their mind. This is how a lot of people can see the same entity at the same time. Did this not just recently happen in, in Israel where 200 men all saw Jesus in, in their dreams? Boom. There you go. There you have it. If you don't believe that, I will also include that into the podcast. Look up. Well, you don't even need me to do that. But I'll do it anyway. I'll, I, it's many YouTube videos you can plug into or Google, and it'll tell you 200 men all had a dream of Jesus. I find that number significant, too, because it was 200 fallen angels that came down here, but that has nothing to do with Jesus. But what I'm telling you is these beings can upload themselves into your mind like a computer terminal. When you upload something onto the Internet, each computer has access to it, right? When it gets online, it telepathically communicates from one terminal to the next, giving you the same depictions, the same visuals, the same access. You become a hive mind through your computers. Your computers become a collective consciousness family. That's why everybody can get online at the same time. It's kind of like that old riddle where a thousand to a million angels can all be on the head of a pen. How is that possible? I'm trying to give you a depiction of things. How is it possible for all of us to get online right now to one website without bumping into each other, without interfering with the process? Technology. Technology is nothing but spiritual technology. Spiritual because it happens to be in the spirit plane. It's the way the spirit world operates. And then it manifests into our reality, family. And it's slowed down by mood of vibration so that you can see it solid. You can solidify it and say, oh, this is how this works. Remember, a lot of you were sitting there ridiculing, making fun of people who were saying just 10 to 12 years ago that the things that are out now, as far as technology is concerned, you were calling them crazy and saying that they're they're uh, got a, a wild, vivid imagination. Now these people are rich. Because they have discovered ways to bring the spirit world's technology into this physical one. Holographic projections, that was a thing of the past. It was all so-called fictitious. It was something that was only in the movies and comic books. But ask yourself this. How does the movies and comic books get a hold of something that's fictitious only for it to manifest later as reality, which is nonfiction? Because it came from the spirit plane in the first place. And they put it in the mind's eye for you to accept it through fiction. So that when it manifests finally in reality later, you would be more accepting of it. That's called predictive programming, ladies and gentlemen. The predictiveness is the prophetic aspects of it. The programming is how they want you to view it and accept it when it happens. And the only way to do that is through repetition. To constantly keep bombarding you with visuals, with sound until your subconscious mind accepts it which then programs your conscious mind to accept it so that when it comes out it doesn't look 
weird or strange or questionable, but rather exciting and invigorating and accepted. This is what the whole UFO situations are. The Antichrist, the, 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 the Isaiah 520, making good for light. I mean, good for bad, bad for good. Light for dark, dark for light. All these things are to program you, rewire your brain in this matrix that you're connected to. We are hardwired to a matrix. You think the veins in your body are just veins for blood? What do veins look like? Yes, they may carry blood, but that's the oil of the body. Just like it's oil of a car is the blood. It's the lifeline of a car. Without oil, your car is not going to run. Everything's going to break down. If you don't maintenance it, keep fluids in the, in, the, in, the, in the vehicle, it's going to break down. Well, we have to keep fluids in our bodies. We have to keep our arteries from getting clogged by testing and, 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 and putting the right things in our body. Fuel in our body. Water. Food is fuel. It's energy. So what you see outside of you is an extension of you. A vehicle. Why do you think they call a car a vehicle? Now look at the word car. C-A-R. Take the R if you have the word Ka. Turn the C into a K. Ka means spirit. The blood is the spirit or the life of the car, right? There's power in the blood. Why is there power in the blood? Because it's the liquid lifeline, which is the animated version of the spirit. It's the liquid ether. Look, man. <sighs> what do you call a house? You call it a temple. What is your body? It is a temple. What do you call your vehicle? A truck or a car? What we call your car or truck? A vehicle. What is the body called? A vehicle. You have a temple, a vehicle, all these names for what dwells inside of it, the spirit and the soul. It's what houses the spirit world or the spirit within it. So you are a triune being. You are a physical being, a spiritual being, and a being with a soul. You're three parts and one. You have three functions, but you're one being. Now you see how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are three beings? No, they're three functions of one being. There is no trinity. They're triune because they're three in their functionality, but they're one being in terms of the entity itself. You're one being. But you have three functions. You have a physical body, which is a vehicle or a temple. You have a spirit, which is the lifeline of the of it's the it's the the etheric aspects of you. In the body, that same etheric aspect is a liquid called blood. What keeps the blood circulating and pumping? The physical heart. It's what keeps the motor running. <laughs> okay, all right. That's what an engine is in a car engine is the heart of the car that keeps the blood and everything else pumping which in this case is the oil and all the other fluids what connects those fluids to the heart you have something called veins right well that's what wires are wires are what keep the electricity flowing from one end to the next the fluids in a car from flowing from one end to the next see how you learn how all these things are really mirrored versions outside of yourself so when I tell you all these things now you start to see how they connect not so far-fetched. You just have to have someone explain it to you and connect the dots. 
And that's what we do here on Fable Radio. To the best of our ability, if y'all as well. Now, I want to show you something. Getting back to this information. Remember I said... In order for everybody who's dreaming about one being and all their dreams, these beings are leading into what I'm about to call holograms. Okay? And you'll say, well, I touched him. He's real. The dream was real. I ate with him. I talked with him. Of course you did. No one said you didn't. But how did all of y'all have the same dream at the same time? Or have a similar dream? Or y'all all saw him in a dream? See, these things are questionable if you don't understand the spirit world. How can you understand the physical one? Why do you think Jesus said in the book of John? He said, how can I tell you heavenly things if you don't understand earthly things? Or if I can't explain to you earthly things, how will you understand heavenly things? This is what he says to Nicodemus and those guys. So... What I'm trying to get you to understand and see, family, is that you have to meet people from where they're at. You're not going to get this information overnight. There's a process that takes place. You have to awaken. The more light that you are able to receive, the more knowledge you're able to have and, 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 and attain. If you don't have light in your body, this is what Matthew 6 is secretly saying. Let thine eye be full of light and the whole body becomes full of light. But if the eye is single eyes full of darkness, referring to your spiritual eye, then the rest of your body is darkness. How great is that darkness? When you have darkness in you, you allow the evil one in you. When you have darkness in you, you also have ignorance and you don't know any better because ignorance means you don't know. Light means you do know. Light is what frees you from the bondages of, of darkness. And this is why we have to get more in tune with things with, with Christ. Okay? What you guys like to call in the New Age Christ consciousness is no more than Jesus Christ himself giving you the Holy Spirit. But remember, Jesus says, I am the door. No one can come into the Father but by me. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That means that he is the reason for your very existence. He created all things. He formed the worlds. Remember, he formed the worlds because he's what? The word of God. We went through that two, two, two podcasts ago. I showed you in all the scriptures that he literally is the word made flesh. He In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. See, even in Revelation, which was the last scripture I gave you, it says his name is word of God. And the Hebrews chapter 11, the worlds that were framed through faith, says who framed them? The word of God. Hebrews chapter 1, who made the worlds? The word of God, who is Jesus. So the father and him are one. Three different functions, same entity. We are made in the image and likeness of the Most High because he breathed into us our nostrils, his spirit, his breath of life, which is called the Ruach, spirit, right? And made us a living soul, Nepesh, which is how you say soul in Hebrew. Ba, when you say it in Egyptian. So you are made in the image and likeness of the Father, but when you receive the Holy Spirit, that's an additional aspect of the father comes into your already spirit, man or woman. Now you think have the divine connection directly to the source. So whatever the most high knows, you will be able to know because you have his spirit. You will never be left in the dark. You will always know things that are to come, to happen, why they happen, how they happen. Because you have access directly to the source 
because you became the source. You being given the Ro'ach HaKodesh is what the New Ages mistakenly call, with, with lesser knowledge, Christ consciousness. It's not that you have attained what they call Christ consciousness. You have Christ's conscious mind when you have his spirit. Because you have him in you. He who was in you was greater than he who was in the world. Slash matrix. Now you hope you're starting to put it together. So. When we talk about this image. A hologram. It is assumed that he's as real. Because you're touching an electromagnetic wall. Let me tell you something. They have technology that's so advanced. The government has this by fallen angels or the fallen gods. They have a machine that can create reality and it can create a hologram and they can make it so real that you can touch it, talk to it. Why do you think they're able to do this? Let me show you how Satan's power, which is what he's going to use, but black magic and technology, spiritual technology. He's going to help. He's going to make it where you can see the beast, which is the Antichrist. No matter where you are. How they going to do that? Holographic technology. Through a hologram. And it's going to even make it where you can see him. Talk to him. Now. Whew, hallelujah man. That spirit touching me boy. Let me tell you something. Let's go to Revelation 13 real quick. Let me show y'all something. I ain't going to read all of it. Start from. Start from verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. That's three and a half years. That's 1260 days or it's either three and a half years, which is what 42 months is. Now watch this. 42 months, right? Okay. I lost where I was at. <laughs> okay. Got it. All right. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. That's going to be you and me. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. The Hebrew word for that is Kodeshim. And to overcome them and power was given him over all kindreds. That means all kinds of people, all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Now it says all that dwell upon the earth. It's not talking about all the people. It's talking about the earth dwellers. People are not referred to in the Bible as earth dwellers. We're either referred to as earthlings, nations, or just people. Earth dwellers are those that's referred to as hybrids, fam. You have people who are not human on this planet. They're mixtures. They're hybrids. They all will worship the beast. Not all humans, but all those who dwell on the earth. So those are earth dwellers. We're talking about hybrids. Okay, just walk with me. Because <clears throat> this question has been asked many a times, and that's what that explains. But that's what that is. And the Bible will tell us these things if we if we know where to look. Now watch this. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life. Your book of life started when back in Adam and, and, and Genesis chapter 5. Hope y'all know that. 
But now the reason why you would be taken out of the Lamb's Book of Life is if you start worshiping the beast, if you start taking his mark, or if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you'll be taken out of the book's life. Now, of course, you got to do what the Bible say. You can't be a fornicator, can't be a liar and all that. You won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. You'll end up in hell. Okay, that, that much is clear. All right, but you have a, a, a natural right to be in the book of life because you were born in the image and likeness of God. Earth dwellers were not born in the image and likeness of God. They were born in the image and likeness of the fallen angels who slept with the daughters of men. Those angels who had sex with humans, their sons or offspring, or off, uh, offspring, or zeta, right? Offspring or seed is demonic. It is the Nephilim. Those beings, when they died through the flood, majority of them, their spirits neither went to heaven nor hell. Their spirits were on the earth because they're not allowed in heaven and they don't even go to hell unless they've been casted to hell. That's why a lot of them do not. That's why demons who are on the earth don't want to be casted into the abyss. There are demons who are allowed to come upon the earth because there are openings. Humans who do rituals and dark occult magic and commit sins open up doorways for these beings to come out of their reality into ours. Fallen angels are, are different than just saying demons. They still have bodies. Now, they fell from their first estate, so they don't have glorified bodies in heaven no more, but they still have a body. <clears throat> so which, what I'm trying to get you all to understand and see is that you have a variety of different entities that are under Satan's agency. You got the marine kingdom of beings. You got the fallen ones that are in the second heaven. You've got those who dwell on the earth, and then you have those who dwell under it coming from hell. So there's a huge collage of beings under that one fold, but three different kingdoms, three to four different kingdoms. So dude is busy. <laughs> okay, he's got a whole lot going on that he's trying to build to go against the kingdom of the Most High. So getting back to Revelation 13, let me read this to you. So I'm in verse 8. No, I'm in verse 9. So, yeah, if you're not found in the book of lambs slain from the foundation of the world. Now, verse 9. If any man has an ear, let him hear. That'll be you and me. He that leads into captivity, or he who was led into captivity, shall go into captivity. He that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. These rules are simple. Here is, the here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming, out, coming up out of the earth. And he had two horses like a lamb. And he spoke as a dragon. And he exercised all power of the first beast before him. And causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. Whose deadly wound was healed. That's why... Whoever's going to be killed as the Antichrist is going to look like he's got resurrected. That's because when he dies, the spirit in him will leave and the true being who is to become the Antichrist will enter into the body or the vessel of what we call the Antichrist or son of perdition. And he will rise and rule. I'm telling you now, man, these beings behind the scenes are doing some things. Now, why am I saying all this? Because I wanted you to understand 
we're talking about holograms in terms of worshiping, right? Not yet, not yet. But what, what I was talking about earlier, right? Now watch this. I'm in verse 13. And he does great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men and deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, they that should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Verse 15, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now, if you have power to give to the image of something, that it can speak and act on its own volition. What is that saying? That's saying that you can be in different places at one time because you have an image. An image can be all over the world, right? An image can be in any given place at any given time. How do you give power to an image? Through hologram technology. So these beings will be able, through their crafts, through their black magic, through... Uh, this highly advanced spiritual technology and witchcraft they'll be able to put themselves in a holographic form so that people will see these things in all different parts of the world simultaneously and that's why I'm giving you this information I take deep breaths, fam. <laughs> it's a lot. And so getting back to Eden, Georgia, with this being we call Dr. York. Now, the reason why I'm using him as an example in all of this for the worldwide description of the Bible is because this was a man who walked the earth on at one point in time. And for those of us old enough or consciously aware of this particular individual, I'm showing not only those people, but the people who are not aware of this guy to understand that you already had these beings walk among you. They're all over the place. They're not just in him. Now, he's in a high facility, heavily guarded, in the underground base of a prison because he's so dangerous that he's too dangerous to put into general population. And he's a much old, old, older guy now. He's in his 70s or 80s, Dr. York. So he's very sick as well. But we're not getting into that. And now, like I said, I'm not going to make this whole podcast about him. Just enough for you to understand. When these beings who are are revealing themselves to you and saying such things, you got to look at things from two sides. Why are they telling you? Who are they telling on? And what's in it for them? (laughs) Okay. You have to test the spirits, family, as 1 John chapter 4 tells you to do. Because there's an agenda at stake. This is why I told you all in two podcasts ago in the Wilds of Hollywood podcast, Y'all are praising Cat Williams like he's really doing something so big. And all he's doing is doing what he was meant to do. He's a supplanter. He's an implant. He's He was planted in, in that rightful position at that time to be the mouthpiece. He's the deviation from what's going on. Of course, he's here to stir up trouble. Okay? He's a prankster. He's a joker. He's, he's here to, to trick the people. This is what you call the Janus effect. He's playing two sides of both stories. Good cop, bad cop. He's telling you things without telling on himself. But yet he's telling on himself, if you have those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, you'll see it. 
without being deceived. That's why I say take upon you spirit most high by giving your life to Christ. Studying to show yourselves approved in the word. Let the word of God be your God. Let the spirit of Christ that dwell up within you open your true spiritual eyes and insight and you will see who these people are. You'll see them represent who they really serve. Remember the Bible says you can't serve two masters. One is going to hate one or the other. It's not going to love both of them. And so you're going to see who they are and know them by their fruit. Like Matthew chapter 7 says, this is why I'm giving you all the information, fam. Take it for what it's worth because it's more than just what you think it's worth. It's valuable and it's for your soul. Eat that. Let the word of God be your true sustenance because man does not survive by bread alone, but by every word of the word of God. Take it. Yah is giving it to you freely for the gift of God is eternal life. But the wages of sin is death. Don't take from the cup of the evil one. Take from the cup of life from the one who made it all and sacrificed himself so that you could have life more abundantly. Amen. All right. So, um, family, we're going to end up taking a commercial break in the next five to ten minutes. So let me get a little bit more squeezed in here. I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down because it's, some, it's, it's, it's definitely worth it. So, yeah. And there's another entity on this planet right now who's following in the footsteps, but he's doing it carefully and more smart than, say, a Dr. York. But his whole pattern is the same. And that's a guy by the name of Gano Grills. When I told you he goes by the name Sri, S-R-I, which is how you say that in Hindu or Hindi, Sri Master Gano. Okay. Another false prophet. Another being who has connections to fallen gods. Another being who is a made-up avatar. He's another created avatar for these beings to dwell in. He's another one to lead you off the path by giving you all this knowledge, all this humbled approach. He's another one that makes fun of the Bible. You see, why is everything everywhere else widely accepted from your, uh, the, the, the Oshun gods of Yoruba to the gods of the Anunnaki to the gods <laughs> and, and Buddhism, Muhammadism, and Hinduism. But when it comes to Christianity, it's a lot of mocking going on, scoffing going on. You see what I'm saying? Think about it. Because the, one, the, the true word of Yah is the Bible. And these people are making you think, oh, there's more than one way. The God of the Bible is evil. He has you thinking this. He's killing people, raping people. He thinks it's okay. He's brainwashed y'all. No, that's the devil talking. The devil's smooth. Remember, he's the master of deception, the father of lies. It ain't going to sound like a lie when he say it. That's why you got to check him. Because he's smooth with it. If he can deceive a third of the angels in heaven. Come on, fam. Y'all are human. Y'all lesser beings. Lesser intelligence. This being is a bright one. That's why he's called Lucifer, bringer of light. Because he has knowledge. And you know, if you think Lucifer is a Satan, but he's not Hashatan. Samael is Hashatan. Two different beings working together. So what I'm trying to tell y'all is these beings are very clever, very deceitful. Lucifer is extreme, extremely powerful. Satan is extremely powerful. Satan is the name of an agent. It's a title. It's not the name of an entity. All fallen beings are Satan's. The Quran calls them the Shia team. 
because they are under the one Hashatan. Okay, listen, man. They would love nothing more than for me to be quiet right now because there are more and more of you that's tuning in to Favorite Radio and Waking Up. That's why I keep telling you, please share my podcast. A lot of you still refuse to do it, and that's okay. Y'all is keeping up with that, and I have not, I mean, that's not an uh, idle threat or anything. I'm saying y'all is keeping up with it because this is for him. This ain't for me. You're not hurting me if you don't, if you don't share it. The word is to be shared. It's to be spread like butter on bread. Okay? You want the wealth to spread? You got to be the mouthpiece. You see how the dark side don't mind spreading uh, and being a mouthpiece? You see how they don't mind spreading and shedding lies? Y'all on the side of light got to do the same thing for y'all. Okay? You, some of you are too much in your pride and worried about what people going to think. Then you're not really ready. And that's okay. But I told you, the Bible says, if you are ashamed of him, he will be ashamed of you when he goes before his father and he will deny you and y'all think that's a joke the word of God says I've read it to you all it's all over the Bible okay it's in uh, 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 8 it's in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 <laughs> it's uh it's all over the place family it's in Matthew Luke John and and, and Mark um, it's all in the Bible and Psalms, Proverbs. I mean, we can go on and on and on where, it, where it's at, where it speaks to these things. I'm trying to get help spreading this word. I love you all very much. And that's why I do this. Whether you, regardless of what you believe or don't believe, that's fine. But if you don't believe me, then don't. But at least believe the word of y'all. Let every man be a liar, but God be the truth. He tells you this in the word. That's in Romans 3, 4. What else do you want me to tell you? Besides what I'm telling you. We've got two or three more minutes. We're going to go ahead and ride it out with some more information. Then we're going to come back and we're going to give you more. So, family, we just scratching the surface here. So, when these people say they touched or ate or saw, they touched the hologram and assumed he was real. And who puts the image of the Dr. York or the Sri Master Ganos or anybody in your head? The set of reticulants because they are on the side of darkness. Now, when it comes to Jesus, you have to test the spirits. Make sure it's Jesus. The Bible tells you how to do that in 1 John chapter 4, right? Any beings who actually admit that Jesus is the Son of God and is the Messiah, those are of the Messiahs. Anybody that admits he's not, that's the Antichrist spirit. So that's how you know these beings by their fruit. Those beings cannot say the name of Jesus Christ without it affecting them. There's two people who can give you dreams, God or Satan. God comes in our dreams all the time, the Bible tells us. And he instructs us and he talks to us. Y'all don't even know that, did you? But the scriptures tell you this. So everything is spiritual, family. That's why I say one of my sins on this show is no matter what or where or who you are, the one thing that connects all things, known and unknown, the one thing that all things have is spirituality. Not everything has a soul, but everything has a spirit. And so that's the one thing that matters. All things are spiritual. And so this is why you have to get into a spiritual mind. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Get into your spirit, man. Yah is there waiting on you. And when we come back from our commercial break, we're going to talk about this hologram a little bit more in depth. We're going to talk about the broadcasting signals. And this is why I urge you all to look at the movie They Live. 
so much of what we talk about is in that movie. It's not just that movie, but that movie says so much. And it was very underrated for the time that it came out. Now, it's widely accepted. More people are consciously waking up, looking at it, and they're realizing that it was a documentary, which is what it is. And now it makes more sense. And it was for the times that we're in. That movie was created for the sole purpose of the time we're in. And that's why it was so underrated and misunderstood and not realized and recognized for what it truly meant and represented when it came out in 1987 or 88. So now all those things are starting to come into fruition. It's up to us to do our parts and bring it out there to the people. I'm your boy, J. Read It All. Don't go anywhere, family. We'll return out to these messages. Stay tuned.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. And that's right. We're getting into the deep truths being revealed. So let's get into this. I've kind of given you guys some. I'd say I like I, I like to say I've given you guys some gems on certain things. Although it may be strange from your normal show or even what you expected, please try not to expect anything. Allow what is happening to be given, then process. Okay. Now you always wonder why some of these people in certain arenas can speak certain languages. Well, a lot of them went to school for that. Obviously, some of them have uh, Rosetta <laughs> Stone. Others had Pimpsler. I was one who had Pimpsler. Others have learned from online. Nowadays, you can pretty much it, it will just go on YouTube and there are teachers everywhere that will give you visual depictions, not only in how to write, uh, how to read, but how to pronounce and what the words mean. And that's pretty much what a lot of our youth have learned. Some of them learn through video games, believe it or not, simulation programs, which is amazing. So in, 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 in all the atrophy of this is this. The flip side is, and all of what we talked about, there are good sides to this. Now, a lot of you say there's logic to the madness. I don't consider that madness when it's positive. But I understand why you say it, because out of something negative can come something good. And that's what we're talking about. Now, Dr. York was a, a man who was filled with immense knowledge. I don't want to deify the guy, make him sound like he was all of that. But I, I have to say that if you understood and learned from this man, you couldn't be short of impressed with the way he did things, even if he was somewhat a con in a lot of people's eyes. He did it in such a magnificent way that he still made you question just how did he do it? Now, I have been one in my own experience. It's not like most who've actually had tutelage under the man personally. I know people in my life that's actually been on the land, visited him, talked with him, met with him. I've never been privileged to do so. However, I have learned through his teachings a great deal of many things. And that in itself impressed me. It was very impressionable. Uh, he's the one that helped me to open myself to how things work through devoted, devout, and, you know, diligent uh, study. But Yah was always my guide, family. Yah was always the one to allow whatever decisions, pathways that we have chosen, even if it were going to, say, run into darkness, he always was there waiting for me to come back into the light. Of course, he guided that too. And so what I'm here to say to you today is despite what we talk about, no matter what we say on this show to give uh, reverence or depictions or to educate or to share or whatever the case is, to delve, the, the, you know, to delve into or to indulge in, Learn, listen, learn, discern. 
process. Pray. Give your life to Christ. He will never mislead you or misguide you. He will never misinform you. You will never be. Now, a lot of times we feel that we're out of the loop, that we don't know everything because we only know in part, right? And that's for our own good, believe it or not, because you can't give somebody too much too soon. You have to treat it like a baby with milk. And as they gradually get into where they need to be, as they progress in the right way, then you give them food. Because what is the process in that in terms of biology? If you were to look at it from a literal standpoint, you can't be just eating things if your teeth aren't developed to chew it or you'll choke and you'll die. Too much of anything is never good for you. That's why things have to be done out of moderation or moderate guidance, governed, monitored, so that as time progresses and the process takes place, you allow the process to take place and not the process of elimination. Understand? I certainly most, I, I, I most certainly hope so, to say the least. Dr. York was a man that I heard that could speak many languages. And a lot of the reason why is because of these entities he was in tune with that spoke through him. He could speak any language to communicate mind to mind. When you are exposed to these beings, when you listen to the music and the industry, it doesn't matter if it's Dr. York, Dr. Love, Dr. Dre. <laughs> doesn't matter who it is because they came and come through the recordings, backmasking, mastering. There is what we call witchcraft placed on the music. And these beings come through transmission. These beings, through rituals, portals, come and they place their uh, signature on the music. Therefore, anytime you play this music, it literally, when we hear it and connects to us, sends a signal, opens a portal. These beings come through it because they're in the music. And that's what you guys don't understand. This is why the Most High in the Bible says there's certain things you should listen to and certain things you shouldn't. Because it can lead you back into sin. It can open you up for possession. It can do a great deal of many things. It can cast spells on you, put you in a trance. It can do a lot of things, family. Magical things. Lesser magic, of course, but nonetheless the same supernatural effect that can affect you a great deal. Um, Getting back to this whole Superman Zod thing. If we're going to use this in comparison, let's not waste it. This is how Zod or Doc escaped from his prison cell on Krypton. He entered our atmosphere as a signal or a beam of energy. Now, you know, there's a part in the Bible in the Luke chapter 10, verse 19. And we're going to turn to Luke right now, chapter 10, verse 19. It says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But if we go a verse back, I want to show you something. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now, if we take that fall from heaven, and we go to Isaiah 14, 12. 
which is what I'm going to right now as I speak to you all. I want us to combine something here in this formality, just in this sense. So listen, don't got, don't have any preconceived notions of where you think I'm going with this. Behold, I, Satan has fell like lightning from heaven. Well, he was getting kicked out. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke all evil spirits, all things that are not of the most high to be gone in the name right now. So, family, let's get to Isaiah 14, 12 in the Bible. And I said that loud on purpose for any of you that may be tormented by any unforeseen demonic spirits that don't want you to hear this. We're going to send our own frequency out, Christ's frequency of Jesus Christ. Now, Isaiah 14, 12 says this. How are you fallen from heaven, O Halal, or Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? You have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit upon the mount of the assembly in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. But here's the flipper of that. Here's the flip side for him. Y'all wasn't having it. So here's what's said next. In verse 15, it says, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the sides of the pit. This is hell, like a fire stuff. That they set you shall, oh, excuse me, they that set you shall narrowly excuse me I said that wrong family sorry they that see you where it got set from they that see you shall narrowly look upon you and consider you saying is this the man that made the earth to tremble that did shake kingdoms that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners all the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, everyone in his own house. But you are cast out of your grave like an abominable branch. And as the raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword, that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden under feet. That's his fate. But he falls out of heaven like lightning. Why? Because he's a spiritual being, but he's also a cherub. He's actually a, a anointed cherub seraphim. He's a cherub seraphim. But we're not going to get into that right now. So where am I going with this? Getting back to our discussion as the signals, fiery darts, okay, by the ones who have fire, seraphims and fallen angels, He enters your atmosphere as a signal because he's the prince of the power of the air or a beam of energy family that was directed into people like Dwight York, people like celebrities, people like the ones you see in the music industries and in the movie industries and even in the sports industry, the world itself, all of those who are agents of the matrix because they don't have the protection of Yah upon them and in them. This Zod incarnated into a well-perfected man. He told you, I come through the music to get here. 
Now, this is referring in reference to Dr. York's books. If you understood how the Nuwapian community and some of those who may be tuning in may still be of that community, and I don't want to mean to offend any of you, but you guys know, like I know, that a lot of what you've been taught, unfortunately, has had some truths to it. Yes, but you guys have to come out of the spell of Kingu, and you know what that means. Now, if any of my brothers and sisters who are of that organization or are part of that uh, community wish to maturely speak with me, you know you can reach me at jratedr.favorradio.com. Or you're more than welcome to leave a voice message through Anchor, which is now uh, sponsored by Spotify. Or you can listen to me on Spotify and you can leave a voice message or you can answer the questions. What did you think of this podcast? It's under every podcast family. So that's another way you guys can communicate to me. Uh, the podcast that I leave, you can see a question that's underneath these podcasts. It'll ask you, what did you think or whatever? Feel free to answer. I will get back to you. But if any of you have any questions that you're concerning or if you disagree and you want to, you know, you want me to know about it. I, again, uh, it, uh, my door is open for you to respond in that sense. However, all I ask is to keep it respectful. We can always disagree without having to be disagreeable. Because that is the part a lot of people don't know how to do. They get in their emotions or they hear something they don't like and then they flip out because they get triggered. That in itself tells me there's something going on right there in that part of their life. And so that also is enough for investigation. Is it of demonic influence or is it just that you have a, a problem that you are dealing with on a psychological level and it's very sensitive? And when you hear something like that, you kind of go into defense mode. I've all we've all been there. I've been, I've been there. It's no judgment. It's just me being just calling facts facts. And it's something that needs to be investigated. But anyway, I have people of all walks of life tuning into my show of all beliefs and religions. And I can't sit here and, and, and actually use these examples and not thinking that somebody is going to be of that same organization and may have something to say about it. I was also of that organization family. So I feel entitled to be able to speak on these things. Um, but if we're going to do the divide and conquer thing, let's do it in the right way. Let's not just get in our feelings and just try to start fights. Let's actually be logical like you have been taught, people of the Nuwapian community. Sound of right reasoning, logic, and all of that. Let's act out accordingly. And that's what the scriptures say as well. Don't just use the scriptures to try to decode the Bible and do it in a way to dispute the word or tries to bring negative uh, feedback in a way that says, well, this Bible is, is, is not fully... Uh, accurate as it may seem you need to be willing to prove that you need to be willing to do it in a way that doesn't have an ego behind it and you need to be able to have sound of right reasoning and be able to prove it because i believe everything in this bible yes i know very well this bible's been tampered with you're not talking to an idiot you're not talking to somebody who hasn't been doing this for 24 years plus you're not talking to somebody who hasn't been on the other side of the spirit realm and seen these things or has picked up on these things. You're talking to a guy who is very much convinced Yahua is who he says he is. He did what he did as his son, Jesus Christ, Yahusha Mashiach, some of you call Yahshua or Yahushua or Yahawasha and or Isa. Okay, many names. He has many names. We're not getting into the names. So some of you are so bent on the name. 
what are you understanding the scriptures that you read? Some people know scripture, but they don't know Yahusha. You see, that's the difference. Some of you are willing to break things down logically, but do you have the spiritual fortitude or constitution to really relate? And if you don't have the Ro'ak HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, then you won't have the revelation and the knowledge of what this Bible is really saying. And that's just facts. And that goes for me or anybody who's not there if they're not there. If you are there, then you know. Those who know, you know. And when you know, you know. And if you don't, well, that's all right. But this is meant for everybody to catch up. And that's why we do these podcasts. We're not worried about what the traditions of men think. We don't care about that. I don't care about that. That's my, not what Favorite Radio is about. You know, I stand on that. And this is my show. So I can say that with no hesitation whatsoever. Because I've been through that too. That's called religion. And we know better than that, don't we? For those who are spiritually conscious and supposed to be on the level, you should know that too. So, getting back to this formality. It was said that he came through the music, these beings. Now listen to this family. This is where it's going to get very interesting for a lot of you who like to hear these type of things. Love it, like it, whatever, but take heed, take notes, listen and process, learn and discern. The hologram of what a lot of people have called Dr. York, and I'm just using him as an example, but I'm going to use others as well. Appeared in a video title, It's Only a Dream. You know how the old saying goes, the truth is hidden in plain sight. When somebody's telling you who they are, listen, because they're really telling you something. Well, that's what you got to do here. You got to use disclaimers. You got to let it be what it's being. Because, again, the truth is hidden in plain sight. This is what the enemy does. He gives you the truth. He may distort it a bit. But that's to say that he can't say when he goes before the Lord, well, it's not like we didn't tell them what he's going to tell y'all. It's not like we didn't tell them. It's not our fault they didn't get it. Knowing that's half a truth because he had every bit of influence and in telling you things like he told Adam and Eve, for instance, in the Garden of Eden about the tree of knowledge. Oh, he told them some truth, but he didn't tell them everything because he knew if they could disobey, if they disobeyed Yah, there were consequences because Yah told them only what he needed them to know. It was not for them to know all the things. He wanted to see if they would obey him. He knew they wouldn't. But he gave them a shot. See, all the things that Yah does, it's not like he doesn't know. He does it for us to realize it. He already knows what's going to happen. So a lot of you who keep questioning the validity or the veracity, or if he's all-knowing, how come he, you know, he, he acts accordingly like he's so shocked because he's acting in the moment. He's already declared the end from the beginning for, for crying out. If you understand how to break down the scriptures and decode it, you'll learn that in Genesis chapter 3. You'll learn that just from the Hebrew word Bereshith, which means in the beginning. He actually, in the Hebrew letters, broke down everything in that one word that would happen all the way up to Jesus being crucified and coming back. That's how powerful Yah is. That's what I'm trying to show you all. And I actually did tell you this in a video called, What is the True Name of the Messiah and the Creator? What is the true name of the Creator and the Messiah? I actually broke that down in the Hebrew lettering for you. It's a five-hour podcast, I believe, but you got to be willing to take the time out, get your notes, and play it back. Stop where you need to. Get the notes, process, and, and, and unpause, and continue to let it keep teaching. I can't do no more than what I'm doing, family. 
Y'all are missing out because of your attention spans, because of your preconceived notions, because of your expectations. You're not allowing what's already been done. The work has already been done for you. All you got to do is go behind and check it to see if it is what it is. I can't give you no more than that. And you got to have some type of initiation. You got to have some type of fire burning within you to want to go further. No one can make that happen for you. You guys have all the tools at your disposal, at your leisure. Everything that I can possibly give you, I've given it to you. I've even given you uh, sources to help you with your studies. I've told you things you can look into to help you see for yourself. If you don't take the time or the initiative to do so, stop complaining. Stop saying things that make absolutely no sense whatsoever just because you want to be in your feelings and nothing else. This is the reason why Yah is being so much long-suffering, patient, waiting for us to repent and come to the realization on our own that what he's been saying has been true all this time. He is an omnipresent being. He is in all places. He already knows what's going to happen before it happens. But he plays the game with us according to where we are in our conscious now. In terms of being in the present moment, whatever that means for whoever, wherever you are in your now, that's how he that's where he meets you at. So stop acting like in your little five cents perceptional world, if he is all knowing, how come he didn't know this was going to happen? Who says he didn't? We know he does because he predicted it. You're the one that's finding out as you move in linear time what's going to happen, what's transpiring. If you were outside of time and you could be in all places, you would know what he knows. Been there, done that. This is hence why you guys do get a little snippet and a little bit of a peek. When the glitch in the matrix happens, you get what's called deja vu. You feel like you've already said this, done this, because you have. Your present consciousness is catching up to a moment that's already happened. And you're able to realize it in that moment. So spare me all this stuff about the nonsense that he doesn't do. This is a devil talking when they say things like that. Or you're being influenced by one. So know what you're talking about before you run your mouth. That's what I say in my songs. You better know what you're talking about before running off at the mouth. I'm not being funny when I say that. I'm saying that because knowledge is power. And my people, as the Bible say, are destroyed because they lack knowledge. Knowledge means to know. That's why I say when you know, you know. <clears throat> now, these beings have the ability. Now, going back to this Dr. Yo video called in a, in, a, in a video, he used to be a singer before he was into his spiritual um, journey. And he was a great singer. He was actually on a group that was well known back in the early days. All right. For that time. But he's done videos and he still did some videos even after he, you know, started teaching. But there's a video and it may be up still. It may not be. You may have to do some searching now because things have changed online since before when the internet first came out, there was so much access to things that people had access to now that since then they've they've kind of tightened up on certain things and they've erased certain things that's why a lot of you are getting gateway error gateway errors when you try to look up something or it'll say error as if it doesn't exist or somebody's removed it and that's because that's exactly what's happened too many people have become consciously aware started delving into the knowledge and so the enemy or the government who works with the enemy doesn't want you to know these things so they remove it 
I remember a lot of these things. And not to mention, let's also look at this too, this so-called Mandela effect. That's played an intricate part as to why things are different now. That's a real thing. That's not speculation or conjecture, family. That happened. And when that happened, it changed fragments of reality. Satan can only change certain things in reality that he's given uh, uh, the opportunity or the, uh, uh, the um, permission. God doesn't approve it, but he allows it. There's a difference. Now, to approve is a form of allowance, yes, but to say he allows it is, okay, I'm not, a, I'm not for this, but because of free will and because of the times, I will allow it. That doesn't mean he approves it. To approve more so is to get his okay, that he is okay with it. It doesn't mean he's okay with it. It just means that he's allowed it because of all the times and the predictions and prophecies. And it has to happen for the next thing to transpire or trans, uh, to take place. That's why a lot of things that people are arguing about, or why did God allow this to happen? Or why did he allow that to happen? Is because free will. And you need to get the full content of why he allowed that to happen rather than blaming him for it happening. And I know a famous scripture that people like to use in honor or in defense to say that it's all God's fault. And that's Isaiah 45 verse seven, because I will read that Isaiah 45 verse seven says this. Hold on, I'm turning to it. We were already in Isaiah. It says this, and I've read this so many times. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So when people hear that, they say, well, how can we blame Satan? God did it all. I've said this on my show, but I said it within a content. If you take what I say out of content, it's going to sound like I was blaming God. And that, that, that you know, I have said a lot of things in, in early years, family, on and off the show. And if I had to change any of my statements, I've done that, too. It wasn't a uh, contradiction. No, it was more so when you were given more information and you know more things, when you're able to have greater knowledge and detail, wisdom is what wisdom is. It can give you a greater insight and a greater picture as to why things look a certain way. If you're just getting part of something or you're seeing it from just a very few, very uh, narrow lens. If you've seen it through, a, as the Bible calls, a darkly glass, a miry glass, a molten glass, you're going to get an image of something, but you're not going to get a clear depiction of what it is. So you're going to see it through a dirty lens. And you're going to run with that. What we do here on Favorite Radio is we give you the best of, of the best is what we can do. And I'm not saying I'm the best out there. I'm not saying that I know it all. Of course, none of that stuff is it's, it's nonsense. What I mean is we take what we say serious. Information that's been gathered, galvanized, experienced. We give it to you raw, uncut, unfiltered, authentic, no BS. And that's the best I can do as a man presenting himself to you as the public and before the most high Yah. Because everything I say will be held against me. Everything I say or do will have to be taken into account, especially the people that listen. So why would I sit here and waste that time, valuable time, precious time, giving you guys a bunch of crap, lies, deceit, when I got to be the one to answer for that? I mean, that's not going to happen to me like it's happening to a lot of these false prophets and pastors and and, and fake messiahs and people out here right now 
just playing and toying with people and taking their money and all this other stuff and not doing with it what they said they would. My thing is this. You will have to reap what you sow if you do not repent with an honest heart. Yah will forgive you of all of whatever you've done. But if you out here just thinking you got till tomorrow, you got plenty of time to be in the world and then repent, that's not how it works. Because what if he, boom, take you out in the twinkling of an eye? What, what time do you have now? Next thing you know, you're going to be standing outside your body getting ready to be judged, pulled to either heaven or hell. That's real. So don't take him for granted, man. Don't take what your life for what it's worth for granted. Take advantage of it in a good way. Get all you can get. Get what you can, can what you get. I got that saying from Pastor Gino Jennings. Okay, he said this recently in his sermon uh, at his church in Philadelphia. And uh, I thought it was a great saying. See, I give kudos to where I get stuff. I don't got to take something from somebody and act like it's all me. Just like I tell you all all the time, it's not my saying when I say I'm an ordinary man in search of extraordinary things. I I didn't make that up. I've heard it quite a lot from different sources. So I can't tell you where it actually came from or who it came from, but I know that it's a saying that's very popular, but it's a saying that's relevant. That's why I say it, because you can use it for relevance and good. Now, if it's something I made up, I say I made that up. I take full credit and pride in that, not pride in the way that the Bible says pride is a sin, but because you feel good when you accomplish something, when you work for something, you feel good about it. Galatians tells us this too. So does Thessalonians. So, and the Bible says that a man should be happy in what he's what he's earned. I think Proverbs also says this. So, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. It's in the scriptures, and it's scripture, and all scripture is given to us by the Most High Yah. That's in Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen. So. This is why I say study to show yourselves approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because when you know what the Bible says, God is not the author of confusion. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's Hebrews 13, 8. That lets you know he never changes. So when we sit there and make all these things up and say, oh, it's contradictive. Oh, it's, it's, oh, 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 it's hypocritical. No, it's not. It's you lacking knowledge somewhere, not having the full contents, which is what Isaiah 28, 10 is talking about. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. You got to be able to do these things through study to see just, wow, he said that in the Old Testament, way before this happened, way before that happened. Yeah, and look at it happening now. So how can he be contradictive? Oh, he allowed the rapes and he allowed the children to be killed. But did you understand what the full contents of that was? Do you understand the free will that was behind it? Do you understand what the people did to curse themselves to bring that upon themselves? Do you understand these are the things? Oh, but why would he why would he harden Pharaoh's heart, purposely not allowing him to change and then taking it out on him? You gotta read the Bible in its full contents. I would be happy to answer that question, but I'm not gonna answer it today because, and it's not me escaping anything. I brought it up for a reason. So why would I escape it if I'm the one that just brought it up? I'm giving you reasons why I understand why people feel they, the way they do. Because why? I have been those people questioning the same things at one point in time myself when it came to the Most High Y'all. Or when it came to what a lot of outsiders want to say, the God of the Bible. In other words, he's not the real true God, but he's the God that we serve as the one true God. You've even heard me say on this show, there is a one true source. 
but is it really the God of the Bible? I said that as a posing question. I wasn't saying that as a sarcasm. See, that's the difference. If you don't explain yourself thoroughly and fully to people, they can take it and run with it. Is he the true one God of the Bible? And the reason why I posed it that way is because I too at one point in time thought that way. And it's, let's, say, let's hypothetically say we all wrong. We're gonna find out one way or the other when we leave to go on the other side. And some people say, well, what if we don't find out then? What if they, these bands are holding us back from knowing the truth? There's only so much I can only think that if it was something of that magnitude, eventually it's truth is gonna slip through the cracks somewhere, even in the spirit plane. So if you're somebody who thinks that way also, that, that's my answer to you on that. But we have so much to cover, family, and we have so little time to cover it all. So allow me to work. Let me cook. Great questions. Great, great um, aspirations. A lot of you, uh, you're, you're, you're critical thinkers. That's what Yah wants. He says in the own, his own word, prove all things. Prove it. Okay, so he's telling you to do it. I don't think that's a mockery or sarcasm. I think that's him saying, listen. I want you to ask, seek, and knock, like Matthew 7, verse 7 says. Ask and it shall be given. Seeking ye shall find, knocking the door shall open. I have seen from my own personal experiences when I actually do that, things start happening, shifting, manifesting, ma manipulations, things are working in a way to let me to answer my questions. It can come through something subliminal such as a TV program or a message or a book falling off the shelf. Or you ask a question and then somebody in the background in the TV just happens to answer it exactly in the format that you asked the question. And it, of course on TV, they're saying yes or no to in character to whom they're talking to in, in the programming of the TV, but it just so happened to be at the right time of your question. These things are not mere coincidences. They're not, um, Folk tales, folklores, and not people making things up, and they're certainly not conspiracies. These things are spiritual synchronicities, and they happen that way because you live in the matrix, because you are a spiritual being having a human experience. You know nothing about supernatural powers. You don't understand the divinities that are, are, are at play. You don't understand principalities and powers and domains and thrones and virtues. You don't understand any of that stuff. Even I don't understand all of what I should know but I understand a great deal than more than the average person because I've been exposed to some of these things in my little rinky-dink experiences, of course, and I've also asked Yah, and he's shown me what he needed me or wanted me to know to what I've asked. So that's, you, you can never get me to deny him. You can never get me to say this isn't real. I've seen demons, family. I've seen the cloak beings. I've seen the horn beings, ghouls. I've seen them. I've seen shapeshifters. I've experienced supernatural things. I've, I've seen things moving in the physical world by themselves. I've seen possessed people. You can't tell me this stuff isn't real. I played an intricate part in a lot of those things. I did those rituals. I used to have the ability to make it rain when I wanted, believe it or not, I did. And anybody that was there as a witness can tell you this. I had a wand and everything. I was a wizard. I thought of myself as a Jedi, a dark Lord when at that. If you'd heard some of my earlier versions of my rap, yeah, I was one bad dude on the mic in terms of lyrics, but man, I was on a dark path. I used to call myself the dark Lord avatar. <laughs> I kid you not, man. I didn't came a long way, fam. That stuff's real. And a lot of y'all laugh at that, but hey, 
If you know what I know, you know it ain't funny. I can laugh because if that's where I was at and I'm seeing where the Lord's taking me from that point into where he's taking me now. So these are the things that you got to be mindful of. So these beings can project themselves through movies. I've told you all this many a times. And they come through your music. They have the ability to walk in and out of your videos, your DVDs, your CDs, etc. In other words, they can project themselves in any movie by using a signal to broadcast their messages to you. The frequency signal resembles the letter Z. Right. This refers to the Z. Which is the main path called Zerat. That's Z as in zebra, I-R-A-A-T as in Tom. Zerat giving you some words here that you won't find just looking them up so much they're there but you have to do some research this path you can see through the floor of the ships now a lot of times people have reported being on when they're in the spirit plane they get on these ships or they're taken by certain entities good or bad and sometimes these ships are transparent see-through but a lot of times they have a see-through floor or a floor made of light Okay, and it's kind of resembling the Crystal City that we read about in Revelation in terms of the floor, the glass or the sea, the glass or the sea glass that Yah's throne is right above. Whew, man, this stuff's deep. And a lot of what we read is the same thing. It's just given a different term. So if you can get in your mind or out of your mind, however we need to look at this, about what you think a UFO is, what you think an alien is what you consider an extraterrestrial, which in the word, when you words break, when you break up the word extraterrestrial, this is what you're really saying. Extra, terra, astral. Extraterrestrial is extra, terra, astral. In addition, meaning extra. In addition to terra, meaning the earth. Astral, that which is from the stars. Because the astral is the stars. Terra means earth. Extra, well, you know what addition, it means in addition to. Or something that's added. So that's what an extraterrestrial is. An alien can be anything. From an immigrant. From a foreign country. From somebody who's from a foreign uh, planet. Or a foreign atmosphere. They're not natives. They're foreigners. Which means they're aliens. But when you break the word alien up. Which is where you get in the Arabic word. Elion. Elion meaning most high. Ilion, you hear me say it all the time. Ilion, Ilion, or Ilion L, or El Ilion. El Ilion means God the Most High. Or if you say it in reverse, Ilion L, that means the Most High God. But you can hear phonetically the word alien. Now, if you look at the word alien, I told you there's a couple ways you can decipher that word, breaking it up. You have Ali, A L I, hyphen N, which in Sumerian can be interchanged with the E or the A, can be on or in, as in Inki or Enli. On means heaven. Ki means earth. Ali means on high or most high. So most high or on high is what Ali means. Now, if you take the A and interchange it with E, it becomes Eli. Eli means what? Eli means another name for God. Eliah, which is Elijah or Elias. Those are different ways you can say his name. Now, when you use the I, the letter I in Hebrew, 
and attach it to the end of a name, it usually means in reference to my, meaning ownership. So if you say Eli, you're saying L. L without the I is just without Eli, and you take the I off, it's L, meaning God. It's a Phoenician Canaanite Hebrew term. L means God. When you put the I on the end of it, making it Eli, you're saying my God. Now imagine putting the word Jah or Yah at the end of Eli, Eliah or Elijah, and you're saying my God, Jah, or my God, Yah, because we know there's really no J's in any of the Semitic languages. So it's really going to either be an I or a Y. So you would say Eliah, which is my God, Yah. Eli, Eli, Lama Sutani, what Jesus was saying on the cross as he was before he gave his spirit up, he was saying, my God, my God, why is thou forsaking me? Eli, Eli, my God, my God. He was crying out to his father. So this is what I'm saying. When y'all don't understand translations, when you don't understand certain Hebraic terms, it makes a difference in how you interpret certain things. And so you got to have a passion for this, man. You got to want to know some of these things. And it ain't going to come overnight. It ain't going to come within a matter of weeks. It comes from study. It comes from asking questions. It comes from taking notes. It comes from praying. It comes from all of that because you were putting yourself into the stuff that you're looking for. You're seeking it. You're asking, you're seeking, and you're knocking. That's the acronym for the word ask. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall open. That's right. They spelled out in the very acronym ask in the Bible in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. You can't get any more closer to these divine synchronicities than that. So don't let nobody fool you or try to school you on some BS, man. Get it for yourself. Ask questions to somebody who really takes this stuff serious and they have a heart for it. And they love y'all like that. He will give you more knowledge and show you more things and mature you in a way that you weren't mature before. So you'll have more understanding or overstanding and understanding. And I say it like that for a reason. Because in order to get something, you got to know something from within. Understand. In order to come above something you once understood and you're no longer a slave to it, you got to go from understanding it or standing under it to withstanding it, to standing with it, to becoming more than it, to overcome it. You have to overstand it. That's what knowledge is, overstanding, meaning to, to, to know what you once understood. You become a slave to the things you don't know. That's why they say what you don't know can hurt you or worse, because knowledge is power. If you lack knowledge, you can become destroyed or perish, like Hosea 4, 6 says. So when you overstand having knowledge and overstanding, that means you stand over what you were once a slave under or sub, sub meaning under, that you had to submit to. You were in servitude of. Now you are the master over that and you're ready to move on to higher levels of knowledge which we call degrees in masonry, because as a degree is, it's a form of knowledge. You're climbing the ladder. That's Jacob's ladder, right? See, y'all don't understand some of these terms or occult or esoteric terminologies. And this is why we have this show. This is why we do that. So a lot of people trying to tell you something, you know, humble yourself and, and just kind of smile at them. Because a lot of people think once they finally, when they start getting into something, they can tell you something. And that's cool. You can learn something from them too. But Try not to get caught up in, in, in being reeled in or lured into those type of debates with people because you understand there's still a baby eating and you've already seen or are aware of what they're saying, but they have yet to get to where you are in that moment. 
That doesn't mean that you know more than they do and everything or nothing like that. It doesn't mean you're better. It means that when we also get more knowledgeable, we should be more wiser in how we uh, how we interact with folk. What we choose to indulge ourselves and involve ourselves in. That's why the Bible says, don't even give in to useless debates. It's stupid. The Bible says to avoid it. Walk away. Let a fool be a fool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and that's, that's, you can be just as much a fool if you play into it. Sometimes things need schooling. Other times, it, let y'all deal with it. Okay, you got bigger things to deal with, better things to, to worry about. And, and if somebody wants to know, that's one thing. If they want to know genuinely, earnestly, and sincerely, because they really want to know. But if they just want to be a heckler or an agent for Satan or to throw you off your game, be able to discern that, be able to read that. And, and not even waste your time because you know you could be telling the truth to any pe- to people in general and they don't want to hear it they, they want to believe the lie Bible says this is what's going to happen in the last days strong delusion will be casted upon people and they'll turn away their ears from the truth rather where they want to have itching ears and heap for themselves teachers and they rather believe in the lie than the truth speaking hypocrisy and lies having their conscience seared with a hot iron take the word of the most high to heart and follow it. It's a word of instruction. Listen to it. It will never guide you wrong. It only becomes a problem when you rebel against the word. Do it your way. Because the Bible said there's a way to seem right to a man. But the end is death. That means your way is not Yahweh's. Hence Yahweh. Alright. So. These are the things that we are to be more aware of. Alright. So here's the thing. This path, you can see through the floors of the ships or the crafts. You stay on this path or you will be electrocuted. Now, that's literal and that's also figurative. And I'll explain what the differences are while I'm saying this. When you're in the astral plane, if you've ever had experiences and you end up finding yourself on one of the motherships that are above the earth that's invisible right now. Yeah, they're, they're there. <laughs> okay, I just want to tell you. Um, some of those ships, there's a certain light. You saw this light in the movie Matrix, um, the third Matrix movie. Um, Resolution, I think that was the name of it. Was the third movie? I know the one was Reloaded, the second one. The third, I can't remember the third one. But it was in the third one when Neo had just got his eyes, um, when he got his eyes taken out by Agent Smith in that fight. And he had to guide Trinity through the machines to get to the mainframe. He was seeing in the etheric realm without physical eyes. He was seeing the spirit plane or the light, the spirit of light. He was seeing the, the realm in light forma- uh, formations rather than seeing it physically. So we were seeing it from his point of view. The camera was allowing us to see things the way he saw. And he actually had better vision like that because he could see things as they really were, not what they appeared to be. Anyway, he was walking on a path. You could see he was on a pathway and everything around him was light, but this pathway was lit up. That was symbolic of what I'm telling you now when it comes to being on some of these, these, these crafts these spiritual macabre uh, UFOs, UAPs, whatever you want to call them. That's what 
a lot of times, if you step off those paths, they can electrocute you because it's energy. You feel it just like you feel it here, only it won't kill you. All right. So that's what I mean by that being literal. Figuratively, well, when you are walking on the path of Yah, He lights your path, He determines your steps. The Bible tells us this in Proverbs says that whatever a man has in his heart planned to do, it is Yah who actually determines his steps by giving him a path to walk on. That's a pathway of light that leads you to what your destiny is. If you walk off of it, you can electrocute yourself, figuratively speaking, because you are disobeying or rebelling. You're doing what you want to do, which leads you down the path of the dark one, because their goal is to do what? Lead you off the path. That's why I was had that podcast called Star Power, um, because which was also the second segment. It was which was also in addition to that was talking about STDs, spiritually transferred demons. If you listen to that podcast, Star Power, I told you how beings can see you in the spirit plane. They can see you have a star, which is your destiny, and they want to lead you off your path. First thing they want to do is take your star from you. And put a curse on you. Witches and warlocks who have access to see into the spirit plane can see who has stars. And they can see how bright your star is. It's, it's a lot you guys don't know. And it's okay. That's why we have it on this show. That's why I take, take it full advantage of my shows while they're still up, fam. Because, and, if, and, and spread the word. I'm going to keep going on and telling you all. Tell people about this stuff. Tell them. You know, this stuff is for real. I don't know how many prophecies we've had on this show that we've talked about and they've ended up happening. So you can't say I'm false or you can't. You can if you wanted to. I can't stop you from saying things that aren't true. But I try to show you through the scriptures. It ain't me. It's the most high. All I am is a messenger. So, again, brothers and sisters. Take it for what it's worth. Now. When we start talking about these beings, I'm not going to get into all the other stuff because I feel like it would take away from the point of what I'm saying. But a lot of these beings, this is why I was saying to a lot of you about well, Satan can't see the future, blah, blah, blah. He can see into it. He at one time had his hands on what's called the book of destinies. Now, that's not in the scriptures per se where it says that literally, but it is in some of the other books that you can not literally, but in other ways of reading it, it would tell you that. And the apocrypha. That's why they took the apocrypha out, man. There was a whole lot of things being revealed. Book of Enoch talks about these things too, fam. So that's why I say <laughs> people who have lesser knowledge on certain things, they, they'll say what they think they know. And that's fine. And until they learn more, they have to change the statements or add to it. And it's not that they're doing it on purpose. It's that they, they learn more. And they're, and they're sharing it. But I, I want everybody to keep it Bible. I want everything that you that you don't know or do know, I want you to still read the scriptures. The scriptures have so much information in them and so many different chapters, so many different things that are said, things that are said on top of things that are said, layers and layers of information, not just from a physical point of view or standpoint, but also from a spiritual one. This book is a spiritual book. It was given to you by a spiritual being who happens to be the creator of all things. And it was put in the form of what man knows how to put it in, in man's own best words. But he was told what to write through the Holy Spirit. He was shown these things. 
and he wrote them down. And you know he's not making it up because everything in this Bible is coming true. So for people to keep trying to say only as if it's just that and nothing else, where, oh, that Bible's been tampered with. It was written by men. Duh. So was the books you guys worship. So was the false religions and the doctrines of devils that you guys take heed to. So spare me the details of trying to ridicule the Bible and you don't know much about it. Until you've actually studied this book inside out, have received the Holy Spirit, have been given and shown the things that this Bible speaks of as confirmation, you really don't have a say in it. But you have every right to say what you want because you're entitled through free will to say what you want, whether it's true or not. But you'll have to pay for what you say if you know it's true, if you know what it is and you're not speaking on the truths of this Bible or anything else in your life or anything else. You're going to have to take full account and consequences behind that. So that's why I say what I say. I ain't worried about somebody trying to make me look bad or prove what I say to be wrong. I already know this is the truth, fam. You just got to learn how to decipher it. And you got to learn to see it, not with your own consensus of what you, or construct of what you think logic should be, but you have to learn to see it through spiritual revelation. That makes the difference. Like I said earlier, people know scriptures, but they don't know Yah. And this is how you get to know Yah by reading his word. Everything in here points out to the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. <sighs> Even down to the revelation that I gave you the other day. Revelation 17. I mean, I told you this. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. That's in Romans 10, 17. What is the word of God? Hebrews 4.12 will tell you it is the word that is powerful. It is alive. It is likened unto a two-edged sword. It cuts through asunder the soul from the spirit, the bone from the marrow. I mean, the, the, the joints from the marrow. It can discern. It knows the intents of man's heart. That's what the word is. The word was made flesh. And John chapter 1 verse 14. John, 1 John chapter 5 verse 7 says, There's three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. Not because the three entities who became one. It's one being with three functionalities. The Bible tells us this too in Colossians, Philippians. Come on, fam. Stop playing. <laughs> I'm saying stop it. And then at the end, the end book of it all, the book of it all in Revelations chapter 19, the very book in Revelations 19 verse 13 says... And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. I mean, you can sit there and argue all you want to, but you just, you're just beating yourself up. <laughs> you're not going to change nothing that the Bible say. You're doing what Satan will, will want you to do. Reject it. Uh, rebel. You know, rebellion is a form of witchcraft. That's in the book of 1 Samuel. I've told you all that. You've heard me. I even read it. It's in 1 Samuel 15. So... Do yourselves a favor and get the information for yourself before you take sides or you allow your past experiences from a human being who used the Bible or whatever to destruct, uh, to dis um, distort your viewpoint of what the Bible is or blaming God. First, I mean, first uh, Samuel chapter 15, verse 23 says for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. It goes the word of God again. He has also rejected you from being king. 
Now, this was in reference to King Saul, where Samuel, the prophet, was giving a message to Saul that the Lord had gave him. Saul wasn't doing like he was instructed to do by the Lord. He did what he wanted. And so the Lord told prophet Samuel to tell Saul, because you have rejected this, I'm going to remove you as king and put somebody in your place. Saul tried to do all after he was told this, then he wanted to do right, but it was too late. But this is telling you also, not just in reference to Saul, but in anybody who does this, the Lord is telling you he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So if it wasn't Saul, if it isn't Dr. York, it's you, it's me, it's anybody. Stop being rebellious because that's a sin and that is just like witchcraft. And if you're stubborn and you reject the word of God, meaning you don't want to do the things that are for benefit, you'll say, well, see how he does? If we don't do what he say, he want to punish us. You're punishing yourself by doing what's called generational curses. You're punishing yourself because there's power in the tongue. You're punishing yourself because he gave you free will. You don't understand that all good things that you enjoy, good meaning being able to have free will, being able to breathe, being able to make decisions, all that's God's attributes. Remove God, you remove all the good. All you have left is what now? Death, evil, torment. He is not trying to make you do something and then punish you for not doing it. He's laying out the blueprints for all beings that this is the orderly way to do things. If you do it, great. If you don't, these are consequences. These are rules. He didn't say, well, I, I'm not, I'm, you know. All, that's why the Bible says all things are beneficial. I mean, all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. You can you can use this common logic for yourself in your own life. Without, just, just, just don't even use God as the example. When you do something bad, you end up reaping bad results. If you start a fight, be ready for a fight to break out. If you do something to somebody, don't think that it ain't going to come back on you. You're cursing yourself. You want to say you're a God? You want to say you have the power of the most high? Then act mature and, and do things in decent and order. If you don't, you're going to be of the other side. They want you to be your own God, yes, but they want you to be chaotic, disorderly, disrespectful, dishonory. All those things breed exactly what you put out. If you deposit something good, you get something good out of it. If you deposit something bad, you get something bad out. It's called the law of, of, of cause and effect. It's causation. If you don't believe Yah, believe science. Because that's what a lot of you have to go by. You have to go by what man tells you in order for you to believe what Yah has been telling you. This is where it comes from. That's why it says do unto others as you have them do unto you. A man should reap what he sows. What else can I tell you? You do it to yourself. He doesn't take your blessings away. We hinder our blessings. He doesn't take your spiritual gifts away. He gives all gifts and callings without repentance. That's in Romans eleven twenty nine. 29. Stop playing, fam. Read your word. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to delve into some more deep esoteric knowledge. I'm your boy, J. Radar. Don't go anywhere. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, it's your boy J. Rated R. And I just want to give you a real quick prayer. Prayer for your life. Prayer for your day. Wake up in the morning, be thankful. Even if it doesn't seem like there's nothing to be thankful for. Because the number one reason why we should be thankful is we're still here. We're breathing the most highs, beautiful air that he breathed into us, according to Genesis 2-7. And he made us and formed us from the earth 
according to Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1 through 6. Now, I'm not going to give you scriptures. I'm just going to simply say a good prayer, a nice prayer, and the Holy Spirit so that you can have a better day, a blessed day. And you all know, if you don't know, I've done podcasts that's talked about the power of prayer. So here it is. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you very much for getting me up out of bed every day. Your will be done, not mine, on earth as it is in heaven. I want to thank you for all my infirmities. I want to rejoice in my sufferings because I know the blessings are coming afterwards. It is just a form of discipline for us to learn what your son, Yahusha HaMashiach, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, had to go through. And I ask that the Holy Spirit lead my words to touch the hearts of those who tune in to Favor Radio so that they can share the gospel with their friends, their family. And may you bless them, Lord, in their finances, in their life. May you take their depressions, their insecurities, their angers, their depressions, and bind them and rebuke them in your holy name. I ask you, Most High, through your son, Yahushua Mashiach, Jesus Christ, to bless all those who they come encounter with, to give them an anointing and to reveal yourself to them so that they may have an encounter with you personally, to know you are the way, the truth, and the life, according to John 14, 6. Thank you very much, Father, for all that you do. Thank you for Favor Radio and the Favor Radio community. And I thank you for my life, my family, my friends, and I forgive those who trespass against me. In your holy name I pray. Amen. You see, guys, it's just that easy. It's not religion. It's just having a relationship with the Father what, in which he wants to have with you more than anything. So take this time. Pray without ceasing. That means to pray continuously. Keep him on your mind. Morning, afternoon, evening, and night. In other words, all day. I'm your boy, Jay Reed. All you are tuning in the Favor Radio. That's my prayer to you all. Y'all stay blessed. All right. Family, family, family. Pharaoh Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in with your boy here today. I hope that you can uh, get some good understanding from what we're doing, even if you don't fully understand it. (laughs) But those of you who've put your faith in the most high and allowed me to be who I am, thank you so much. I know a lot of times these things aren't easy to uh, process, but hey, family, we do this together. All right, let's get into some real deepness here now. So I told you guys about passenger ships. They call them shams. They call them crafts. Uh, I've told you a little bit about the Dr. York situation, my background. Now, he's not the only one that I've had as a mentor. He was one of my first mentors, though. Um, Let me tell you something. My, My one true teacher is Yahuwah Elohim and always will be. The second in command of that is what he gave us is life. Life is, is the greatest teacher as well. One of the greatest teachers, not the, the, the greatest teacher is the one who is life. And that's Yahushua Mashiach. He's the way, the truth, and the life. <clears throat> you have no life without God breathing into you his spirit. It's just that simple. 
You can argue with it. You can tussle with it. You can wrestle with it. But it doesn't change the facts. Um, family, I'm not going to lie to you. When you are walking with y'all, when you are changing your life, you're going to lose some people. And it may not be but temporarily. It could be for a season. It may be permanently because if their spirit isn't right, if they are not in the same, and you can still love people whether they believe in the same things or not, but you have to be careful who you um, partake in brotherhood and sisterhood with because oil can't be mixed with vinegar. Get what I'm saying? It doesn't have anything to do with being prejudiced, racist, sexist, all that's human BS to separate, divide, and conquer. That's not what any of this is. It's spiritual warfare. Spirit is everything. Spirit controls personalities. Spirit controls interests, desires. Spirit controls everything. And if people are under a certain influence, they may not know it, but they're going to feel a certain kind of way. So this is how you people say, well, I get a certain vibe, some such and such. Something didn't feel right in my spirit. That's why. But you have to question your spirit or their spirit. Both things are in question. Where are you right now in your spiritual foundation and your constitution? Where are you right now truly in your heart? Where are you in your beliefs? What do you practice? What is it that you do or don't do? What do you, you know, what do you capitulate to? These are things that you have to ask yourself and, and do self-assessments. A self-evaluation uh, can go a long way. It makes you also more consciously aware of things when you start asking. Because now you are asking yourself that the most high who dwells in you or the one who created you, you're asking to become aware. Now you're forcing yourself to notice things you normally wouldn't. And that's good. Becoming self-aware. And love people, man. Love your relatives. Love your loved ones. Love your lovers. Whatever. But sometimes, because you are changing, and it is not you, it is the Holy Spirit, or it is y'all tugging at your heart, things are going to change. If you pray and say, remove such and such out of my life, you're not saying specifically who or what that is, and you may have people removed out of your life or moving away or not even moving away, just being shifted. They still are there, but they're being shifted. You may not know what's going on, but you have to go back to the time you asked that prayer. Why? Because Yah is the one that's doing it. You want people to be on the same accord as you and you is on the same accord as them. The Bible says if wherever two people are walking together, they can agree. That doesn't mean just because you have loved ones that you're going to always agree. It don't mean you're always going to disagree. We are supposed to disagree. That's healthy. Okay? It's being able to help each other see where each other is coming from, to meet in the middle, to then see where can we go from here together. What am I learning about you? What are you learning about me? What are we learning about our past? What are we learning about where we're going? What does the word of y'all say in comparison to what we think? What does the word of y'all say in comparison to where we are? These are things to let you know people are starting to, to, to learn, to, to deny themselves. These are people who are decreasing and letting the most high increase. This is how you can walk together. This is what equally yoked means. It's, it, it's all about that family. And so a lot of this information is going to rub people the wrong way. And you don't have to say a, a, an evil word, a negative word. You don't have to attack nobody's character, anything. People will just start acting what you call funny, weird, strange, estranged, distant. It's a spiritual thing. And it can bother you because if these are people you really care about, somebody you really love, and they start showing a different side to them, that's because there's spiritual things at work that you do not know about. 
And it could be for the better or for the worse. It could be for the better of you because you're wanting to be more closer to Yah than you may not be. And so, and I'm not saying this uh, is the case. I'm saying that all things are spiritual. This is a spiritual show. Yeah, it's under the category of society and culture because we talk about any and everything. But it's a spiritual-based show because everything is spiritual, but not everything has a soul. Everything in terms of existence is a spiritual energy somehow. But when it comes to entities, well, all things are spiritual, all beings are spiritual, but not all beings have a soul. And if they have a soul, they can be converted. If they have a soul, then that means they were once yours. They don't have a soul, then you have to start questioning the origins and the validity of such beings. What is their intentions? Why do they? Or why are they showing interest in you? Are they who they say they are? Test the spirits, as First John, chapter four says. And so I'm just saying this as a forewarning and as a caring uh, advisory, or uh, you know, just to show you that be on guard at all times. Now. We've gotten a little bit of understanding of how these beings work. I even mentioned to to some small significance that these beings had in their possession what was called the Book of Destinies or Book of Densities. Um, the symbol for these things are in the letter Z. The symbol is hidden in what you call the zigzag-zig, which is a za-za-za. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's basically 666. The German word zigzag means to turn the wrong, to turn in, to turn in the wrong direction. So these zeta or zeta reticulas are behind a lot of that. Keep in mind, no matter what term you give these entities, they're all in this kingdom of Satan. They're all agents of Satan. A lot of these gray reptilian beings, different types of species, different types of fallen angels, different types of demons. Um, they're all under the kingdom of Satan. Satan is a kingdom. It's the name of a kingdom. It's the name meaning the accuser, the oppressor, uh, one who's in opposition, the enemy, the, the, right? Um, the rebellious one named Iblis in the Quran or the Shayateen, which is the group of beings or the jinn, right? Because they follow the one leader, Hashatan, or Hasatan. But they, each fallen angel is a Satan type being. This is why that when somebody does something demonic or in the kingdom of darkness, it's called Satanic. It's all under one government. The government of darkness is Satanic. It's Satan's kingdom. It's Satan in terms of the agency. Each being is a Satan. But there's a Hashatan, there's a leader. And there are many leaders, there's princes. And so you've got principalities, powers, see? And so there's, there's a lot of things going on, family. It's a matter of just understanding terminology and how we can just throw it around and understand it and not just say things loosely with no sense of what we're, or, or sense of direction and what we're, where we're going with these things or what we're saying. Uh, you have to take each and every one of these things serious to heart. Respect your enemy, never underestimate them. Don't sit there and just be talking recklessly because, okay, if you don't have the guidance of the most high, if you don't, if you're not protected, Satan can really mess you up. <laughs> okay. I'm just telling you, I, you don't have to love the enemy. 
You you can love your enemies in terms of people. You can pray. There's no need in praying for Satan because God has already made it clear. Remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he that there's no redemption for this being because he didn't come from a place of being deceived. He did the deceiving. He came from a place of perfection and having full knowledge of what he did. That's why they cannot be forgiven. Um, but we can because we didn't come from that place in terms of being in these bodies. We came from being deceived. We fell right into deception by being deceived. That's the difference. Uh, our spirits came from y'all. Yes. Um, but the laws that apply to what he calls human, us being in the flesh, which is a human. Now, Satan wants to have dominion over the earth. In order to do that, he has to try to change the rules. He can't really change y'all's rules, but he wants to bend them. He wants to manipulate them so that he can have dominion. How does he do that? By getting us to trick ourselves into allowing him to come into our life, which also means to take upon his image, his likeness, his mark, or to do something that breaks the law, the spiritual law that Yah has put before us and allow Satan complete um, full autonomy into our life, spiritual or legal right. And this is where possessions come in play. And so if he can get in the body torturing us in our souls while taking over our bodies, you know, that's, that's, that's the end game for him. But in the end days when he is going to come in the form of a man, and see, here's the thing a lot of people think. They think it's going to be literally Satan himself that's going to incarnate in the body of whom we call the Antichrist. He will be a byproduct of Satan, yes. But Satan is called the dragon. Who is going to incarnate as the son of perdition, which is in the Antichrist, is going to be Apollyon. <laughs> that's in your Bible. Now, if we already are to understand this, and, and who you call Satan can be contributed to Samael. Okay? Samael and Lucifer are not the same entities. Halal is who you call Lucifer. Samael is a different type of being. But they're nonetheless interchangeable beings who switch roles who people just simply call Satan. I'm not getting into that. That's not what today's podcast is. I did mention it briefly, though, in the Kingdom of Darkness podcast. I did talk about that. So, check it out. Um... And even if that was the case, it's not going to change what the kingdom of darkness still is doing. It's not going to change their their uh, their uh, agenda. It's all the same. Either way you look at it. So nothing is lost there. Our job is to understand the enemy's intent, who the enemy is, what he wants, and to know we've been forewarned, told, and shown by Yahusha, by the father Yahuwah, what to expect and how to combat it. That's, that's what really matters at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what Satan is doing. It just matters knowing who he is so that you don't fall into what he does and become a part of that demonic, evil, unadulterated evil that's going to condemn and damn your soul. That's, that's, that's the main goal, okay? But what I wanted to say is when you read um, Revelation <clears throat> 17, verse 8 says... The beast that you saw was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the sephir of life, which is the book of life, from the foundation of the world. When they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Did you hear what I just read? The beast that you saw was and is not 
and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. This is who will become the Antichrist, the one who comes from out of the bottomless pit. Now you say, hey, that, that's Satan. That's Satan. All right. If it's Satan, you got to go back and read carefully, people. Revelations chapter 9 and Revelations chapter 13. Satan is the dragon whom will give power to the beast. Now, it's all Satan in terms of agency. Yeah. In terms of titles, it's all Satan. But if we're talking about entities, the entity you hold as the one true Satan is not going to be the one who literally incarnates into the body of the Antichrist. He will be behind it. He will be enforcing it. He will be in control of it. But he himself is not going to be the entity that incarnates into the body of the Antichrist. That will be Apollyon who comes from the bottomless pit that you read about in Revelation 9, who happens to be a fallen angel himself who is in control of those beings coming out of hell. So <clears throat> the dragon, he wants to be like Christ. He wants to be like God. See, God is three beings in one. Let me rephrase that because a lot of you going to see. See, I thought you said you were right. I said it wrong. God is whom you identify as three different beings. But I've told you, according to the Bible, he's three functionalities that play three different roles. It's not three separate entities. He is those entities. The father, the son, which is the word made flesh and the Holy Spirit. Now, yes. They all, uh, he can talk to himself in many of ways. God can do all things, but he is not three separate entities. He is one entity with three functionalities. Well, say if that's the case, how could he be in heaven and on earth as Jesus? And when Jesus left, get because I just told you, what is it you're not getting? He is. He can be in all places at the same time. He has a role. He has God the Father, who's the head of it all, then the Son, who came as an advocate on behalf of man, which is the bridgeway between God and man, and then the Holy Spirit, which dwells in man. When Jesus ascended in his glorified body and left, he came to give us the helper or the comforter, as we know him, the Holy Spirit. That's how he's enabled himself to be in all of us while dealing with us at the same time. So, again, family. Yah cannot change what he says because he, even the Bible says he came to do it himself because he didn't trust nobody in heaven to do it. Wow. That's in Job 15. That's, I mean, that's all in the scriptures. Isaiah, it's all in there. So, and Isaiah witnessed him doing all this in the book of uh, the ascension of Isaiah, which is a part of the Apocrypha, which is not in your regular King James Bible. Now you do see, you do read remnants of it in the book of Isaiah, but if you want more detail, you have to get the apocryphal book called the Ascension of Isaiah, which goes with the book of Isaiah. I've read a lot of it. I haven't read it all, but I know that is part of the apocrypha. That's why I say it's a lot of things that these people so-called took out these so-called first churches and these, uh, the seeing councilmen, right? All these people who made this crazy notion that, oh, this is neat. This is not canonized. Who are you to say that all of this came together? Y'all just took away from it because it was telling too much. People would have known the truth beyond a shadow of a doubt. If you kept all the books in one orderly book, then there wouldn't be so many questions about God or 
who he is, what's possible, and who these beings are, because he would have revealed all of that. But when you take certain things away from the Bible and leave it as a mystery, now you have to have the Holy Spirit in order to know it all. Because God gave it to you in the book, but the man has taken those books through the guidance of Satan, and he's tried to hide them or confiscate them or whatever, or change them. And so, Yah, in all of his wisdom, as powerful as he is, he still figured out ways to put things in codes, to still reveal the truth, even in the word that we do have. And he will show you more when you have his Holy Spirit. That's why he wants you to have his spirit. So that you will know things as he intended upon you knowing them. Because you're inheritors of the kingdom. And Satan can't take that away from you unless you give him power to. So he's doing everything he can to hide the truth, conceal the truth, distort the truth, fabricate the truth, manipulate the truth, or completely wipe it away. Annihilate it. So, yeah. This is why I say what I'm saying, family. So I just read to you a little snippet of what's in Revelation. And I've told you this before, but a lot of people have this incomplete notion because they don't put it together. And this takes time. When you read the word, God will keep giving you more and more to understand in the process instead of you just running with your head between your tail. And talking with all this confidence, like, no, nah, no, nah, this is the way it is. Prove it. If you Listen, if the Bible is here for our proof, which it tells us to prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. As 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, right? If that's the case, and it's coming out of the mouth of y'all, even in the Bible in John 5.39, it says, search the scriptures. <laughs> okay? I mean, it, this is coming from the Most High himself. Why are we arguing about it? Because within them, he said, there you will find that the scriptures speak of him about eternal life. You, did you think you have eternal life in him? And he's right. The volume of the book is about him from beginning to end. The alpha, the omega, the first and the last. The beginning and the end. It's all there. You just gotta research. Study to show yourselves approved. Now, I think we've stayed on that enough. Let's get to something further here. I don't want to give you all this information in one time, so I'm going to break it down to you. NASA. <laughs> now, the word nasha in Hebrew means to deceive. This is hence why a lot of people feel that the word is derived from and the, and the root derivative of NASA is the word nasha or nasa, right? Which means to deceive. Means to deceive. Um... We look at NASA's logo. I've already done that for you all in, in other podcasts. I even broke it down to you and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> that's Satan's logo. He puts himself in it. The so-called red part that you see is a T. It's also a tongue. That's not a coincidence. And if you take the letters in the word NASA and where you see the red tongue or T, all you got to do is put the words together. N-A-S-A. -A. Let's just work with that for a minute. Remove. We call this anagrams. Take those same letters in that word and just move them around. And then put that so-called T or tongue. And you spell out S-A-T-A-N. Satan. Oh, that's a coincidence. Some of y'all, man, with these coincidences, you just you just hate the truth. You hate you just <laughs> y'all will do anything to dispute 
what's right in front of you. And then you'll say, well, some of you people will do anything to make somebody see it. It's not about people making anybody see anything. It's about seeing is right in front of you. What, what do you think the whole saying about the truth is hidden in plain sight comes from? Because you don't know what you're saying or you don't recognize what you're saying. There's a spell, your hypnotic spell. Satan has blinded you. Second Corinthians 4, 4. The Bible says it. I'm with it. And there's too much evidence to support it for me to go to be against it. So, I mean, you just have to be somebody who just completely denies the truth, which the Bible talks about in Second Thessalonians and Romans and Second Timothy. All this stuff is out there, man. People are doing it, denying it every day. So NASA or Nazar, an Aramaic word, NASA means to take up or to lift, to lift up. You can look this up. Now, these beings control the NASA, the NASA Space Centers, in order to obtain information about other planets and outer space and then act as a main resource of information on events that occur outside of our immediate atmosphere. And it's no wonder the name NASA was chosen for this organization because it ties into the name Nazar, which is the word Nazalia or Nazala, right? Which means to come downward. This is how they send out and receive messages from other galaxies. Now, getting into the Superman, Dr. York slash comparisons with General Zod. Zod is called a wizard, which is a wizard or wazir is what we call in Egypt. And that means a wise man or a chief minister. Now, the word wazir or wazir is phonetically the word wiser when you hear it. Or should I say wazir? Now this refers to the Wizard of Oz or the wizard is used fear tactics to control his people. Isn't that what the Wizard of Oz wizard was doing? The Wizard of Oz. Now Oz is Osiris, but we ain't going to get into that at the very moment. Um, Usir or Oz, Osiris. Y'all got to understand codes. Disney with its logo that's been in our face forever all that curliness that it has in the cursive writing cursive that's another giveaway you see the 666 in the word disney then when you see their one of their screen uh production with the castle the overlaying of the castle it's a dome i, I listen man i'm gonna leave it alone right now <laughs> stick to where we are this is just so much information you want to just say it all in one time so the word wizard, like the Wizard of Oz, he used fear to control his people. Hence, when you break the word wizard up, you see Wiz Oz, W-I-Z. Now, Michael Jackson and Diana Ross played in a movie called The Wiz, which was actually based on the Wizard of Oz. They just named it differently. But that name was there on purpose to show you the truth in plain sight. It wasn't a coincidence. Now, the word Wiz Oz, W-I-Z hyphen O-Z, sounds like wizard, wizards, wizards, which is what you're saying, wizard, wizard. Do you see the word czar that I told you about earlier in the podcast, Z-A-R? It's in the word wizard, W-I-Z-A-R-D, wizard, wizard. He has also appeared to you as a wise man from the East. The wisest of the wisest. What did they say in the Wizard of Oz? He's the wisest of them all. 
<laughs> the great wizard, right? He's called the most subtle. Subtle is a word that you need to put in your mind and put in parentheses or quotation marks because this is a word that's very important. The snake was very subtle in the Garden of Eden, right? It means wise. That's why a serpent is always called or referenced to wisdom. The Bible says in Matthew 10, be wise as serpents, gentle or harmless as doves. So again, family, serpents denote dragons. Any type of serpent denotes wisdom. Hence, this is why when you look at the staff of Moses, the brazen serpent, the Nekushtan, as we call it in Hebrew, which the Israelites were to look upon and instantly be healed. Well, this is the same thing that the medical uh, symbol is used. Uh, and this is all down, comes down to alchemy. An alchemist is nothing more than a wizard or a doctor or a scientist, all under the same umbrella and terminology. The serpent represents medical healing because of Moses' staff in, in the wilderness, right? The serpent also denotes wisdom. And Satan happened to be a what? A serpent in the tree of good and evil, which is called the tree of knowledge, which is where you get the gnosis from in Greek. Gnosis or Gnostics were those who were possessors of knowledge because the word Gnosis means to know. It means knowledge. A Gnostic is one who possesses knowledge. See, family, this stuff ties in, man. This is why the Nag Hammadi and the Gnostic, Gnostic um, Bible and religion is it's key, but you have to be careful because it's Satan's own personal Bible story of the Bible from a different point of view. And it's very, very compelling. In fact, the movie The Matrix not only uses biblical parallels, but it also uses mostly, if nothing, it uses Gnosticism to combat uh, what the Bible is saying by changing up a few things to make you see The Matrix in form of Gnosticism rather than the actual Bible itself. That's how Satan is witty and crafty and cunning. And that's what it says. He's cunning. It says this all in Genesis chapter 3. Read Genesis chapter 3. God is telling you all these things, man. This can't be a coincidence. No man can know this stuff. <laughs> I'm giving y'all the esoteric occult and the actual meanings. To give you a greater depiction of what it is you're reading when you read the scriptures. So, yeah, the wizard has all those things about it. Coming down to what the word means, the wise is subtle, wise, blah, blah, blah. Now, Zod, right, he's the brains behind the operation. So I see General Zod. He was the militant operation. What, who is the brains behind military strategies, generals, and, and things like that? They lead, right? But who are the brains who, what do they protect? They protect the basis of the scientists, the ones who are the real brains behind um chemical warfare and things like that, weaponry. It is these guys, the engineers and scientists, who actually are the ones you have to protect. If you take them out, you don't you don't have a military. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's why the first thing you see when the enemy strikes, whether it's you striking the enemy or the enemy striking you, the first thing they want to take out is your is, is the scientist and the engineer basis. They want to wipe all of them out. They might kidnap a few if they can get their hands on them to to black I mean uh, to torment them to either force them to do things for them or to get information out of them before they kill them or imprison them. 
but most likely they want to kill those guys so he can take out majority of it's pretty much two-thirds of the military the brains behind the operation okay strategically in terms of warfare yes the general and those guys are trained to know how to how to combat and do those things physically but you need brains to operate you need somebody who can build the planes you need engineers you need scientists who can come up with weapons and come up with chemicals and things like that and calculations and things like that and then they get with the generals and they kind of exchange back and forth that's why strategically you want to beat somebody you attack their core you attack them where it hurts first and so you take that out now you have a better chance of beating them you gotta understand how the enemy thinks you should read the world the book the art of war by shinzu uh, sun tzu i mean you should definitely check it out and you should also understand was it the 40 42 48 laws uh, it's, it's a lot more laws than that too but this is also basically off the Egyptian uh, decreed rights which a lot of people think the Bible got its Ten Commandments from there's so much I need to talk about but I just don't have the time to tell you all um, now there has also been speculation I'm going to say speculation on purpose I neither know this to be true but I'm going to show you something that Dr. York used to teach a lot of his uh, followers that there was what we call different glands. Now, humans throughout the evolution, as you guys like to call it, I'll just say throughout the span of time, since long before Adam and Eve, since during Adam and Eve, and then after them, since the time of us, humans have been different, right? We've been a little bit different in terms of our physicality and our physiques, our biological um, biology has changed, shifted. It's changed over time. It's adapted. It's also been manipulated by these master geneticists you guys call quote-unquote aliens, which are nothing more than fallen angels or lower or lowercase gods. But in all aspects, since we have nuclear wars, we've had to adapt to different atmospheric changes. All these things play an intricate part in the changing of humans. We've actually been watered and, and diluted and died down. This is why we don't even live as long as we used to, according to the people in the Bible. They live for centuries, <laughs> okay? Uh, if you was 100 years old, you were still considered a baby, you know? And um, just look at how old we are. We're, 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 I mean, we're really babies, right? We don't know nothing. We out here sticking our chest out, talking tough, acting like we know the universe. It's, it's really sad and it's laughable. But anyway, uh, and that, that wasn't to be demeaning, but it needs to bring us down a few notches to humble ourselves. Because when you really start speaking on truthful things and matters, you got to start looking at, well, we really don't know anything. <laughs> We're still using guns for crying out loud to protect us. We're not even involved yet to understand spiritual understanding of spiritual information. We should be having access to things just using our minds. We're not even there. The DNA that we call junk hasn't even been activated and I don't know how long. Yet we feel it's useless because our brains can't compute or register how important it really is. We know nothing. Absolutely nothing. We're basically retarded. We don't even see in the, all the full light of spectrum, the full spectrum of light. We still operate on the lowest operating spectrum of light, which is luminous matter. We're technically blind compared to what everything around us is. That's what I say. What do you really know? What do you really know? What can you really see? So 
the spirit of Yah opens all that up. It reawakens it. It realigns it. It rewires it. That's what the spirit operation is doing inside of you when you have the Holy Spirit. Just letting you know. So, the brain is called the matrix, family. <laughs> That's one of the many meanings of the word matrix. We know it means mother or womb. Yes, as the book of Numbers tells us and shows us, it means the opening, but it also means, and it's not just in reference to numbers, which is the language of the universe, right? One of the languages of the most high Yah, but it also means what I just said, brains. The brain is called the matrix because it's a computer. It helps to pull over your eyes what we call a digitalized world that Morpheus was trying to tell Neo. You're living in a hologram, a computer digital or spiritual created world to make you through your brain's five senses interpret through the synapses or polysynaptics what it sees, what it doesn't see. It's controlled through a frequency, a frequency modulating type of technology. Saturn in certain moons and all these things are satellites. They're used to control the outcome of what you see. Stuff like that is not science fiction. It's the same thing you saw at the end of the movie in They Live when Roddy Piper's character, what was his name, Nada, shot out the damn satellite and then people started seeing who was human and who wasn't because the frequency was no longer controlling what they saw. That was subliminal to let you know that when you break the matrix, you can see beyond the veil. Man, I hope y'all hear me, man. <laughs> oh, I hope y'all hear me, man. So, like I said, what do you really know? What can you really see? This frequency modulator. Your brains are plugged into this world. This world is called the matrix. This is the dream world, okay? And or computer-generated dream world. You don't really understand how computers work. Computers are supernatural, family. Why do you think they have a quantum computer now, which is controlling reality? A quantum computer called the D-Wave computer. It came out years ago. It's been out for over a decade, at least publicly. This information is nothing new under the sun. The government's had things like this forever. That's why I say they have the, the technology where they can create 3D realities and make them solid because they understand light codes and light technology. This is all fallen angel technology. This started with guys like Nikola Tesla and Einstein and those boys. John Von Newton and all those cats. This is what I'm trying to tell y'all, man. Y'all know nothing. This stuff is for real. It's been in our face. And when certain people were laughing and ridiculing these dudes, now they're using their technology. These 369 frequencies. This is stuff always to open up portals to the demonic. But anyway, technology comes from about it. John Parsons and all these, all these different dudes who was responsible for rocket fuel and engineering. He was the one who first opened up the gateway. Understood it. He eventually ended up blowing himself up messing around with that petroleum. But anyway... It's not funny, man, but he made a sacrifice to Satan. I'm sure Satan and those boys are happy because he was a satanic person. He was under the studies of Aleister Crawley. He was intrigued by that. So you can't feel but so sorry. For, I feel sorry for the man because he didn't know Christ. But I don't feel bad in the sense that he, he, he absolutely was in the occult, which means he had to have some knowledge of it. It's just some of these people aren't even human, too. Some of these people are possessed. It's a lot of things you guys don't get. But nothing is what you think it is. You're actually a laboratory experiment. And so the matrix, this computer-generated spiritual 
reality or dream world, if you will, a fake world, an illusion, if you will, that's brought about nothing but strong delusion that Yahweh continuously bringing upon those who wish not to believe in him and give him over. He's going to turn over to a reprobate mind who want to be antichrist and in the world of, of sin and the world of the, the flesh, which is the world of sin and Satan. With that sin sine wave I was telling you about, all that stuff ties into this. This is a virtual reality program we're living in. There, everything that you see on the outside of you is nothing but a mirrored reversion or a lower version of what's really going on. The very world that we are involved in is the same things we put in our video games and then we show in movies. We're in that. We're in a video game. We're in a movie. That's why I did two podcasts that was called Life is a Movie. You need to check them out. Um, you have wires connected to your brain. We call them synapses, which are nerves. And someone else is living through you, family. This is no coincidence. The word wires, W-I-R-E-S, you know, Kanye's song, Through the Wire, if you really pay attention to it, and, and then now knowing what he's involved in with the occult, he was telling you some things there. But listen to this. Wires. The word wires sounds like wiser, doesn't it? Wires, wiser, wiser. Or wazir, wizard. They come down wires to get into you. There is a spiritual, in the spirit plane, there is a cord. The silver cord can be looked at on as a wire. Anytime you create psychic links between people through sexual contact or any type of bond you create becomes a covenant, there is an etheric cord in the spirit world you can't see in the physical one that looks like a wire going from you to something else. That's how they connect to you. People who are abducted, when they put chips in them to track them in the physical world, they also have an etheric cord that goes to them. Man, I'm telling stuff nobody wants me. I'm telling you stuff that I, I'm supposed to be quiet on. But the Bible says to share this. The Bible says to tell the truth. <laughs> I'm going to do what y'all say. You don't think I'm going to listen. You don't know y'all. If you're more scared of the devil than you are the most high, then you don't know y'all. Shit, the devil's scared of y'all. Stop playing. Y'all say do it, it's done. The heck with the devil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Forget that dude, man. Listen. What I'm telling you is the truth. Though I'm just using terms that you can understand in your mind to give you a depiction of what that may look like. Okay, just, just hear me out, fam. <sighs> These beings come down wires to get into you. Did you notice the head of the Wizard of Oz? Go back to the show or the, or, or, or the old Disney show, The Wizard of Oz. Look at the top of this dude's head. Now, you ever heard the terms, you are hardwired to their system? What is the difference in the internet? Let's use something simple that you can relate to. What do we call the connection? Back in the day when we had a modem, I don't know if some of you are old enough to understand this, those of you who are, and those of you who are older but don't know computer language, let me break it down to any of you that's not quite computer savvy or just don't have knowledge on this. Before we had wireless connection, we had wired connection. There was no wireless connection. Yes, it was wireless in the sense that it was a frequency you're picking up on and using as internet. But in order to do that, you used to have to use your telephone line. Right? 
you used to have to plug it into the telephone line from the computer to the telephone cord in the wall. You used to have to get an extra cord for that or extra line. And you use the modem, which was what people now use DSL. They use internet. They don't even need any of that now. Because you got built in, you got a built in wireless connector, which is an access point. So you don't even need to have it plugged up to nothing. It could be wireless. Well, before it was wireless, you had wired connection. And there was a modem, which is how you used, what you used as the intermediate to get online. 20, first it started off a 28K modem, then it went up to a 56K modem. I know I used to sell them. We used to, you know, have a computer store. I mean, I started off having computers anyway, so I already know. But those of you that know, you know, 28.8, I think, K modem, yeah, 56K modem. <laughs> Some of my earlier raps when I was much younger, I used to say something funny to the extent of, uh, I had you connected like it's 56, y'all are slower than the 56K modem or, or something like that. But anyway, that's beside the point. That's not the hill there. That's irrelevant. <laughs> but yeah. Now, hardwired can also mean there's like a motherboard. Obviously, you need a you need a connector to make the connections, right? You need something that's hardwired. Computers all have motherboards, mainframes, where all the information is stored upon. Notice that they call these bigger ships, these aircrafts, these UFOs. When there's a big ship, they call it what? A mothership. Why do they call things mother? Planet Earth is called Mother Earth, or Gaia, or Terra, or Tiamat. So many names for it. Eridu. All these names. Eret. All these names are names for Earth in different languages. What do we call nature? Mother Nature. Now, there's nothing bad about that. This is a feminine energy because it's creation. Anytime something symbolizes creation or a form of it, it's always going to be attributed to what we call feminine energy. Your creator, who we refer to as he, even though spirit has no gender, we are going to assume, based on what Yah in the Bible calls himself, masculine energy, he's always referred to as he, right? But he also is all things. Remember, he created the light. He formed the light. He created uh, the darkness. He makes peace. He, formed, he created evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. That means that he is all things. He is who created Adam and Eve. He gave Adam a woman from his rib. The womb man. Woman. Right? Because to make her a help me. So he understood the balance and the creation of life through feminine energy. So what I'm trying to tell you, there's an androgyny going on here. And we all have it in us. It's just that some people swing a little bit more towards one side than the other, which a lot of you say, oh, I was born this way. Or I was, there's something in my hormones. Hormones are the DNA of what's called instructions. They give the instructions to how the DNA is to be built. The RNA is the memory and keeping those things intact. We call that ribonucleic acid, which is responsible for memory recall. To go back into the DNA, which is a transmitter, or a file cabinet, or an amplifier. I'm not getting into all that. But this is all part of the spirit plane, which is in, which comes into what looks to be the physical plane. You are a hardwired computer, which is why you have DNA and RNA. We make the same things that we were created out of spirit and, and, and from the form from the dust in. We create what's called silicone, because that's what we're created from, clay. Okay, dirt, clay, silicone. Right? Well, they make silicone, which is a uh, a synthetic form of clay, and we create what's called computers. 
organic computers through six silicone. We're organic computers made from the image and likeness of God. All right. Now, quantum computers are not silicone. They're a little more advanced than that. They're metallic and things of that nature. And they have a different type of property in them with very little silicone, if any. But the problem, the thing is this. We are advanced technologies made in the image and likeness of the most high, but we come in a primitive form. That's why I say throughout the expanse of time, we've changed. But nothing is really new under the sun. This is stuff we should know, but we don't. And so getting back to you being hardwired, you're hardwired to what we call the harlot system. This is why Satan is the god of this world system. And you are in, you're plugged in. That's why the Bible says, "Be now, now you're going to understand why God says be in the world, but not of it. He's telling you in so many ways. God is so powerful. Y'all, I hate saying God, man. Y'all know that. Y'all are so powerful, man. He's speaking in layers based on where your consciousness is at that moment. Because he's telling you everything in one. When God speaks, right, he speaks multidimensionally. He don't speak just one way. It's only that you are able to interpret it one way based on your level of consciousness. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I mean, we're multidimensional beings. It's just that where are you right now in your conscious awareness? Where are you in the now of things? In your personal preference, I mean, and not in your preference, in your personal present moment, which is now that you're hearing this, where are you consciously? Because where you are consciously is only what you're going to be able to, to be attuned and picking up in what I'm saying. Even though I might be saying a whole lot of things in one, you're only going to hear it or see it in one way based on where your conscious is, consciousness is at this very moment. So I say things change the more you evolve. It doesn't mean it's con contradictive. It means that your consciousness is more wider. It's broader. You're becoming brighter. Your light's getting brighter. You're becoming smarter, more aware. You're waking up. So you have to now add to what you said before, because now what you said before, you were at a lesser level and degrees. Degrees is levels of knowledge. Remember I told y'all that. So when y'all speaks, he's really saying way more things than one. He's only giving it to you in the way you understand it in that moment. When you start coming up to higher levels of consciousness, that means to be raised in awareness, raised in knowledge and wisdom, raised... From the dead, the dead is think, it doesn't think. The zombies, right? Remember, when people are ignorant, they're primitive. They act out of character. They don't know any better. But when they become more wiser, they don't act the same, do they? Look at your life in, in the material sense or the physical. When you were a baby versus where you are now in terms of your knowledge, your maturity, your growth. It's the same thing in the spirit world when you raise your consciousness. When the Holy Spirit raises you up, you become alive, that's why God says he gives life. Jesus said, I give life and give it more abundantly. <laughs> y'all, man, y'all not hearing me. <laughs> y'all not hearing me, man. I'm showing y'all. I'm showing you secret initiations that the other side don't want me to tell you. That's why my people suffer because they lack knowledge. Consider what I say. And the Lord will give you understanding in all things. <laughs> That's why he wants you to share the information. Spread the information. He wants you to raise the consciousness, save the people, raise the souls, save them. You're like a computer disk. When you put something on save, you don't have to start over. You don't have to be annihilated. You don't have to be exiled. You are continuing into something greater. Jesus is that something greater. <sighs> he is the something that is great. There is nothing else. There's none like him. 
We're raising ourselves up to different levels of awareness. When you do that, principalities and powers who are on different levels, they see that and they intervene because they say, okay, he's on the level now. We can come to him. He won't freak out if I show myself in this way or she's ready or he's ready for more power. That could be good or bad. That's why you have to learn discernment, get that spiritual discernment so you'll know who is who. Test the spirits because remember, according to 2 Corinthians, well, now, not 2 Corinthians. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Satan comes what? Masquerading as an angel of light. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. Discern the spirits, you'll know who's who. All right, so. You're hardwired to their system when you're in their matrix. That's why they can be in all places through the hologram by uploading themselves into you through wires. Demons operate through transmission. Okay? And you might not want to be unplugged. That means you may not want to come out of your sin. You may not want to come out of the world. You might like where you are. You may not want to be unplugged to what's really going on because it'll freak you out. Some, some people, that's why I say, some people have itching ears. People turn away from the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to be woke up. Remember in the movie, The Matrix Part 1, Morpheus was taking Neo through the training program, and he told him, the very people that we are trying to free, to unplug, to unlock, to free from the Matrix, those are the same people that are potential agents because they're still plugged into the Matrix so the agents can work through them. This is the demonic plane, right? He also said the very people we're trying to help free and unplug will be the very ones to fight us to protect the very system, Satan's system, that's keeping them enslaved. So they don't even know no better. That's why Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. They were plugged into the matrix, fam. Satan was using them like a puppet because they lack knowledge. It took an advanced, evolved being such as Jesus, who was the most high incarnated as the son to die for our sins. For him to know that he still had love for us, even when we were treating him bad, we beat him, spit on him, pulled his beard out, beat him unrecognizably, tormented him, tortured him, mocked him, ridiculed him. If you ain't crying or feeling some kind of tears right now, where is your soul plugged into right now? When you know what Yah has done for you, there's no way you cannot feel something from what I'm saying. If you don't feel anything at this moment, I question who you are, where you are, and what you're plugged into. And that's not a derogatory or undermining statement. That is not a statement of judgment. That is a statement of reality for you to check for yourself. Because if you have a soul and you know who the true creator is, and you've experienced and tasted the Holy Spirit, you can't help but feel something. Would you still... The same question would be posed to you same people who feel this certain way. What would you feel if you saw a child get hit by a car right now? A baby. What would you feel if you saw an old lady being jumped and killed or raped? Would you feel remorse? Angry maybe. Yes, absolutely. But would you feel so much pain from that? 
If the answer is yes, congratulations, ladies and gentlemen, you have a soul. And guess why you feel that way? Because Yah is inside of you. That's why. You're not too far gone. You're not filled with darkness all the way yet. You still can feel things. That means you still have a chance to come on over to the right side, which is Christ's side. I'm ready to cut this off, but I'm going to go ahead and give you guys another hour. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into a commercial break. Now, when I come back, family, I'm going to jump straight into it. We're not going to even do a commercial. We're just going to do a quick boom, 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 and we back. <laughs> okay. So when I come back, we're going to talk about some of this hardwired matrix. Okay. I'm your boy, J-Rated R. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. And thank you so much for your time. We will return after these messages. Y'all stay tuned. All right, family, we are back. Um, It looks like this happens to me every podcast in the last few podcasts where I will actually be talking and recording. And then all of a sudden something goes wrong and I lose the entire segment. Again, that just happened. But you will never know that because as far as what you're hearing right now, this is the beginning. I mean, this is everything as, as it should be. But I assure you, it happened again. What I was telling you all is that yes, you are in a matrix. And to understand that the things that we've talked about thus far in the last few podcasts are all coinciding. Nothing is new under the sun. And just like it was predicted for this war in Israel on October the 7th, which I think is either the 5th or the 7th, which is Putin's birthday, by the way, we saw this biblically happening. This is an election year. Trump is running for president. Again, we're seeing people that are reporting Nephilim all over the world and yet these things aren't just coincidences family and if you follow the scriptures like I've been showing you all in these last few years especially in the book of Daniel and Ezekiel all these things were predicted to happen with the war breaking out in Israel obviously in 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 when it says when they say peace and safety sudden calamity or destruction shall come upon them well that's what happened in the United Nations when Benjamin Nathan Yahoo started talking and said peace and security then about a week and a half later a war breaks out in Israel just like the book of and, and the first part of that war was against Damascus right in Damascus uh, with Hamas and all those boys which is Isaiah 17 talks about everything has been biblically as predicted and yet people are still in doubt Now, there's no coincidence. If you recall at the beginning of this particular podcast, I talked about we're going to be talking more about the X's of these things. I mentioned to you in the last couple of podcasts about Malcolm X and the Xbox and how all this stuff is in reference to these fallen angels and the technologies and the spirit plane and all these things. I also mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that you got disease X, which is now a thing. I mentioned and warned people about a year and a half to two years ago almost. Now it's actually happening. Donald Trump's SpaceX is now a thing that people uh, need to look more into. X is that Roman numeral number 10, which also means something that's being marked, crossed out, or crossed up. 
in, in terms of getting your attention. Even when you have sex, that's with spell, with an X in it, because sex is a sacred rite or initiation or passage. It's a spiritual act. People don't realize. They just think it's bodies clapping, smacking, and all this other stuff. They just think, oh, it just feels good. It's a spiritual act. It can take you to new heights if you do it right with the right person. It can do many things. It can also invite spiritual entities within your space. It can increase. It can use for good or evil. Sex can be a weapon or it can be a solution. And it only becomes a solution when there's true love involved. When you make love, you create. When you use sex to manipulate, you cause destruction. It can hurt feelings, break feelings, but it is also used to make deals and arrangements. Wrong things. It can be used for a higher frequency when it's love involved, or it can be for a lower frequency when it's just brute uh, sexual immorality. You can be blessed by Yah, or you can be cursed by Satan. So, that is not what we're here to talk about, but that is one amongst many things that we are going to talk about and show you how all these things coincide, family. When I said the Matrix, I meant it. We are a part of that. And hopefully, with the information that I'm giving you all, you understand that things are spiritual, physically, digitally, and all things are spiritual on top of that. More, more, more information. Now... Wires, your brain is connected by wires to a super quantum computer called Brainiac. When it speaks, you speak. And this holograph or hologramic brain thinks for you. And what is the brain of the computer? The motherboard, like I said earlier. Now, life is a dream, is it not? It's like that song, dream a little dream of me. It's a wonderful song, by the way. Life is a dream. The things that you call recordings or AKA dreams, really when you dream family, you're in the spirit world. So when you dream, you're really awake. And when you wake up in this world, you're really back to dreaming again. And then that what you call a dream that happened the night before, you say, oh, it was just a dream. Like Biggie said, it was all a dream. But was it really? And y'all say so many times, it seems so real. That's because it was. Now, the word matrix means womb. You dream that you were born and you're living your life out. Your life is actually a file. Now, if you take the word life, the anagram, L-I-F-E, remove the letters around, it spells out the word file. In which that's what it is. The book of life is a file cabinet of your life from beginning to end of all the things that you've ever experienced, done, thought, said, didn't do, or whatever. We call that in these terms the Akasha or Akasic records that are heavily guarded, by the way. Our storage room where files of people's lives are kept. And you have beings on both ends 
the monitoring spirits, good or bad, that record what you do. And those four files are stored in heavenly's file in the heavenly file cabinet. This is how things are used to your advantage or used against you when you are judged before the courtrooms in heaven in the spirit world when you die. God will reward you accordingly to your works, good or bad. We see this all throughout the Bible, especially in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 14. But you don't get into heaven based on good things, good works. No, you get in heaven through Christ Jesus, having faith in who he is and what he did for you and believing in your heart who he says he is and he died for your sins. That's how you get saved. The works, well, that's just an addition to what, you, what you've either done to get into heaven or what you have done to go against what heaven has um, asked of you. And that in addition to your punishments can be how that also is used against you in judgment. When we go before that great white throne, those of us who are already in heaven won't have to be judged like that. We'll be rewarded. But those who have to be judged after the millennial, well, that's who that's speaking of. Now, your life is actually a file. In this case, an X file. Hence, X marks the spot. This is why a child look at his mother as God, in a sense. Why does I say that? Because she's his, she, the mother is the provider. She gave birth. She is his biggest supporter. She's his caretaker, his guardian, his or her guardian. I'm not just saying his to sum it all up, but I mean his or her, right? And in their eyes, literally, you are a live wire. When Kanye dedicated Through the Wire, that song was also dedicated to his mother. He spoke of his mother in that song. Hence, this is a prime example of that. You are connected to other programs' lives as well. You are also interconnected. In other words, you are layers of wires upon wires, family. Now, the wires, keep in mind, I'm saying it like this for a reason, on purpose. Because I want you to think in a dual symmetrical way. I want you to think literal wires and then I'm going to think spiritual ones. Remember I told you earlier the cord etheric cords in the spirit plane can be considered wires. Now watch this. The wires symbolize the circuitry in your brain. And these wires run throughout you family. The synapses, right? And you interpret it. Now this is where it gets real deep. You all interpreted it as veins. If you were to look in your arm right now, if you have, if you're somebody who can create veins, you'll see a line of veins that looks like wires, just different names, same types of functionality family. See how they have a different terminology, but they have a function where they all are one and the same, kind of like the creator, father, son, Holy Ghost. One entity, three different functions, which means the terminologies will throw you off at times. 
Because some people cannot fathom or put together what I'm saying right now. They cannot see how is wires and veins the same. Because they keep thinking in a five sense perception of what a wire is versus what a vein is. They're not seeing that they're they're connected, they're interconnected because they do the same types of things, but they're just under a different premise of name. Brainiac said, don't say God's name in vain. Now the veins in your arms are V-E-I-N. When you say something through vanity or something that's in vain, it's V-A-I-N, right? But look at the synopsis. Look at the connection. Look at the phonology. Heck, you could even call those words homopho- uh, um, homonyms. So they sound the same, but they're spelled differently. Some of them even have different meanings. But look at this. Brainiac, when he says, don't say God's name in vain, as we say all the time, because God is not to be mocked. Jesus is not to be accursed. All right. Galatians 6, 7, 1 Corinthians 12, 3. Right. We know this. He's talking about the name of God that is in your veins. He was in you was greater than he was in the world. That's not just spiritually talking. God wrote himself in your DNA. He created it. There's power in the blood. How does blood get transferred throughout the body? Through veins. How does anything work in the body? Through veins. <laughs> okay. So God is in you. Now, the word vein, V-E-I-N, is phonetically bane. B as in boy, A-N-E. Why? Because in Hebrew family, the V is interchangeable for the B. This is why when you say Abraham in English, you're really saying Avraham. Anything that has a B in the Hebrew is really a V. A lot of you didn't know that. Vain is phonetically bane, which translates as nemesis. It translates as nemesis where you get the word divine, hence the name Merovingian, who supposedly in the movie The Matrix is blood linked to Jesus Christ in reality because the Merovingians is talking about the France, the French. Now, I've heard of this. A lot of people say, well, Jesus was related to the French through the Merovingian bloodline. That's a conversation for another day, but let's stick to the movie The Matrix. Let me show you something. This is another form of control in The Matrix when you say that. He is also called the Merovingian that, that is in the movie. There was a guy. Let me let me back up here. You learn of this character in the movie The Matrix Reloaded Part 2, which is the, the second part, which actually two parts to The Matrix Reloaded, one and two. You learn of this character, the Merovingian, in the second movie, The Matrix Reloaded. He's French coincidental obviously the name is French so he's French he is a program in the matrix now these programs as you can see they're supernatural beings they know how to go through portals through doorways interchangeable doorways that lead to other places we've talked about this they are supernaturally strong fast but they blend in with humanity 
people see them as just powerful people, elites, regular people, blah, blah, blah. But when you are a being who has their full eyes open, their spiritual eyes, when you have come out of the ways of the matrix, those rules don't quite apply to you like they did when you were plugged into the matrix. So you have to be unplugged. How do you unplug? You have to have the Holy Spirit. When you unplug, you can see things. You can see spirits. You have power to crush over serpents and, and scorpions. That's not just hypothetically speaking. That's some of spiritual beings. You have power to heal, raise the dead. God can transport you. He can do many things now that you're unplugged out of the world, the ways of the world. When you have his spirit. Now you can see heaven. Now you can see hell. Now you can see other interdimensional portals and other dimensional planes of existence. You're no longer operating and functioning like you would when you were in the world as a regular person operating off of five cents perception of consciousness constructs. So this is what this is really implying. But if we're using the movie as symbology to show you how this actually works and what it is symbolically in the spirit world, then that's what I'm doing. Because the Merovingian character in the movie The Matrix, he was also known as a trafficker of information. Now keep that word trafficker in your mind, but also highlight information. Because the Merovingian smuggles programs into the Matrix by saving the program codes of the dead programs. In other words, people that want to have you removed, exiled, wiped out, annihilated, killed, this dude for a price will illegally get you in and out wherever you need to, whether it's in the matrix or out of the programming of being exiled by other programs. So he's a smuggler. It's just like Harrison Ford's character in Star Wars, who was known as Han Solo. But we're not going to talk about that. These dudes are smugglers. What do we do when people want to come over here from other countries, especially immigrants who want to cross the border and all that stuff? You got to smuggle them. That stuff costs. It's price to pay because it's heavy. It's heavy on. It's a heavy penance on their heads if they get caught. Drugs, weapons, illegal Im immigrants, assassins, terrorists. All these people have to be smuggled. If they can't get in the country with a normal visa or whatever, they have to have somebody on the inside who knows how to get them through customs and all these other things. He's a smuggler. He's a trafficker. People being kidnapped and transported from one place to the next. That's trafficking. In this case, human trafficking. But a trafficker doesn't care usually what he does. Saw Nicolas Cage in a movie called, what was it called? The Lord of Guns or something of that nature where he was a smuggler for guns. He was getting them through cargo ships everywhere. That's what they do. The Merovingian in the movie, The Matrix, was a smuggler. And he got his beings through an underground program through a subway train. So, programs tracking programs. Okay. That's, what's that, that's basically what that is. <clears throat> now, look, watch, follow where I'm going with this family. They are also known as exiles, those programs that are trying to be excommunicated taken out but notice the word exiles can be spelled in two ways e-x-i-l-e-s which means 
to no longer be a part of something that to be getting gotten rid of or taken away, right? Then you have X files, the letter X hyphen, the word files. Exiles and X files. Now they're two different words, but they're very close in phonetic meaning. Exile and X file. This code is called the Da Vinci Code. I know you've heard of that, but you may not have known what it meant other than Da Vinci, the painter, the artist, the brilliant mind. Da Vinci Code, that's what this is called. You even seen the movie with Tom Hanks. Very good movie, very powerful, very symbolic, very telling on how these people think. If you know when you see it, you know what you know. I would also recommend looking at that movie too, both one and two. Because in one of them, they talk about the God particle, which is what CERN uses and calls the the Higgs particle. (laughs) Where they're trying to find how creation began by opening up a doorway and going back as far as creation by using photons, electrons, and light codes to open up a wormhole, which they've been known how to do, but they had now the technology, which happens to be located at the largest hydron collider in Geneva, Switzerland, which is right on top of the temple of, you guessed it, Apollyon. Hence, makes sense how this gateway was going to open up in Revelation chapter 9. But we're not talking about that right now, are we? So, this code is called the Da Vinci Code, and it refers to the Holy Grail. Now, being a woman or a womb man, who is also called the mother of the Matrix. How coincidental. Guess what? The Matrix was created by a woman named Sophia. Sophia is in the name of your Bible. Sophia in Greek means wisdom. Sophia is also the goddess in the Gnostic Bible who created the god Yaldabaoth, which has the name Yahweh. Now, I'm not saying Yahweh in the Bible is created by Sophia because Yahweh in the Bible talks about creating Sophia as part of wisdom. That's where I say you get the twisted version in the movie The Matrix because they use the Gnostic Bible to describe things that the Bible already described, but they reverse it. That's Satan's book. People just act like they don't want to hear that. Now, the word or the name Sophia, who is addressed, God even addresses her in the Bible as a woman, which means wisdom. He calls this entity, because it's not a human he's talking about. He's talking about the, the actual being of wisdom, Sophia. Now, in the movie The Matrix, this is what we're going to say. What is the name of the character in the Da Vinci Code? Sophia. You can see the name Ophia in the name Sophia. Take out the S, you have O-P-H-I-A, Ophia, in the name Sophia. Now, the Arabic word for Opfer, or Opfer, which is spelled O-P-F-I-R, means a fruitful place. A fruitful place. Remember in the Garden of Eden, you had the tree of good and evil, the tree of knowledge. It never did say in the Bible 
when you translate it in English, whenever you read in your Bibles, y'all have a knack of saying an apple. But where does it say an apple in, in the Bible? In Genesis chapter 3, it never said what type of fruit it was. It just said to eat from the fruit, which is known as the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But it never said apple. Now, this word, Opfer, means a fruitful place. Also, the name Ophia is actually Oprah. Mm. This is no coincidence either, family. The character that Oprah Winfrey played in The Color Purple was called Miss Sophia. <laughs> they be putting it right in your face, fam. Miss Sophia. Now, you talking about this watered-down musical crap that Oprah Murphy had anything to do with. It's the new Color Purple remake. No, I'm talking about the movie she actually herself played in back in the 80s that I grew up off of. Okay, that was the real Color Purple, not this fake whatever you call this movie that Taraji uh, P. Henson is complaining about now and wish that she had never made. But, yeah, I'm talking about that movie. The one with Whoopi Goldberg, Danny Glover, and so many other of the greats. Miss Sophia is played by Oprah. This is the Oracle in the Matrix. How in the world is that the Oracle? Now, this may get a little touchy for some of you, but when we look at the movie The Matrix, what color was the woman who played the Oracle? Now, color doesn't mean anything. Yes, white women, black women, yellow women can all be Oracles, family. Don't 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 trip okay learn discern get your feelings out this is spiritual talk we noticed in the movie the woman was black okay she was called the oracle the mother of the matrix no doubtingly when the grand architect was talking to neo he said she no doubtingly is its mother and neo put it together he says the oracle and he agreed yes because she always knew a step ahead what was getting ready to happen right this is beautiful I'm teaching today and I don't often use that word because I'm a student I don't look at myself as a teacher but the Holy Spirit is speaking through me so it's the one that's teaching not me thank you Lord Jesus family this is what I'm trying to get you all to understand if you're walking with me the oracle in the matrix is an intuitive program who stumbled upon the solution to the problem in the matrix. The problem was choice. And that what a lot of you having problems with right now. You want to be your own person. I don't want to have to take orders from no being. I don't like being and, and, and somebody. I don't like the idea of somebody being in control of my life and my destiny. Isn't that the same thing Neo said in the matrix when he was confronting the architect? And the architect was telling him, undoubtedly, the problem is choice. Because he either had to go to door left to save Zion or door right to save Trinity, who came in the Matrix for him in the first place, who was about to be killed by an agent. So he had to either choose the fate of Zion or Trinity. He chose Trinity because she was his love. <laughs> so the choices we make in life depend on our path. However, Yah can put you back on the path even if you made a bad choice. That's the beauty in loving your most high. He never fails you. You only fail yourself when you lack knowledge and when you lack faith and belief in him.
because you lack knowing who he is. And if you don't know who he is, you can't put faith in him because you go off of what you feel is right based on your standards because you feel safe with your choices and not putting your choice or your power in somebody else's hands who happens to be the very creator who made you in the first place. <laughs> That's crazy, but it's the truth. So here it is. You are not given a choice, but the choice is made for you. This is why a lot of people have argued or even wondered in the Bible, what does it mean when the Bible says preordained, which is predestiny? What does it mean preordained? You were preordained. We read it in Romans chapter 8. We read it in Ephesians chapter 1. We read it in Psalms chapter 139, verse 15. We read it in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. What does it mean to have free will? if there's preordained people. I've already explained that. But guess where I'm going with this today? Let's just look at this. You're not given a choice, but the choice is made for you. That's why she said, the oracle, you made the choice, but you came here to understand why you made the choice. It's already been made. This is why Yah has already determined the end from the beginning. These things have already happened. Hence, this is why you guys, when you step out of the glitch of where you are in the matrix now, you have feelings such as deja vu, like you've already done it before. It's already already happened because it already has. Your version is catching up to the version that's already made the choice. Now you're just here to understand why you made it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the most high y'all. Hallelujah. Come on, man. Don't play. Don't play. Walk with me. Get out of your feelings and get into the spirit world. Get into the spirit, man. You've already made the choices with the Oracle told Neo. Well, I'm showing you how that's already made in the Bible. So some of y'all go say, so it's already predestined for some of us to go to hell. No, he gave you choice. See, this is where it gets confusing. If I have a choice, how is it that things have already been preordained? Because he already determined a place for you to go. You made the choice not to. Remember the Bible says that Yah, when a man makes a plan in his heart, Yah determines his steps. Okay, if that plan is in alignment with what Yah already had and what he already put in place for you, according to Psalms 139.15, according to Jeremiah 1.5, then it's going to work to your benefit. But if you decide to somehow get thrown off your path, remember who throws you off the path? Satan. Zeta reticulans, leprechauns. These are program names for demons. Temptations. Sexual immorality. Lies. Sin. All these things throw you off the sine wave, sin wave, of where you were destined to go in the first place. And the reason why y'all don't interfere because he gave you what? Free will. That's why you have to say the Lord's prayer in order to ask him to come into your life and let his will be done because he gave you free will. He's not going to impose on your will. He's not going to impose on your life. If you choose not him, he wants you to choose him for yourself. He didn't want to impose or make you do it. Y'all better understand what I'm saying. Jesus dying on the cross gave you a choice. If he hadn't died on the cross, you wouldn't have had a choice. You would have went straight to hell, no matter how good you were or anything. By him dying on the cross, giving you a way out of the matrix, 
that was where your choice came in. Now you still have a choice. I can go to heaven before I die or I can go to hell. You gave the rules to the devil and his angels first. It wasn't had nothing to do with you. You just happened to come into those rules because God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So don't be mad at the rules. Be mad at the choice. And the choice is yours. Even though you've already made it. You don't know you made it until you get to the part where you made it. All, all this other stuff we're doing is just journeys to the end. We're just journeying to the choice we already made. Family, we already made the choice before we came here. That's why you were already in heaven before you incarnated here. Some of us made the choice to go to hell before we got here. But guess what? Because of free will, you have a chance to change your contract agreement and still go back to heaven. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. They don't get it, Father. Some get it, some don't. Some will, some won't. But this is what it is. <sighs> Let's get back to business, shall we? Don't worry about the messenger who said it. Just make sure you get the message, family. Ask y'all and he'll give you understanding in all things. Second Timothy chapter 2. Verse 7. Family, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to continue this. Be right back. All right, family, we are back. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All, and that's right, you're tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here, you heard it first, no doubt. So, family, one of the major reasons why I did the last podcast uh, commercial, I mean, not the last podcast, sorry, this podcast, one of the reasons why I did the the commercial that you just had, well, not even really a commercial, I wanted to do a test and I'm sharing this information with you that's outside of what we're talking about uh reason we took a, a, a commercial break early just now is because I wanted to see if I could say I didn't want to risk the chance of this malfunctioning and losing all of what you just heard because you guys may think it's just always technical malfunctions and it can be I'm not saying everything is always of the enemy But you have to understand something from my experiences, from my point of view, based on the things that I have witnessed, whenever we talk deeply about things such as this, whenever there's always something in relation to the most high, this is why we pray family before we start. And uh, we we do prayers now, you know, most of the time, I don't do them all the time, but we should um, at the end of the show. But this is also why I do prayer commercials that I've done. This is why you guys in your intermission time, you hear a prayer commercial because you don't understand the power of the most high can cover everything, everyone to see that the enemy does not destroy things. Um, then there's times it may be something y'all doesn't want me to tell you guys, you see what I'm saying that, you know, you have to test the spirits, you know, uh, of course, what he would do it for wouldn't be anything maliciously or, or any malevolent activity involved. Um, because there's just certain things at certain times you just only are allowed to give uh, a little bit at a time and uh, there have been times where I'm sure Yah himself has said no let's not do that just yet and not allow it to be said but more than usually 
most of the times it can be the enemy, especially when you're talking about things in this particular juncture where it's revealing who he is, how he operates and how to use discernment against him. Yah normally doesn't turn off that when it comes to me exposing the enemy. Now, when it comes to certain esoteric information in general, if it's a little bit much too soon, y'all may put an end to that and not an end, but just this is not the time type of thing. Whereas the enemy, you can usually tell it's of him because anything else that's being played, if we were talking about something else, worldly, would nothing happen. Um, Y'all's not going to interfere usually on that either because it's free will. But now if it's something that's exposing the enemy, the kingdom of darkness, oh, there's all types of uh, abruptions and uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it just comes down to discernment. Um, I didn't want to risk losing the last segment of what we talked about. So that's why I went to commercial. Now I feel good. So moving forward, we're going to get back to our normal programming of how we do things. Um, I just wanted to share that bit of information for some of you that may be curious as to where well, he just took a commercial break. Why is he taking another one so fast? You may not have thought nothing of it, but then there may be some of you that did. So I just go ahead and, and went on and just blessed everybody with the reason why. Now let's get back to it. So, um, we're talking about things in a way that we've never quite talked about them before. And if I did mention this before in like way, way, way back earlier shows since like when I first started, it's not enough for anybody to remember. So, um, even myself included, um, but I know we haven't quite had as deep of a talk like this. We've had deep talks. I can't even measure or compare what the talks are, are now because what's deep to one person may be deeper to another. But that's why I named it deeper, uh, deep truth being revealed because it's, that's what it is. Um, in a way that you can understand and kind of visualize, if you will. All right, family. So here we are. We're talking about the fruitful place. The Arabic word for opire, I mean, um, opfir, opfir is, means, uh, opfir means a fruitful place. It's also the name of Ophia. Now, the name Ophia is actually Oprah, like I said earlier, which is no coincidence because Oprah Winfrey's character was Miss Sophia, and that's played by Oprah Winfrey. (coughs) Excuse me. This is the Oracle in the Matrix, an intuitive program, as I told you, who stumbled upon the solution to the problem in the Matrix. Now, where we left off was we talking about choice. And in the movie, the Oracle told Nia, you are not here to make a choice. You're here to discover why you made the choice. She told him that in the Matrix too. Reloaded. Not revolution, or was it? Oh, yeah, part three is revolution. So, here it is, family. This is you. But you came here to understand why you made it. The power is in the word why. If you understand why, then you'll know why. Does the word why sound exactly like wire? Wire? Why? Wire, like, you know, why? Now, the word why was designed for those with power. If you 
direct your attention with me for a second, if you will, to the movie The The Matrix Related Reloaded. Not related. The movie The Matrix Reloaded, where the Merovingian says, "This is you come to me with, with this, but this you you know come to me with 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 no why. What is this? He wants. He bases things off of what he can gain from it. If there's no gain, he sees no need to do anything. And he told Neil that. He said, this is not a why. <laughs> you know, he is a being of reason. If there's nothing in it for him, he sees no need to act further. And because he said that, Neil was relentless and was like, okay. So the Merovingian's mistress, or his wife, shall I say, she betrayed her husband's trust by going behind his back and honoring what Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity came to the Merovingian for in the first place, which was the key master. He was holding on to the key master as collateral, right? So if you do, if you guys have never seen The Matrix, if you've never seen The Matrix 2, which is Matrix Reloaded, I really urge you all to get into The Matrix uh, movie series because it's going to wake you up even more to the Bible if you are following Favor Radio and the way that we're talking about it. Um, you'll start seeing these things. Everything is biblical. And this is how you know everything is the Bible family. Every movie, every TV show, and I say every, that's really kind of a bit exaggerative because here's the thing. Somewhere in real life, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a TV series, whether it's a movie, whether it's somebody's lyrics in a song, whether it's um, just somebody in general somewhere who may be an atheist, you always hear the names Jesus, God, or something biblical. Right. People always say, oh, he thinks he's Moses. He thinks he's Noah. I don't care if you've ever really knew the Bible, heard of the Bible or whatever. You've always heard something or certain names or certain gestures or certain comparisons always being biblical. Movies and TV shows will have a series name that's biblical. Somebody in the movie will say something that's biblical. People use Jesus' name out of context, out in vain and accursed, as the Bible tells you not to do in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3, 2 and 3. Um, but they always do it. You never hear any other culture used like that except the Bible. So if the Bible is copied off of everybody else, if the Bible is just man-made, if the Bible is just a religion of, amongst many, why is the Bible getting the most attention? Why is the Bible the most hated? Why is the Bible the most used in terms of references and quotes? Why is Jesus and God always synonymous with everything used in our reality? I'll tell you why. Because everything that is centered in reality comes from Jesus. Everything in our reality is centered from the Bible. That's, how I, that's why I tell you all, don't compare the Bible to worldly things. Compare worldly things to the Bible. Nothing is more well-known, more recognized, and even more hated than the scriptures themselves. And there's never been cases where people who have been possessed have been exercised in the name of Buddha, in the name of Krishna, in the name of Horus, Heru, or any other entity except Jesus Christ. Healings ain't taking place in the name of Buddha. 
healings ain't taking place in the name of science other than what you guys consider medicines. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about miraculous healings. Now, a lot of you will say, well, Jay, I disagree with that because I've done affirmations. And if I believe in my heart, healing happens. You know why? Because of faith. Well, if that's the case, they, we don't really need Jesus. No, not true at all. Jesus is faith. See, if you read the scriptures, you'll know that the terms that we give Jesus is because these are his names. He has many names. If that were the case, you don't believe in, And some people disagree with that, too. They'll say, well, I believed in Buddha to help me in the astral plane, and he did. We need context. We need context. We need to put things in a syntax order, syn you know, synchronized, synchronized text, us, um, contextual order. And I'll be able to prove all of that to you guys, which is what I've been trying to do here for the last almost five years. We've had this podcast and I can't say uh, anything, but Favorite Radio hasn't done too bad in doing that when it's when it's used in the right formality and we use the Bible and it's right um, predictions. No one can dispute that. Let that marinate for a minute. So, yes, in the movie, that's what the Merovingian said. Now, getting back to us in this reality, in this matrix. The word why was designed for those with power. You have to connect a wire to the power source. Let the word wire and source be highlighted in your mind. Put that in quotation marks or in parentheses. Source. Wire. See, in order for it to work, right, you have to connect the wire to the power source in order for it to work. Now, you realize that you are a reusable battery, like I mentioned earlier. A copper top. The machines, in quotations, family, or man machines, feed off of your battery. You are placed inside of a machine like a battery. Now, the machines, and I'm saying it like machines, I'm putting that extra on it because I want it to hit you in the subconscious. The machines, right, need you to charge their power plant in Machine City. What am I saying to you? I'm saying you are a power plant. Remember, you are grown and not born anymore. That makes sense to nobody, right? Because in order to get grown, you have to be born. Adam and Eve weren't born. They were already grown. They were made from the earth, from the dirt. Eve came out of a rib from Adam. Adam was formed from the dirt. His name Adam comes from the Hebrew word Adama, which means from the dirt or soil. Adam also means generations means more than one so much you guys don't know hence this is what we got back in the uh wilds of hollywood podcast when we said adam we we're talking about catman k-a-d-m-o-n catman or zakar catman meaning one who remembers i didn't mention to you one who forgets who becomes immortal which you see in genesis 4 26 which is called enosh not enoch but enosh which is enoshite 
is one who is a forgetful being. If you look this up in Hebrew, you'll understand that's the name and the meaning of Enosh. Not Enoch, Enosh. E-N-E-N as in Nancy, O-S-H. Enoch is E-N-O-C-H. And there's two Enochs in the Bible, okay? One who's the son of Lamech and the other one who's the son of Jared. We're not talking about that, which is the seventh generation from Adam. That's the one who you guys know in the book of Enoch, right? So Enosh is a totally different being. <laughs> and we're not going to go into that right now. But I would read chapter four of Genesis if you want to know who Enosh is, right? Enosh, not Enoch. I'm saying it again, not Enoch. All right. You are a power plant. A plant grows. You were created in a garden, which is also a laboratory called Eden. Now, we can play off of words and say Eden, which is spelled E-D-E-N, can also be reduced to the word E-D-I-N, which comes to the word eating, as in eating something, like you're eating food, E-A-T-I-N-G. Hear how it phonetically all sounds the same. You were food for the machine. This is no coincidence. Who fed off of you? Satan. Because when you were dropped in your countenance from an immortal being to a regular being who fell into sin, the sine wave, right? You came downward and became a mortal being. This is also somewhat synonymous with Psalms 82 verse 7. 6 and 7. then you'll understand how it happened also for the fallen. When people say they fall in love, what does that really mean? Well, we understand it to mean that somebody has fallen into a trance. They have fell into what they seem to think is love, this passion, this, this, this new way of being and feeling and acting. But what is love in the word L-O-V-E? When you spell it backwards, the word evil, right? Evolve which if you put a V in it, it becomes evolve, like you're evolving. But if you take it out, then it's spelled or sounds like the word evil, which is E-V-O-L, when the real word is E-V-I-L. And if you say evil backwards, it's the word live or live, right? So wordplay is witchcraft. You have to understand there's parallels to each thing. There's parallels to each side. If there is a tree of life, then there is a tree of death, right? And... They call it the Da'af, D-A hyphen A-T-H. You got to understand this is, this is major. It's a parallel universe inverted. So I'm not going to get into that right now, but this is where they get names like Darth from. When you say D-A-A-T-H or D-A hyphen or D-A apostrophe A-T-H, the Da'af. That's where you get the word Darth, D-A-R-T-H, as in Darth Vader. I'm not going to get into that, but this is all synonymous, family. Getting back to this garden, you were food. Now, Oprah, getting back to her name, chose the color purple. I want you to hear what I'm saying. Oprah, who is behind the color purple, 
She chose the color purple. What color was her eye? When Harpo, which is Oprah spelled backwards, her character, whose name is Hoppo, which is H-A-R-P-O, Harpo, but she said Hoppo. What color was her eye when Harpo hit her? It was purple. Because usually when you get hit in the eye, your color, your eye changes color. It goes from purple to black to purple. Basically, she wanted to play the victim role. But she, meaning Oprah, fought back. The purple heart is given to those that was wounded in war. Do you understand their synonymous connections and connotations to what I'm saying? Prince played in the movie Purple Rain. Purple also denotes royalty family. But there's other aspects to it in the occult that I'm sharing with you right now, which is why I'm going over this stuff with you. These are some of the deep truths being revealed. Just like a lot of you seeing colors nowadays, that's yellow and blue. That's colors for mind control. And these are the Antichrist colors. Golden State's colors are the same. You see the same color for the medical symbols and for the awareness of cancer and all this stuff. That stuff is just now coming out. It's been like that, but it's more relevant now because it is a sign. This is how the elites communicate to each other in plain sight. Hidden truth, truth in plain sight. So she wanted to play the victim in the role of color purple, but she fought back. And the purple heart, like I said, is usually given to those that are wounded in war. Do you see the bigger picture? The name Oprah backwards spells Harpo. Now, this is also what her Oprah Winfrey Network we used to come on TV back in the 80s and 90s. It would show the word Oprah at the end and then it would show spelled backwards Harpo. So she put that right in our face subliminally. We just didn't know what it was saying. I want to show you guys something. What is the name of the character that played as Miss Sophia's husband? Harpo, right? The one I just told you about. Now the O the O is the word for orphan. This proves she was an orphan. Why? And how does that prove anything, Jay? Listen to the word orphan, or should I say or pan. O orphan is spelled O-R-P-H-A-N. Or pan. The character Harpo was designed by Oprah Winfrey to make all men look weak. She said, I loves me some Harpo, but I'll kill him dead. Now, the word Harpo was derived from the words her pole. Harpo, which is spelled H-A-R-P-O, phonetically is saying her pole. Like you climb up a pole and you're saying her, her pole. Now, this refers to the plus and the minus, the positive and the negative that you see on a battery. That's what poles are. Poles are negative and positive energies, polarities. Now, I want you to, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you how, how all this stuff connects, fam. Her pole refers to the negative and the positive poles that are used to conduct electricity. Now, these poles are called power lines and the machine city of the matrix. We call them here in this world, the grid. Ley lines. The name Harpo is a code name, family, for light poles. When you say polite, P-O-L-I-G-H-T-S, 
Polites is also a way for the police. Why do you think their lights flash from blue to red? You think, oh, it's just an indication, an indicator to alert people, right? Sirens and all these things. There's deeper meanings behind these things, family. What I'm trying to show you is this. You ever heard of the HARP project? HARP, H-A-A-R-P. And it's actually called the HARPO project. Why is it called the HARPO project? Because the acronym for H-A-A-R-P stands for High Frequency Active Oreo Research Program. Or Auroral, which is how you see the Auroral Nights, like those lights in the Northern Lights. Yeah, look up HARP. This is what's responsible for your weather outside. When the government is manipulating weather on purpose, it's the HARP project that's doing that. This is actual information you can look up. Now, the HARP, H-A-A-R-P, it does what? It sends out a very high frequency. That's what the name, the acronym for it stands for. High Frequency Active Aurorial Research Program. And it sends out a very high frequency or a high pitch to change the what? Polarity, poles, in a male to a female. Or a female to a male. Hence the word hermaphrodite. Hermorphodite, right? Or should I say harp orphodite? Now I talked about Aphrodite, the Greek goddess, who I called, if you haven't already put this together yet, you need to go back to the Kingdom of Darkness podcast I did. I talked about the enchanter spirit, the spirit that's responsible for making people into transvestites, gay, bisexual. This is an actual entity that's in the Bible. I actually ex- I expounded in talking about this being in the Kingdom of Darkness podcast. Y'all, I'm putting it all out there. How many of y'all are actually catching on to what I'm saying? And how many of you really care what I'm saying? That's the real question. Because it's up to you what you do with this information. It's not up to me to do anything more than what I'm doing. I'm, I, I mean, come on, for crying out loud, I was the one that was told not to even tell you all this stuff. But we are in the end times and I cannot keep this stuff away from you. James 4, 17 says, if there's things I know I ought to do, but don't do it, that's a sin. This is why I'm giving you information. Please take advantage of it. It can save your life. Bring you closer to the most high himself. Hermaphrodites or Harpo-Orphrodites. You can see the word Harpo in Oprah. Now, who is being one of the biggest talks exposed by the mouthpiece Cat Williams? Why do you think I did these podcasts in the order I did them, family? I gave you almost an eight-hour podcast on the wilds of Hollywood, and most of that was consisting of who Cat Williams really is, which is why I gave you the cover. If you look at the cover of that podcast, he's showing you Illuminati signs. I even got all the things that's describing the signs he's showing you. That's why I called and told you all. Well, I didn't call you. That's why I called to you all through the podcast. I told you, don't be so quick to be calling this dude a hero. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's an entity himself. Why is Hollywood turning on itself right now? Jeffrey Epstein has been dead now for what, a year or two? What is going on? People are being exposed. Things are happening. There's so much traverse changes 
because the Antichrist is about to make his way on the earth and there has to be corruption. There has to be chaos, confusion. There has to be a polar shift. Poles have to shift from negative to positive, from positive to negative. Isaiah 520. That's what that is. Isaiah 520, to put it, to sum it up, is a polar shift. Satan is changing the times and the laws. Daniel 725, because God is allowing it. We are heading, if not already, into world the beginning of World War III. That's what this war is. It's a nuclear war. This forces wormholes open. This forces otherworldly beings to intervene because, quote unquote, they've been brainwashing you all for years. These so-called greys and Nordics and Pleiadians and telling you, oh, no, we don't want nothing to happen to your planet. But it's free will. We can't intervene. But when something really bad happens to the point of destruction and y'all are about to blow yourselves up, that's when we come in and save you. That's what they've been telling you. You know why? Because they know that that's the time in Revelation chapter 12 where they will come to the earth after Michael kicks them out of heaven and we those in Christ will go up in the harpazo. Notice the word harpazo, harpazo. How do you spell harpazo? Harpo. <laughs> That's the rapture family. <sighs> Boy, words just seem to be just connecting the dots, don't they? We're going to leave that alone though. Who is being discussed in the Matrix right now more than anybody that's she's now being her her empire is being attacked other than P. Diddy, but it's angle say self. Oprah Winfrey's being attacked. Harpo. She just did a new color purple movie, right? Who's attacking her from that end? Taraji P. Henson. Who else? Monique. Who else? Cat Williams. And many more to come. Cat Williams is smacking everybody. Who else is talking about her? 50 Cent. Who else? You see, family, if you pay attention enough and keep quiet, watch and observe, listen and discern, you're going to be spiritually deciphering things that don't seem to make sense to the average normal everyday human but for those of you who are spiritually in tune oh you're going to start getting all kinds of downloads and you're going to sound the more downloads you get the crazier you're going to sound to the people who are connected and plugged into the matrix these are people who have no spiritual insight no spiritual understanding or knowledge of self no spiritual revelations no supernatural spirit to guide them these people are puppets, the walking dead, zombies. They are the plugged in agents for the matrix that the demonic beings or agents, myths, can use. See to it that you don't become these people. Why do you think Fable Radio is allowed to speak to you all right now? Because Yah is allowing it. I'm a messenger. I'm a watcher. This is what I'm here to do. I'm here to reveal to you the different truths using what I know, the tools I have, the notes I have. The Holy Spirit speaks through me. This is what I'm here to do, family. That doesn't make me special. doesn't make me better. It just means I'm acting out what I'm supposed to do. A lot of you are worried about financial things right now. I have been through financial worries 
Trust me, I just lost some personal things very dear to me because I didn't have the finances to take care of those matters. That's no one's blame. The onus is on me. However, I can't worry about that. What I can tell you is this. This thing is bigger than what you and I are aware of. Now, I may be aware of a great deal of things that are happening, so it's not too much that's a shock to me at this point. I expect the unexpected. I see things happening before they happen at times. Y'all gives me a great deal of different ways to know things. However, I'm still learning like the rest of you. More is to be revealed. Please humble yourselves. Read your scriptures. Pray to Yah. Ask Him to give you all knowledge and wisdom and to guide you on your journey. And believe in Him. Love Him. Develop a relationship. Talk to Him. He will give you everything and more. And whatever you lost, He will restore it. The Bible tells us that. He will give back to you what you lost. So what, did you really lose anything? Endure to the end. We are in the times where you will be led astray. You will be tricked and fooled, manipulated. You will be seduced by spirits and you will be led by doctrines of devils. You, your job is to discern, test all things, all people, all spirits. Prove everything you possibly can through the doctrine of the Bible. Hold fast to that which is good. That's right, family. <coughs> Excuse me. Oprah Winfrey is a big major portion. She is a gatekeeper. Hear what I say. Who in Ghostbusters? What would they call? Sigourney Reaver's character and Rick Moranis played in Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And you saw in the first one when those gold-looking demonic beings for the god Zul, they used Dana which was the character's name of Sigourney Weaver. And they used the character played by Rick Moranis as pawns, conduits. They used them as conduits, possessed them, because they needed that coming to, through them in order to open the gateway. Why? Because one was the key master and the other was the gatekeeper. Now, who was the key master I revealed in Wilds of Hollywood? Cat Williams. Remember I said there's entities that come in the form of Bess. Bess was that Egyptian god who also is known as Bas, the cat god, which is where you get Basset and Sekhmet from, but Bas and Bess. And I always say give it your best, the best kept secret without any putting without putting T on the end of it. Bess is an entity. He's also a Mesopotamian god. Right? He is a guardian, a gatekeeper, a key map. He's a gatekeeper. He's a being who emits fire, too. He's demonic. But a lot of people worship him. He can shapeshift. He can do a lot of things, but he's extremely powerful. He likes to upload himself in the matrix, make copies of himself. He has a thing for cats. Now, I, and he's usually a naked entity with an erect uh, penis. So he's a pedophile. And he comes in the form of different things to, ch to trick children. 
what I am giving you in these podcasts and why I feel so compelled and urgent to, to, to do them is because the I'm, I'm being led to do them, family. I have this 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 energy to just start doing podcasts, and they're all in the order. I don't even plan these things; they just happen. I haven't planned out any of this. I haven't wrote out anything. I have a few little notes that I used from back 12, 16 years ago. But the rest of what I'm doing is coming from the Bible. And I'm using that in every podcast. So you can see in real time that the scriptures knew about this and they're talking about it and they're predicting what's to come. So you can't tell me this is just a book written by man. Get off of that. Miss me with all that. Get into your spirit, man and woman, and start talking to me. I want to only talk to people who are the spirit right now. I don't want to hear no fleshly conversations. This ain't about carnal-minded opinions. This is about spiritual power, information. No one is at the top of that mountain except the Most High Yah, which the mountain we're talking about is Zion. All right. So on earth as it is in heaven, because there's a Zion on earth that represents the Zion in heaven where he dwells. But getting back down to the spiritual realms with these entities, the Satans and all these other entities, the tricks they play through using this world as a mirror, as a guise or a disguise. Well, this is what it looks like in the form of movies and celebrities and music and so, so many other things you don't see because you're looking at things with your five sense perception. You're plugged in to the matrix so deeply, you don't feel things spiritually. You don't see them spiritually. You don't have any knowledge of them spiritually unless you've been privy or given the ability to experience or feel or see these things. You're just gonna be the walking dead playing along with whatever's being put in your face. They're hypnotizing you. They're using your emotions against you. They're creating a paradigm off of your subconscious mind that opens up a gateway for them to come into because you have the power of the creator in you. You don't even realize it. They're teaching you to be self-reliant gods without worshiping and relying on the one true God, which is idolatry and thou shalt not have any other gods before me. This is all different because Yah is a jealous God. His name is jealousy. And this is what people are doing. This is what the entities are doing, the fallen ones, Satan is doing. He's put before you his own 12, King Arthur and the 12 Knights. He's put the 12 emperors. This is all a mockery and a counterfeit to Jesus' 12 disciples. But there were really more than 12. There was a total of 71 on one end plus the 12, so that's like 82. But we don't talk about that. That's only in the book of Luke, by the way. So it's like, okay, we'll talk about that later. But right now, what is the time on the clock? 24 hours in a day, but Jesus is 12 hours in a day. Hey, yeah, you can say you divided it by, uh, divided 24 by 2, you get 12. 12 times 12, well, 12 times 12 is 144. 12 times 2 is 24, which is 12 plus 12. So, what are we looking at? 2 plus 4 is 6. There's 9 ether and there's 6 ether. 6 is the etheric form of the devil made in the flesh, which we call shaitan, the thing made of clay, right? The melanin recessive, but that's not true because we have black devils too. Then we have nine, which is the higher etheric number for supreme being or supreme deity in the universe, which God's name, I mean, his number would be nine because really everything outside of nine or anything beyond nine starts over the cycle of one through nine again, especially if you're adding them up. 10 is one plus zero, that's one. 
11 is 1 plus 1, that's 2. 12 is 1 plus 2, that's 3. You see how it starts over? So really, you have from 0, which is zero time reference where there's no time, to when you get into 1, which is the first or prime, and then 2, which is second. What do you call the hand on the clock that goes around and around continuously? Seconds, the second hand. Well, Lucifer is referred to as second because he was once second in command in the hierarchy of the Most High's Godhead because he is Halal, the one who shines his light on the Most High Yah to give praise to. Well, now that he's no longer praising Yah, he wants praise for himself. He's always in combative competition with the number one of the universe, which is the Most High himself. None is like him. No one is like Yah. He created all things. But the devil wants to be like him, which you heard me read in Isaiah 14, 12. If you see 14, 12, you see 4 plus 2, that's 6. 1 plus 1 is 2, that's 26. 2 plus 6 is 8, but 2 times 6 is 12, which is 1 plus 2, which is 3. This devil has an infinity and obsession with everything Yah is, but he wants to twist it and be like him. The thing I'm trying to show you is in the 12 that you see on the clock, that can be representative of 12 months, 12 disciples, and so forth. 13 is a magic number because one, let me show you something. How do you get out of the matrix? You have to break the code. You're in a 12 cycle repeating groundhog day type of thing. That's why nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun that all things have repeated themselves before will repeat themselves again. Jesus is the number 13. This is why y'all were taught through fear and the dark occult to be scared of the number 13 as in make it look at, look at it as a suspicious number like Friday the 13th. Uh-oh, superstition sets in. No, that's actually a good number because Jesus was the 13th disciple in secrecy. He picked 12. He was 13. Why? Because he is the gateway out of the matrix. Y'all call it Christ consciousness. We know better than to say that with a, a new age mind. We know that there is no Christ consciousness by itself. The only way to attain what you call Christ consciousness is through Jesus Christ himself, which is through the Holy Spirit, which puts you on Christ consciousness frequency. But here's the thing. If you look like I told you this before, if you draw a clock, or look at a clock. Look at a clock on your wall. You see the 12, the 1, the 2, 3, all the way around back to 12, right? If you, if you add each number, it gives you 13 all the way around. 12 plus 1 is 13, right? Do it by adding the numbers backwards with the numbers that go forward. Okay, 12 and 1, 13. 11 and 2, 13. 10 and 3, 13. 9 and 4, 13. 8 and 5, 13. 7 and 6, 13. You see what I'm saying? That's occult. That's hidden. That's esoteric. That's inner circle teachings. That's hidden knowledge. Jesus is 13. All right, family. I hope y'all picking up what I'm putting down. Let's get into it. So, these poles, heart pole, 
Harp Project. This Harpo and Oprah, the word pod, right? The word pod can also be seen in Harpodites. Harpodites. H-A-R-P-O-D-I-T-E-S. Harpodites or Harpodites, right? Hence the Greek god Aphrodite, which I just told you about, is also known as Sophia. How coincidental. Which is the goddess of wisdom. So when you say Sophia, Sophdet, or the word Sothis, S-O-T-H-I-S, Sothis resembles the name or the word sockets. You say, no, it don't. It doesn't have no spelling. Now, I can tell you what Sothis means. That's talking about Sirius, Orion. But right now, this is what I want you to understand. Sockets. Why do I say sockets? When I say it resembles, I don't mean that it looks like the word. I mean, when you pronounce sockets and sophis, you have to understand how pronunciations are used in witchcraft. Your wires, put that word in your mind, are plugged into a socket, are they not? Which is also known as an outlet. Go back to the clock I said, 12. And then after that, it repeats itself. The only way to get out of this repeating matrix, this cycle of nothing is new under the sun, is you have to go above the sun. You have to go to the higher immortal body, super conscious. In other words, that's Christ, Jesus, heaven. You have to be initiated into Christ, the body of Christ, through the Holy Spirit. That's how you get out of the matrix, family. That's how you get har pozzled out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Father. That's funny. That's amazing. Wow, even I'm amazed. <laughs> because it's not it's me, but it's not me just talking. I don't know if that makes sense. It's me, but it's not me. Anyway, that may have been a bit much for some of you, but that's okay. You'll get there. So yeah, you need an outlet, a way out. The electricity has to come out somewhere. It moves from pole to pole in a current, right? This is also this also refers to what you call energy family. Your emotions are one way to do that because your emotions, when you look at the word emotion, put a hyphen between the E and the word motion, that's energy and motion. This is why they manipulate you through movies, motion pictures, through visual cortex, hypnosis, programming you, telling you while programming you through sound and light and sound. See, man, listen. You better understand the tactics of the enemy that 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 tells you. So that we know we don't so that we do not be taken advantage of by the ta- by the uh, tactics of Satan's devices. This is what this is. This is us warning. Device is another word you need to look at. Device. D-E Vice. Hyphenate the word, the letters D and E. Well, don't hyphenate them. D-E and then hyphen. And then the word vice. That's the devil's vices. What is a vice? Put it together, you have devices, devil's vices. This is why Satan has devices. He's a devil who puts you in a state of vice 
to have problems, issues, addictions, afflictions, sins. Think about it, family. It's always attacking, keeping you in a state of constant confusion, chaos, device. Now we know the word to be device can be any contraption. A remote is a device. Cell phone is a device. Things that are helpful or contraptions to use in terms of technology or something that can be used in the sense of a tool can be a device. We're not saying the word itself is bad. I'm just trying to show you hidden knowledge within wordplay. That's it. Which helps unlock you to the other world and how they think and what they use against you because you do not know no better. Ignorance is not bliss. It can cost you your life. It can make you a slave. So do not be enslaved by it. Be empowered by it and overcome it by overstanding it. That's why I say overstand. You must ascend and transcend out of this matrix. And the way to do that is through Christ Jesus. That's why the Holy Spirit does what? It leads you into all truth. That's what this is, family. All right. So an electric pole that is connected to an electrical generator, which generates the book of Genesis is a generation. What is generation? A replication or a reproduction of something. When you can reproduce something, you're generating it. You're creating it. You're making more. A generator is what keeps the power on because it keeps generating energy, power to give you light. It's not just the beginning of something. It is the continuation of something. In order to give this information down to the next generation, how do we do that? Through reproduction. We're passing the information from one bloodline, from one generation, from one cycle to another. We're perpetuating it. We're keeping it going. It's in motion. Energy in motion. Transferable. It's being transferred from one party to the next. That's what energy is. <laughs> okay, y'all come on, bad. Y'all put it together, bad. Come on. So, electrical generator, which generates your energy into electricity, hence electric city. This is how cities are built in the matrix. The grids, the ley lines, they're built in the matrix off of electricity. Now, I told you about raising your frequencies, did I not? Your consciousness and how they affect your brain. This heart project I told you about is sending out frequencies because it's high frequencies. Remember, HARP stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. So the heart project is sending out frequencies at about 800 megahertz to affect your brains, family. Your brain is a modulation box. It's a converter. It's a computer. It's a box that's used for signals. So what is happening and why there's so many frequency over um, overlaying on top of one another and uh, frequency interference is what I like to call it is your box is not protected. Look at all the frequencies that interject with us. Internet, UHF, VHF frequencies, ultra high frequencies, right? All these things play an intricate part in intellect, emotions, feelings, thought. Guess who travels on those intermission waves? 
those transmitting waves. You guessed it, spirits, the princess and the powers of the air. So, is it too far-fetched that what I'm saying, why prayer is a frequency in itself, that when you pray to the Most High, you're praying to be protected, you're overlaying your frequency, this is why your heart has to be in the right place because your heart emits a frequency, family. Come on, this is technology. If you don't believe it's spiritual, you can still look it up and get the same information. The heart is the most powerful thing you have in your organs because it emits a frequency. It changes the outcome of everything, thought and feelings. That's why the Bible in, 20, in Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so shall is he. Come on, man, talk to me. Talk to me, fam. Jesus looks at the heart of man. He wants to dwell in the heart of man because the heart is continuously wicked and evil if you don't have Christ in it. That's why people in the world would tell you, follow your heart, go with your heart. No, your heart may say, I want to kill that person and you kill him. Was that good? No, it wasn't. It was a lower frequency act, lower vibratory demonic act. And now you're feeding the parasitic entities known as demons because you acted in a very low frequency vibrating way. The oscillating frequency also is known as the sine wave that I talked about can determine or dictate your outcome through free will, the choices you make. But when you get with the body of Christ, with the Holy Spirit, you operate on a higher frequency of love that emits from your heart that changes the reality that you live in, which raises your vibrations and your frequencies and cannot be touched by lower frequency entities. That doesn't mean the physical body that's still in this world that's of sin won't be uh, attacked, but the spirit is intact while the body is being attacked. Woo, let me say that again. When you have the spirit of Yah in you, the Holy Spirit, your spirit is intact, I-N-T-A-C-T. Your spirit is intact, meaning it's in place. This is why in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of what? Power, of love, and sound mind. So that's what intact means. Your spirit is intact when you have the body of Christ in you, but your physical body is being attacked by the enemy because it is a lesser frequency modulating body suit or vehicle or temple that you're operating from with the most high indwelling it. Let me say that in slow motion and layman's terms, your body is a lower frequency that dwells and is a part of this world, which is why demons can still influence you. But if your spirit, which is willing, which is greater than your body or flesh, which is weak. Remember in Matthew 26 verse 41, it says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You're in conflict with yourself because if you have the Holy Spirit body of Christ in you and your spirit man is intact because of that, all you have to do is start doing what the spirit says and not give in to the body. You are always going to be your own worst enemy because you are a spiritual being in a physical body. The body has urges, impulses. It can be easily manipulated and controlled. The spirit that houses it, if it's got the Holy Spirit in it, can override the programming of the fleshly body, which is in this world, which is also ran by the God of this world and this harlot system that 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 tells you about, who is Satan. 
That's why first, first John chapter four says, he who is in you, meaning the Holy Spirit, the most high Yah, is greater than he who is in the world, which is Satan and all of its worldly comrades, including, including the physical body, which is your own enemy. You are your own worst enemy. That's why you have to get your heart with Christ right. Because if you don't have Christ in you, your heart can deceive you. As it tells you in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, talk to me, somebody. Come on, man. Talk to me. You be your own worst enemy. Talk to me. Because you will succumb to the lower vibrational frequencies of what is known as sin. Y'all better talk to me. So, now you see why I keep wanting and urging you all to share my podcast so that your, your friends, your loved ones, your children can all get this information. It's pertinent. It's essential. Not because J-rated all is somebody that's telling you, but because I'm a messenger of Christ. And you can see that I don't have to prove anything. It proves itself. And scripture, and, and you know, we must worship Yah. Because we are spiritual beings. He's a spiritual being. John chapter 4, verse 23, verse 24. Let's read John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. Verses 23. I'm going to show you why we should, we're supposed to worship the Most High. I've mentioned this, but some of you need to still hear it. You got to see it. You got to be a witness, an eyewitness. That's fine with me. Because I'm using the word of y'all as my God. So I ain't worried about it being something to prove it proves itself because the holy spirit does all the work i do nothing watch this john chapter 4 verse 23 and 24 says this but the hour comes and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeks such to worship him did you hear that he seeks it for those who worship him and guess what Verse 24 says, God is that spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Rest my case. I rest my case, family. I want to turn up some more on y'all with this, but I think we should probably die down and save it for some more in another podcast. However, I'm willing to go another extra hour. But after that, family, we're going to have to call it quits. I'm definitely not trying to outdo the Wilds of Hollywood podcast because there's a lot for a lot of you to tune in this long. But um, let me see something here real quick. I want to see if I should put that in this podcast or if... We should save it for the next one. We're going to continue on this one real quickly. So family, we're going to go ahead and take another commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to go ahead and reveal some more to y'all. And then we're going to call it quits. And it may not be a whole hour, but we'll see. It won't be any more than that. I can tell you that. So on that note, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere.
All right, family, we are already in the six hour and four minute mark. So, yeah, we've already passed the time frame in which I thought this would be. But it's gotten so good, family. I know a lot of you really don't. There are those of you who really appreciate. If you're like me, you don't mind lengthy movies or podcasts as long as it keeps the interest afloat. It's nothing like a dragged out, you lost me, kind of boring, waste of time type of movie or information like these. a lot of these lectures that a lot of people have at these seminars and webinars. They can be kind of boring. And you need time to relax. You need time to take a break, stretch, eat, use the bathroom, something. Sometimes you just need to walk away, get some fresh air and come back. And I don't mean to do these lengthy podcasts, but sometimes this is just another testament from me to you that when the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of the Most High is working through me, man, they can get like this because I see the information that's being distributed and and given is as pertinent. A lot of you may say, well, he could have done this in series. I would have been okay with an hour and a half. And I get it. But if that's what you're only worried about, you're missing the whole point of these podcasts. And if this is not the type of show for you, I get it. You are welcome to do whatever you feel you need to do, family. But this is for those who are really serious and don't mind being entertained as well as educated on the spiritual things that are actually coming true. It's not like we just have a show where we just spew stuff out of our tail. It's talking out of the side of our neck and making up stuff. Family, this stuff is supernatural I talk about. And I don't know what else to tell you. I really don't. But I know one thing. We're in the sixth hour. I'm not going to waste no more time talking like this. Let's jump. Let's get to it. This is going to be our last hour, so let's make the best of it. Until next time, we'll have another show continuing if we if we need to. So uh, we went over those things we went over before the last commercial break. And I want to know, I mean, I want you to know that, yes, these things are based on uh, a great deal of many things. So these 800 megahertz I was talking about that affect your brain, the frequencies are turned up little by little until your head can explode. Now, a lot of people feel like they're going crazy when they get too much information or when they study too much. The Bible tells you in Ecclesiastes 12 verse 12, too much studying can be worrisome on the body. Knowledge is power. But see, if you go overboard to what somebody can handle, it can actually cause a malfunction. And that's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that the Lord will never give you more than you can bear. And if you've ever been in like a a deprivation chamber, a pressure chamber or something like that where the pressure is pressurized and it gets turned up, too too much oxygen is fed to you or not enough depending on the situation, well, your head will swell up your eyes will start to bleed, your eyeballs will pop out of the sockets and your head will explode. And it'll combust. It'll literally just implode. Knowledge is like that too. That's why they say too much of anything is never good for you, that all things should be considered and done in moderation. There's reasons behind the madness, family. You stay up too much and don't get no sleep, you'll go crazy. Your body needs rest. So, so does the brain. And a lot of you, I know that I know people personally that say they don't sleep that well or they don't sleep as much or they're always got things on their mind. These people have to have some kind of form of and this is no uh, this is this is this. I have to pray for people like that because I've been in situations similar to that myself with my my own self doing that, not getting enough sleep and and not proper rest. Then your body starts to break down. Right. First, it starts with your mind. 
then your body. And so sometimes it can be reversed, the body, then the mind. So you need the appropriate amount of rest so that your circadian system, your body, its own biological clock can function properly because you can cause yourself stress and dis-ease by lowering your frequency and enveloping or inviting a signal of duress and distress upon yourself, which can cause you to go into a comatose state or a sickly state because when your body's not at ease, it's at a dis-ease, right? It's not in alignment. So you have to have proper rest. You have to take a break. You have to rest your mind. That's why Jesus says, ye with heavy laden, with burden. Give your burdens to me and I will give your soul rest. But he says first, learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. What what do you think he's telling you? He's telling you on an emotional, spiritual, physical, and mental level. Give it all to him. And in exchange, he will give you peace like he says he will in Matthew 11 28 as well as in John 14 27 because the peace that he gives is not like this world it's otherworldly y'all better start listening real carefully and reading carefully what the Bible says and taking every word into your being and really believing it because it is the word of God supernaturally can change your life in the twinkling of an eye just like that at the snap Remember, thought travels faster than light. Light travels faster than sound. So thought travels faster than both light and sound. If he can think something, believe it. Because that is going to be what you need to survive. Now, they are careful not to turn the frequencies too high because it'll do what? It'll drive you crazy without you knowing it. You are slowly adjusting to hearing these loud sounds. And this is why you get a headache a lot of times, family. Some of you have headaches. You can get it from staring at a computer all day. You can get it if you're not getting proper rest, if you're not eating. All these reasons are why your body is giving you warnings, signs. And the word signal is the word sign. These are all signs so that you can pay more attention to yourself if he who was in you is God and he dwells in your body don't you think he would want you to take better care of yourself because you are not your own your temple is his in which he dwells and he wants a healthy temple so obey him and eat right drink the right things get the proper rest and don't let the world the worries of this world keep you up all times of the night worrying about this worrying about that Because the Bible says what happens when you worry? You take a day of your life away from you. Stress is a killer. This is all in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Read it, fam. Stop playing with the word. Read it. Now, and that goes for anything in your life, in this world. Nothing in this world is worth dying for unless it's for a friend. And that's in 1 John chapter 4, if you read that. Other than that, no, excuse me. That's in John chapter 15, verse 13. So you need to read that. Okay. St. John chapter 15, verse 13. Let me make sure I'm right. Uh, I'm in the book of John. Let me turn to it. Verse 15. 
Chapter 15, verse 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man may lay down his life for his friends. Okay, so there it is, right there. All right, so these things can cause you to go crazy. And they that's what they send signals. That little buzzing in your ear, and sometimes all these things can be different types of frequency modulating tests or frequencies being you may be the prime target of either the government or a spiritual warfare. Remember those fiery darts I told you about that's being thrown at you in Ephesians chapter 6? But when you put on the full armor of God and you combat it with what? They can't touch you. But if you don't have that armor on you, if your mind isn't on Yah and it's on the world, and you got worries going on, you've already been hit with the signal. It's already got in somehow. That's all it takes is one distress signal. That's why they call it a distress signal, family. All it takes is just one entryway and it gets you. And now you all messed up mentally, going through mental crisis, upset, attitude. You're doing all kinds of lower frequency types of behavior. The Bible says not to go to bed mad in your wrath because if you do, you let Satan have an entryway into you. That's in Ephesians chapter four, verse 26 and 27. I have many a times realized this, and I realized it just recently uh, of some recent events that have taken place. And I actually, for the first time, got out of my own feelings, got out of my own third dimensional mindset, my emotions. And I was just reading some scriptures and I saw a sermon. And then if I wasn't put, diagnosed it, if I wasn't put to the test that very day, later on, and I had a situation happen. And it was easy for me to get upset because the things that I, I had had encountered, they weren't true. And but something, it was the Holy Spirit, it came over me in a way that I am so amazed and so thankful for. I didn't allow that to be a distraction in terms of my peace. You understand? I knew the truth of what was really going on. I knew I hadn't did anything, but I know how Satan works. He tries to cause confusion. He tries to use misinformation and he will try to distract because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities. Family, because I've been doing these type of things, giving you all this information, praying a lot, uh, really being serious for y'all in the last, you know, as long as I can be in these last few days, just really having a good talk with the Father. These things came about, and he brought it to my attention in the scriptures, and it just was like, wow. You see it manifesting right before your very eyes. And this is the one time I didn't fail the test. I usually fall for the okie doke and I fail. And I, I fall into a lower frequency. That's what falling is. It's like Adam Eve fell from grace or fell into sin. This is what the fall is. What happened when Satan and them got kicked out of the kingdom? They are called the fallen ones. Anytime you fall from on high, you fall down low. That is falling into lower frequency, falling into sin, falling in, falling in for the trap, the, the, the ensnares of the devil. That's why he says to be aware of the things of the devil. You can see it happening from a mile away. You can see the signs, the signal. See what I'm saying? And that's beautiful, man. And, and, and 
I just prayed. I prayed after that. I didn't have no malicious in my heart. I said what I had to say, but I, I, it was all love, and I, it, was, it hurt more than anything. But I, I put it in Yah's hands because I know he would never fail. He would always take care of it, and he just wants us to walk and f- walk by faith, not by sight. And stop trying to do things our way. Stop trying to prove things. Stop trying to put ourselves in, 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 in the way or middle of things and let him do it. Give it to him. That's for real, man. So I just wanted to tell you all that because this is what we're having, these discussions. I'm showing you how to work, how to works in the wilds of the devil's going, not to be fooled by the distractions of Hollywood and celebrities. Watch your own life. Watch the different traps and, 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 and um, trepidations that may come your way. The test. Remember, you are going to be hit with fiery trials. Not to act, and the Bible says not to act as if this is something to be suddenly shocked about or strangely something, something strange happening. You're being tested, which is a good sign because you are a target for a reason. Fiery trials are fiery darts being thrown at you, transmissions. Some people are actually letting it happen and they're falling for it. And when you try to have this talk to get them back on the road of Christ, it's hard to reach to reach some of our brothers and sisters. I've been one of those people at times you couldn't reach. This time, I didn't fall for the, the snares of the devil. It's like a bear trap. It's like you can see the beast acting. You, Yah is revealing this dude's ways, man. <laughs> and if we are, if we're not in our own feelings and if we're not in our flesh, we can see it easily through spiritual eyes and rebuke it. And then we do what we're supposed to do after that. We don't, we don't, we don't meet it with uh, evil or anger. No, we meet it with prayer. We, we meet it with, the Bible says God laughs at the wicked for their day is coming shortly. That's in Psalms 37. Read the book of Psalms 37. It literally tells you he laughs at the wicked because he knows their time is coming. Their day is coming. So that's why he tells us not to worry. He says, Hold your peace, I'll fight your battles. That's in Exodus 14, verse 14. In Exodus chapter 90, he says, Be still and know that I am I am the Lord. Hold your peace. That's what be still means. Be at peace. Don't get riled up by the wiles of the devil. Put on the armor, and you can block the fiery darts being thrown at you. And that's what I did. I listened. And that's why we must listen to Yah so that we don't get caught. Anytime we disobey, what does disobey mean? What does the Bible say rebellion is? It is a sin of witchcraft. Witchcraft is being casted on you, family. Do what Jesus says and you it will not, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Stay in the word, stay in truth. Stay still. Don't do things you know aren't right. Then no, no, no true accusation can be used against you that really holds its weight. All those things are false statements to get you to come out of your stance and to fall into sin by interacting in an angry way. And there's many ways the devil will try to do that, to rattle you up. He knows your emotions. He knows your heart. He knows what you're most sensitive to. He knows how to get you mad. Don't allow it to happen. Stay in Christ and you'll be just fine. Amen. All right. (laughs) So. This is why you get a headache when you approach these cities and different places. 
Have you ever noticed, family, little black boxes? Now listen to what I'm saying. Little black boxes and large towers. We see a lot of this now with the 5G and stuff. But remember at a point in time, recently in the last year or two, two years, I'd say, remember these black monolith-looking things were just appearing in different parts of the world? You know, they were at the Stonehenge. Uh, well, at the time, it was the Georgia Stones, right? You've seen them in Utah. You saw them in different parts of New York. You saw them in, di- in different cities and states. And then they just disappeared. And no one knew how they got there. Nobody. They tried to come up with some crazy notion that said some people were putting them up and taking them down and blah, blah, blah. That was to throw you off to keep you from believing that it was anything supernatural or mysterious, shall I say. But these things were actually really true monoliths. Now, I want you to understand something or I want you to hear me say something. These little black boxes and large towers that conducts a lot of electricity and sound waves. This is what explains the headaches a lot of times. Now, the black box is also called Pandora's box. Know you all have heard that in folktales. It's a real thing, fam. Pandora's box. That means all hell breaks loose in that box because there's nothing good that comes out of Pandora's box. Now, Pandora's box family. And we see this in shows like Sleepy Hollow, Supernatural. I mean, just different shows that put the truth in plain sight because they already know about it. Hollywood is connected. They're telling you things that they already are doing and they are. And they just let they put it in the form of fiction and make it entertaining. And and, and you look at it as just or view it as just entertainment and you don't think nothing of it when they're actually doing these things. These are also sometimes prophetic things that they're showing, showing you or telling you they're going to do if they're not already doing it. But here's the thing. Pandora's box is what we call that little black box or these black boxes. And you have opened Pandora's box and let out a high frequency. Heart Project is nothing but a big, gigantic Pandora's box. When you open up these high frequencies that could destroy the planet, which CERN is another Pandora's box because it has high frequency modulations in order to create these wormholes. There has to be a great deal of power coming off of the grid that's generated in order for these things to come about. Storms and nuclear blasts also create this power, right? Now, this will cause a pandemonium. The word pan is in Pandora and pandemonium. You see this all the time. Now, this is what means a wild disaster or a wild disorder, noise or confusion. Now, going back to Oprah Winfrey, it was Oprah in quotation marks who let out Pan, the demon, out of his box. And she's done it again and has been doing it. Why? Because she's a gatekeeper. Come on, man. Talk to me. She is harp backwards. She's harp pole. Harpo, she is the one opening, she's the gate, she's a portal family, she's nothing but a conduit for demons, she's a pole shifting, open portal, wow, she's also a gatekeeper for luring people and getting that, gaining their trust and then turning on them. And feeding them to these demonic elites and these 
hybrids and these demonic, parasitic, demonic bastards. That's what she does. She lures people, puts the witchcraft on them. They get further ensnared in, in, in the lair of the of of the dragon, right? They get snatched. Their souls become compromised, and she moves on. And when something gets brought up about her, she plays it all, so acts like she don't know what's going on, or she plays dumb. And she has no feelings of remorse. This woman that you all think is such a beautiful and hard-working sister who came from blah, 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 most of her life is a lie. All that stuff was fabricated. We don't really know what we're dealing with here, but I can tell you one thing. If she was a woman, she's no longer a human being. If she is, then she's always been a hybrid, which I, that's a stretch. But I do know this. She's very satanic. And she is definitely a conduit for demonic possession. However, I will tell you one thing. She has a position and a role that she plays. And this woman has no remorse for you whatsoever. She will not cry. She will join at the table of the demons and eat off of you. Do not be fooled by these people's merits, their smiles, their contributions to society, their their ability to speak intellectually in a way that makes them seem innocent and charming. That's what devils do. They give off the false notion. They give off false sympathy. That's actually a trait of any demon, but it's really a trait off of Jezebel. Y'all should study the Jezebel traits. I might actually do a a podcast on that. And and it's going to alarm a lot of you. Okay. But these beings, man, they, they have, they, they take no prisoners. They are, they are, there's no mercy. There's none. Now I ain't saying that she's never had, not had any feelings towards things, but remember what is Hollywood full of actors? The word Hippocrates in Greek is the word hypocrite. It means an actor. These people can conjure tears like you wouldn't believe. They, they, you know, it's almost like they have split personalities. We call them altars. The Bible calls them demonic possession. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, what type of spirit do you got in you right now? How many spirits do you have in you? This is why everything is always chaotic. It never ends well. There's always drama. There's always confusion. They're in the heart of Babylon in Hollywood. And they're spreading it out to the rest of the world through their television, through their broadcasting signals, through the internet, and so forth. They're downloading themselves in the matrix hologram known as the world. Through the world system. Controlled by Satan. Man, I'm telling y'all some good stuff. I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. Oh. This will cause pandemonium, meaning, like I said, wild disorder, noise or confusion. And Satan's all about confusion. If you notice, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33 says the Lord is not the author of confusion. So who does that leave in opposition? You, you get your right, Satan. Now, it was Oprah who let out Pan, the demon, out of his box. The high pitched loud music that you hear has an effect on your sympathetic nerves, family. And it destroys your three, put in quotation marks, your three brain tissues. 
this black box in quotation marks is symbolic of a television set. That's what the black box is. Now we have flat screens. All this stuff is Saturn technology, by the way. The black sun. This is a movie. You ever notice why screens are black on your phones, on the TV? Obviously, because they're screens, right? This is a form of skyring. If you don't know what skyring is, you better look it up. You better understand what a black mirror is used for in the dark occult. That's what these TVs and these monitors cell phones and so forth are used for this is nothing but a monolith which is a box a conversion an xbox like we talked about in the wilds of hollywood and so here it is family the harp frequency comes through your televisions or your tv or your cell phones okay this is real talk better get better get out your feelings and listen and learn and discern this was created by what you used to call TiVo, TiVo, which is what we call DVR now, right? The ability to freeze, go back, replay. Um, it means to record your favorite television shows. Now, while you're out, you can record the football, all that stuff. Now, the football player named Tebow is an offshoot of the TiVo. You can pause, rewind, or fast-forward Tebow in a game. The V in TiVo is a symbol for voltage. Hear what I'm telling you. The TV is an electromotive force. And this refers to your energy. It means it's a vacuum and it sucks off of you. But watch this. This refers to your energy, but it's energy put into motion. What did I tell you that was? Emotions. You're, dri- you're the driving force behind the machines. You are referred to as manpower. You ever hear the people say, we don't have enough manpower to handle all this. You ever heard of Android? You've heard of Mandroid? Okay, remember I said you were a battery earlier. They want to enslave you. They want to make you do repetitious things. They want to control you. They want to program you. You're a damn robot to them. They want to also mix technology with man. Iron mixed with clay that the Bible talks about in Daniel chapter 2, verse 41 through 43. That Mary Clay, that iron, okay, they want to make you a man droid. Easier to control through frequency modulations and witchcraft. Man, if y'all don't get what I'm saying, this is where neural links like Elon Musk and all these other guys come into play. They're players in the game already set up to be used by the Antichrist and Satan and everything else. Although they will rebel and tell you things at times, they will reveal truth at times. That's to earn your trust. That's to earn your trust so that you will be willing to take whatever they do because they're going to look like rebels. They're going to look like the good guys that's rebelling against the system. They're plants. They were orchestrated and planned and programmed to be that way. See, Satan plays good cop and bad cop. I told y'all that. Y'all are expecting just pure evil. This being comes with a smile masquerading as an angel of light, and so does his agents. That's also in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. See, if you don't read the word of Yah, you're gonna be you're gonna be lost. 
you're going to fall for it. You're going to fall for Satan's traps because he's so powerful. His witchcraft is so strong. He's going to even, that's why the days were shortened. So that if he weren't shortened, even the elite, for even the elect's sake, us, the chosen ones, because we would be deceived. That's how this being is so powerful. He deceives nations. How do you think he deceived the third of the angels in heaven? What do you think he's going to do to human beings? He's that brilliant and that persuasive. That's why you need the power of y'all on you and in you so that you don't be ensnared and fall for the trap. Because if you don't, you're going to be like anybody else. You're going to fall for it. You're going to be a believer of it. You're going to take to the seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You're going to fall away from the faith like they say in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Make sure it's not you, family. Stay in prayer. <sighs> um. So, yes. You'll be a manpower to the machines. And this is where the word man-sheen or machine comes from. It's derived from, right? They have created a star gateway. Listen to what I'm telling you. And I'm saying it slow because it's a major word to put into your subconscious mind in parentheses. They have created a star gateway through the TV where they can step through and interdimensionally transport themselves they can scan the surface, pick up scenes from all over the world, or televise them. In other words, you're the television or a televisor. It goes that word visor, right? You're a televisor. They can project both thought and three-dimensional images. A TV is nothing but a third-dimensional screen that's projecting images from itself into your mind. To control how you feel and think and what you are in agreement to and not programs you to also act out the things they want that's why they call it predictive programming family come on talk to me we're creating reality through the images that they put in a 3d box called a tv set <laughs> this is a converter box this is the this is the supernatural box man y'all see it as television and technology i'm telling you what it really is in the spirit plane and it's been working. Media has taken over. That's why with prayer, we can break up what Satan is using through technology. Prayer will break that up if we all come together in Christ. God is long suffering because he wants you. He doesn't want some of these things to come true. There's a lot of things that he said would happen. He's just forewarning you. But those things can change if we pray. Let me tell you something, man. The major event is not going to change. But the things that happen in between that, they can change. You don't have to succumb to those things. They don't have to happen to you, at least, if not at the whole world. We know the whole world ain't going to be on board. That's why the Bible says in Genesis, if the world came together, there would be nothing they couldn't do. <laughs> but people don't do that. They come for the wrong reasons. Y'all come together to football game, basketball, or through a tragedy or trauma, but then everything else is back to normal again. It's, it's, it's business again, as usual. And we need pandemonium and chaos to keep business going in the world of, of media, social media. And that's why, it is, that's why there's so much confusion. That's why there's so much chaos, so much debauchery, so much uh, hatred for your fellow brother and sister, for your lovers. That's why a husband and wife, girlfriend and boyfriend can't get along. Because it's meant to keep you at war with one another. Okay? This is to keep you from seeing the bigger pictures. to keep you from coming together and walking like the book of Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says. When we walk together, we can agree. Right. We should be agreeing on the things of Christ instead of arguing about them because the word of God doesn't change. It should be the same with anybody who has the spirit of Yah in them. That's how you know who and what you're dealing with. 
if you got to argue with people over things that shouldn't be that e- that, that should that, that shouldn't ever come before what the words say, you got to rebuke that. You're dealing with Ephesians six twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I'm telling you, fiery trials, fiery darts. People are getting hit with these transmission signals by these demons, and they're being triggered. All right, so I mean, I've been I've been clearly one who's ha- has had that happen, and it, I had to be delivered from it. And I needed it. I recently went through changing myself in the Lord uh, just a couple of days ago, two or three days ago, to be honest with you. That's why I was able to do what I did uh, recently with not falling for the okie doke because I felt different. And I just can't, I can't even describe it family, but this is what we all need. And that's why the Bible says, stay in the word every day, apply the word every day, every moment, talk about it, think about it. Don't ever take them off your mind. You're covering yourself with the full armor of God when you do that. And then you use the word to, to, to combat the enemy in the unseen world. Man, I'm telling you all what to do. And y'all just hear it, but you ain't doing it. And you're getting hit by the devil every day. Becoming a victim. Another agent in the matrix. A pawn or in bondage of Satan and his worldly devices uh, and supernatural devices. So here we are, family. That's what the TiVo, Tebow, whatever you want to call it, stands for. And your emotions play a part in that. Now, you're, you're, the, you're the driving force, like I said, for these machines, right? For these supernatural beings. You're a Stargate. And this portal, we call it TV, is how they can transfer and project themselves through an interdimensional uh, gateway. Uh, and they can transport themselves. So they can scan the surfaces, pick up the scenes. They can do all that through a televisor or a television. They can project both thought and three-dimensional images. Now, these are hologramic and holographic pictures and star maps. This is what I'm telling you, star maps. They're holographic pictures and star maps. They kill and destroy at will by flicking switches, quote-unquote. Put switches, the word switches, in parentheses or quotes. Because this is what alters the weather. Whatever can alter the weather can create alters in you. Openings. And that's how you get manipulated, deceived, and tricked into doing things. But they can flick switches and alter the weather. They can create rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes. Some of these earthquakes are unnatural. Some of these things are sent by Yah himself. Some of these things are done by Satan's technology. Satan is causing a lot of this disastrous stuff to happen. Through harp, family. They could create tidal waves, volcanoes, hurricanes viruses even extract thoughts from another person's mind or implant thoughts into a plasma tv you ever thought something and next thing you know it's on tv now telepathically you could be picking up a signal that's coming from the tv or you could be sending a signal to the tv and suddenly it just so happens to be a coincidence that they're saying what you just thought man i'm trying to tell y'all you do not understand how this stuff works TV is nothing but a technological, external, spiritual version of yourself, family. All things are electromagnetic energy, supernatural. <laughs> you just see it in, in a five-sense perception, in a condensed construct of reality that you think is physical. It's just, a, it's just the appearance of solidity because 
the frequency modulation here or density, it vibrates so slow it gives the appearance of solidity. That's why when you die, you're never really dead. You just transfer the energy aspects of yourself, which is in spirit and soul, to another plane of existence. This body, which is a physical shell or representation of yourself, it dies because it came from the earth, but you never die. So, they have the ability to do these things and create these things. Now, I want you to understand something. The wordplay here is about to get real sick. And I say sick, I mean real deep. I don't mean sick as in, some of it can be sick because of what they're doing, but it's going to be deep in terms of interesting and awe-inspiring. Um, and for you, some of you, this is a bit scary because it's like Twilight Zone you're in right now. <laughs> now, they can extract those thoughts from another person's mind or implant thoughts into a plasma TV. And a plasma TV does exactly what it says it does. It works off the plasma, which is in your blood. I give plasma from time to time when I donate. Now, this is no coincidence, family. Check this out. The acronym for TV obviously is the V, right? Which stands for vampire. Yes. The other V. <laughs> you say, well, where's the other V? Watch this. The other V stands for the victim. When you combine both V's, you get the letter W. This resembles the fangs, like the teeth of a vampire or, or a beast, a canine, anything. The fangs, snakes have fangs, right? We usually call them fangs because they're vampires. Watch this. These... This resembles the fangs of a vampire. So you can see the word fang. But you see in the word fang, the word fan, F-A-N. If you add a G, it becomes fang. You see fan in the word fangs. Now, the W is a symbol, family, for quote-unquote current or water. So the letter W sounds like double, the word double, like D-O-U-B-L-E. You created a dub, D-U-B, of yourself in the matrix. How? The dub, D-U-B, stands for double unit body. Double unit body. That's what dub stands for. The word double is pronounced as devil, devil, D-E-V-I-L. Because remember in Hebrew, the V and the B are interchangeable. So if you're saying double, you're saying devil. Come on, talk to me. You're also saying dub, D-U-B-L. You hyphenate it. If you hyphenate the word devil, D-E-V hyphenate I-L, it's also D-U-B because the V and the B are interchangeable. But if you put the I and the, the I and the E are interchangeable in, in, in Aramaic and Arabic, which is God. So you're saying dub L. This is what you call your residual self. Now, what is a residual self? It's the digital Remember in the movie, The Matrix, and Neo said, you know, when he got plugged back, he said, you think that is real? He said, if you're going off of, what did Morpheus tell him? <laughs> he said, you think this is real? If you're going off of what you can touch, taste, smell, see, or hear, then your brain is simply sending electrical signals you're having electrical signals sent to your brain 
to interpret what you call reality. He said, this is your digital residual self. The person you think you are. (laughs) Right? Now, this is what you call your residual self-image. You're looking at your digital self on a television screen. You're watching you. Hence, YouTube. I could go all day with names of, of channels broadcasting. You are on the tube. That wasn't just a name they came up with and gave it its own channel. The tube has always been you. Why you are being programmed by the tube, the TV. They're trying to put you in their world and put themselves in your world. This is a world within worlds, a microcosm and a macrocosm, spiritual world within a world. You're being shrunken and hypnotized, deatomized more into the illusion. The more you fall for the okie doke, the more you will fall into sleep and it'll be harder to wake you up. The sleep becomes real. The dream world becomes real. And the real world becomes a dream. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. The word Harpo's backwards. Again, when you put an S on Harpo, Harpo's, and you spell it backwards, it becomes Sopra. Sopra. This is where the words soap opera comes from. The TV is also known as a soap box. This creates a soap opera effect, family, which is a video look in parentheses, right? This form of video, quote unquote, processing is called motion interpolation. Hear me out. If you're not taking notes, you should be at least Googling this. This is called motion interpolation. I-N-T-E-R-P-O-L-A-T-I-O-N. Motion interpolation. This makes animation more fluid. Okay? And this is a glitch in the picture. And you know what a glitch is. This is caused by a fast-moving camera, which is in pan, P-A-N. The word pan, right? The camera pan, the screen. Now, the word Sopra means above, beyond. That's why Oprah, as an Oprah Winfrey, thinks she's above the law. Her name has the meaning above and beyond. How can you make any of this up? I'm giving you straight. <laughs> I've given it to y'all straight as I can give it to you. Straight in heterosexual itself. Straighter than a person in a straight jacket. I need y'all to see straight, think straight, get this out of your linear mind. Watch this. This is why she thinks she's above the law, family. Have you ever heard someone say, I will wash your mouth out with soap? Did you know Oprah Winfrey played in a movie called Soap Dish? No, I take that back. She didn't play in Soap Dish. Whoopi Goldberg did. Which that's a good movie, by the way. Robert Downey Jr. and so many other people played in it. But anyway... Yeah, I've heard the saying, I'll wash your mouth out with soap. Now, check this out. She combines soaps 
and opera together and called it the Oprah Winfrey Show. I want you to think about this. She combines soaps and opera. You know what an opera is when you go to an opera. And combined it and called it the Oprah Winfrey Show. Now, the word opera means work. An opera singer uses high pitches that can shatter glass, hence the operator. The operator voice is a digital recorded message. What do you dial for the operator? You dial zero. Z-E-R-O. And let's take it down a notch and change the spelling. Zero becomes zera, Z-E-R-A, which becomes Zaru, Z-A-R-U, which becomes Zaro. Like the show Zaro, Z-O-R-R-O. The O represents the zero. The letter O is also a stargate. Watch this, family. You have to dial the address on the outside track of the stargate to open a wormhole to the other stargate. I had a dream many years ago about these Android phones, and particularly the Samsung, because in... They, gave, they showed me... I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to share this with you all. I don't know if I shared this in the spirit... Uh, my spiritual journey uh, podcast three-part series or not. But I had a dream where I was in space. And I was hovering over I was hovering over Earth. And I saw the sun, the sun. Next to me was an entity. And he was telling me and showing me in my mind's eye about the phones... He kept saying the phones are not what you think they are. They're opening, using the phones, the secret dials on the phones that can open stargates. And scientists have died because they've tried to reveal this. That's what I was told in the spirit world. Now, I ain't going to tell you any more than that because it it would go into a whole different, it would would go into the whole story of it all. It's not long, but it's just, I don't want to waste time. It's funny because as I give you this information, that kind of correlates to me personally what this is saying but I want you to know something you 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 gotta understand how this stuff works so yes the word opera means work an opera singer uses high pitches that can shatter glass right hence the operator whose voice is a digital recorded message and what do you dial when you want to get an operator you dial zero and all those words come down to zero which the O stands for zero, the letter O, that is, and it also represents Stargate. You have to dial the address on the outside track of the Stargate to open a wormhole, family, to the other Stargate. This is actually in the show um, 100. I saw recently. It's a series. Now, it didn't come out recently. It came out, I think, in 2013, 2014, but it lasted six seasons. My thing is this. In one of the parts of that show, there was a doctor on board a ship and they were trying to get codes and because this being put itself in the form of AI its memory banks uh, it showed how to dial the missing numbers and, and code to open up a Stargate and, and here we are here we are and this is just many shows like the movie Stargate that came out in 94 with James Spader and Russell Crowe not Russell Crowe excuse me Kurt Russell and this is what I'm saying we see it in Stargate series we see it all over it's it's <laughs> 
all there, man. It's right there. So, yes. So here's the thing. What you see in the movies is really what's going on. Okay? And the operator on the ship, the craft, right? The spaceship, UFO, Merkaba, whatever you want to call it, guides you inside the Matrix. You are a player in this game, ladies and gentlemen. It is the phantom or the phantom of the opera. You've heard the phantom the phantom of the opera, right? Or is it the Oprah phantom? This is why Oprah is coming back out. She did these things before, but now this is why all of this is relevant. This is really, this year, 2024, is a, how can I put this? It's a reflection of 2012 and early 2000s. This is all a reflection of 2016, 2012, from 2012 to 2024, which is 12 years. There goes 12 again, isn't it? How ironic. You're starting to see things come out that are still in correlation to one another. This also may be the year we get raptured, but who knows? Or shall I say harpazoed? Harpo. Harpazoed. Wow. Look at y'all. Anyway, the word phantom, phantom, right, also has the sound of the word fan in it, F-A-N, even though it's spelled P-H-A-N-T-O-M. The word phantom with an F means ghost. This means that Oprah is the ghost in the machine, like the movie Ghost the Machine. This ghost gets into you, family, through opera music. The operator is also a ghost that speaks through the telephone beyond the grave. Have you ever saw... How should I put it? You ever saw a meme of someone who has died appear on your caller ID? Like the name of a person? I, I was almost thinking a meme, but if you ever saw, you ever saw like the name of somebody, they're supposed to be dead. Sometimes people take this as signs of the dead calling you from the other side to try to make contact with you or to let you know that they're alive or they're okay or whatever. That can also be a trick, though. And every now and again, y'all may allow it. Who am I to say? I don't know that for sure. But what I am saying is this. This has happened to people. And the name of the person that's died appears on your call ID. And I know that gave some of you chills because it actually may have happened to you. These are programs trapped between worlds, between matrices. You are connected to a spiritual computer that you can't see, family. They use the computer to tap into the unseen world. This is the quantum computer that I was trying to tell you all about. It's called the Saturn technology. This technology I've heard on the astral plane is from the planet Saturn, which can create and keep us in the matrix here on this planet. I, I, that's a little deep, but I've heard it. A lot of times you hear these things tuning in when you, if you're relaxed or if you ever go into a, a certain trance, you may hear a computer in your head, like somebody pressing buttons. Listen, y'all are in the matrix. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, boy, you're going to realize and know a lot of things when y'all get out of these bodies. 
just better hope you go into y'all because when you go to Christ, you're going to know all of this and a whole lot more. It's going to be a whole lot of things revealed to y'all. Man, I cannot wait. But I want to be with Jesus, man. I ain't listen. These programs are serious. They're not playing. Now watch this. We only have a last few minutes in this in this show, and we're right on time. The operator is also a ghost that speaks through the telephone, like I said. Now you're connected to that spiritual computer that you can't see. I told you this earlier. And they use a computer to tap into the unseen world. Quote unquote. Quotations put unseen world in your head. But once these quote unquote doors are open, family, they cannot be closed. That's the problem with man. When they finally open these stargates, these things aren't really being closed. They have brief, they have brief peaks and open windows right now. But once a stargate opens, the only way they can close it is the one above. Remember, in the book of Revelation, God is going to give keys to certain angels to open up certain doorways. Now, when these things come out, I don't ever remember them saying in the Bible that the door is going to close. So that means that once they open, everything that's on the other side is coming over here. You can read Revelation chapter nine for that. one. So, <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be the time you want to be on the planet. So here's the thing. They cannot be closed and the dead, the dead, I'm going to say it again. The dead programs are placed inside of a computer that is not activated. I don't expect you to understand that, but I had to tell you. This refers to Pan, P-A-N, who is the deity of music. As I said before, family. These are the ones who are behind the music and the films. The word pan, P-A-N. So you have those today who become fans or pants or fanatics or pan addicts. See, I'm trying to show you how the words are really behind the words that you understand. You understand fanatic, but put behind that word pan. And then add the word addict, pan addicts instead of fun addicts or fan addicts, right? And Hebrew, the letter P is the 17th letter. And it's spelled P-E, the letters P-E, which is numerical. And its numerical value is 80, which represents the mouth, like your mouth. The mouth of reporters, vocalists, announcers, etc., in a movie, you will see a fan, F-A-N, moving, which represented pan and dual motion. Hear me out. The word pan and the word dual and motion, which brings us to another form of pan or Oprah. The word pan means to move in a motion. For example, a motion picture or a television camera to follow a moving object or create a panoramic effect to move in a to move in such a manner family. So the symbol of the fan and the dual motion is another way to show Oprah's presence. This motion is also represented by dance movements. And family, we're going to go ahead and cut it off there today. I want to this seven hours to stick 
And I think it did just that. Stay tuned for whatever following show we have. I don't have a name for anything. I'm just going with the spirit right now. Uh, But we do have, hopefully, we'll try to get some guests on the show soon to give you some spiritual insight to their life. And uh, I want those things to be a surprise. So all praises to that. And just remember everything I said today, whether you got it all or not. Remember the things you do know and can remember. Study the rest of what I told you. Look into it. Check out the links in this description, family. I've been giving y'all some good stuff to go with these podcasts. It's up to you to decipher the code of what I'm showing you. I pretty much laid it out on the ground table and done the ground work for you. But you need to understand it. And that comes from you and having a relationship with y'all and reading your word. Watch the videos. You're going to be mind blown on some of the things that I told you. Please look at the videos. And once again, please I beg of you in all praises to the most high Yah. Share, share, speak on, tell, talk about Pharaoh Radio. Give people the link. Tell them what it's about. If you know enough to know what, what, what it is, tell them. Show them. We need all we can get in these last days. I'm not playing, family. This is for real. Tell your friends if you really rock with me. Support me. Tell your family. Tell people that you know are into things like this. We talk about any and everything. Look at the titles of the show. We talk about any and everything. And yes, some of these shows are lengthy, but they're worth it. I'm taking the time to give it to you. The least you can do is take the time to listen. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to pay attention. All right? Accept your time. And what is that worth? That's worth a lot. Because you cannot buy it. And you cannot get it back. You're on borrowed time. That's why we don't have time to waste. I'm your boy, Jerry Dadar. I love you all very much. Before we leave, let's close it out with a prayer. Heavenly Father, Abba, I thank you again for such a wonderful, insightful, and powerful, supernaturally divine uh, podcast. Thank you so much for giving the people uh, the knowledge. Thank you for showing them in things and ways that they would never get otherwise in just regular society. Thank you for speaking the truth to me, Father, and speaking it in a way that when they look into it, they can't help but believe it because it's nothing but the truth. So help you, you. And I thank you again, Father, for giving us another day of our life. Let us walk in Christ with you, continue to. Those of us who are uncertain or sure, please touch their hearts, Father. Let them know who you really are. Show them beyond what man has said, which is a lie, if anything. And I hope and pray for those who have any type of dealings or any type of things that you're worrying about or any type of animosities. I pray that you get over it. I pray that you come to Christ in peace, make up, reconcile, understand what is at stake here. You have to love, you have to learn to be okay with certain things in order for y'all to show you more. In the mighty name of the Most High, I ask anyone who wants to give themselves to you, to accept you in their hearts, Jesus Christ, to ask for the Holy Spirit and should be given, and to repent of their sins and to read the word. On that note, amen. Family, we're about to close it out. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, I'm a holler. Peace. God bless and namaste. Yeah, yeah. Chippin' yeah. it all here. Yes, sir. Get ready to get praise to the most high y'all. Yahweh Elohim, yeah. Supreme King. Uh-huh. Hey yo, we gotta get our life right. No doubt. And I mean in every sense. That walk gotta be straight. Just Can't right. be hot or cold. No you know what I mean? 
talk to you for a minute. Yeah. Try to keep you out them streets, out of them worldly ways. That's right. No. Check it. Check it. Get your life right with Christ. Why waste your time? Don't waste time. Yeah. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. That's right. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Wasting time over there. What's going on? Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Hey, y'all. Get your life right with Christ. Why waste your time? What you call normal, I call divine. Nothing's informal, only in mind. All these mere mortals be seeking a sign. Come on. Yeah. souls are mine, especially you, I can't stand that J-Read at all, yeah, he warned you, yeah, but you didn't listen, did you, <laughs> now, waste your time, now, denounce Christ and turn to me, all of get your mind right with Christ, stop wasting time, Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Yeah. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. That's right. Get right with Christ. Leave that devil alone. And y'all gotta watch your tone. Because all that speaking evil and shunning people will leave you blind. You calling heathens evil. That's people even on demon time. You know why? Yeah. Cause all the deacons speaking will pass this preaching the feeble minds and the pews and steeples to sheeple seek them using the evil eye. Yeah, it's crazy. All the lethal reasons for leaving being because of lies. If you don't believe them and see them again, you're about to die. I kid you not. Cause Jesus said to the Jewish people, redeemed from evil, believe in lies. You sleep with demons who creep in dreams when sleep arrives. Forget that. Get your life right with me. You ain't worthy. Come and get some of this hellfire. <laughs> get your life right with Christ. Why waste your time? Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Uh, get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Come on. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Uh, yeah. Get your life right with Christ. Stop, Stop wasting, wasting time. time.